Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> I'm fucking infamous. I'm one of the most notorious slashers in history, and I don't want to give that up. I am Chucky, the killer dog, and I dig it! Cinephiles have come together to bring you strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host, the man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women but hates the woman from the foreign land of Canada. Our host, Mood 616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster P and Pee Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Origins wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican. JP. Finally, we have the man who doesn't talk enough. He is best friends with Sean S. Cunningham. His favorite horror movie is Gummo. He is your favorite Jew and mine, Jeremy. Together, they are known for extending a helping hand to vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 shots of moods and horror. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 116 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Charles Lee Ray, a.k.a. Moods, the Canadian Strangler. Yeah. And, of course, I've got my two killers by my side, Andy Barkley, a.k.a. JP. And last, and of course least, we have Tiffany, a.k.a. Jeremy in the house. What's good, fellas? Hey, yeah. I'll be fucking Jennifer Tilly. That's cool with me. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be we Jennifer get Tilly, some man? Fucking poontang. What, what would you do if you were Jennifer Tilly? Get some poontang. Definitely not Jerry, but. Well, you go fucking Jerry. You go I don't even know Jerry? what that means. You go Les it up get then? Poontang yeah, if go you were. Dude, if uh, I was Jennifer Tilly, man, I'd be playing with my titties all day. Wouldn't you just want to play yeah. with those? Like, that's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I mean, she she has lusted up in the past, so it's not like she's not like something she oh, would yeah. do with, with Gina Gershon and in, in uh, uh, what's the name of the movie again? Shit, she actually leses it up quite a bit. Honestly, I I think I think it's this bound. movie she, in Cult Chucky she leses it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. spoiler alert, guys! We will be spoiling <laughs> in this because it is a a franchise show. Did did Jeremy just throw out a spoiler for Cult of Chucky, the last one in the franchise in the first <laughs> minute of the show? <laughs> oh, That's up. classic. That's classic stuff right there. Yes, of course this is I like uh, these episodes. I like these movies have a lot of continuity anyway. Actually they do. They, they do. pretty much all have continuity. Yeah, they they totally I mean, character they're actually more of the most continuity in a franchise, honestly. For sure, man, for sure. They really are actually. I was I was thinking that while I was watching them yep i mean besides like you know c leading into uh curse i mean but that's still it relates back to well, i just film, kind of that's figured kind of out cool. at this point that c doesn't exist in the i think it kind of doesn't yeah i think it either doesn't exist or I think it's just one two three bride curse and cult i think that's like its own storyline and then bride and seed is another storyline. no they definitely no de- definitely definitely bride happens because no. yeah yeah i'm not i'm saying I, i'm saying like no. the storyline would be one two three bride curse and cult and then a side storyline would be bride and seed yeah I, I, I don't really think so i mean you can you can still play them in complete sequence when you really think about it i mean based there's on nothing the thing is, there's nothing in Seed of Chucky that happens that couldn't let Curse of Chucky happen. 
You understand? Yeah. So, like, there's just elements of the story not explained. But you could obviously think, oh, well, Jennifer Tilly probably brought Chucky back again because, well, she loves him and that's kind of what she does. Mm -hmm. Glenn could be God knows where. Like, I mean, maybe he just didn't want to kill anymore still. So he just, like, rolled and they just they did it without. You know, why am I even fucking? I see him as one (laughs) big ass thing, too. I mean, I just kind of feel that Glenn dropped off the face of the earth after seed. And then you go into curse. It's kind of, it's kind of like a reborn story, you know, but I mean, it, there's still things that are relatable to those films. I mean, obviously with Jennifer Tilly and even in, even in the last one too, like there's even a joke of anybody ever tell you how much you look like Jennifer Tilly, <laughs> you know? So, and that's kind of relatable too, but I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Child's play franchise. We are going to be again, spoiling these. So if you didn't catch that, when JP said that, going to be spoilers man it's going to be spoilers it's franchise time so um so did you guys have fun watching these films again were you guys looking forward to doing this or was did it feel like a chore no i had more fun watching three bride i guess three and bride i had the most fun rewatching. i find that i find around. that a little bit ironic though too considering yeah. that child's play is you know your favorite film well those are like the ones that i have i don't watch the most like I watch one and two the most. I don't really watch any of the other ones, so I haven't seen three and Brian in a long time. Especially Brian, I haven't seen Brian in a long time. You know, that's interesting because when when I first got that Child's Play Blu-ray box, that what a couple years ago, the first film I watched was Child's Play Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cause it, I know, because it has your favorite line ever, man. Yeah, it does. Or it has your favorite scene ever? Yeah, it's. The, I think my favorite line in the franchise comes from Bride, but but yeah. um yeah, I don't know, man. I had a really good time rewatching these films and I was you know I, I'd never really paid attention to the running times before so much but when you're doing a franchise you you pay attention to running you times. always look at that because you're kind of also mapping out like how much time exactly it, like that's one thing that this show does that other shows don't do like I, I mean I've talked to other co podcasts podcasters and 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 they're like dude I don't know how you guys do it I, I even thought of making a funny skit video the other day I was like Thinking like, oh, I'll just oh, let don't be one of those people what? making skits now. Fuck off. What's wrong with that? Oh, Come, man, coming from the guy that loves to watch sketches. <laughs> no, I hate that. I hate that shit from you horror YouTubers. It's like just what? talk about the fucking movies and move on. I don't want to see you. I wasn't necessarily doing, talking about. So, for why, YouTube. why you got to be so serious? The twenty-two shots page. Why you got to oh, be so I serious? Like, be serious, bro. Why do you think will... I hate cool dudes? Because his skits fucking are garbage. Well, dude, I don't even know Cool Duder has skits because I, when I'm not a fan of something, I don't watch it. I told you, I only click on them to thumb them down, bro. Oh but you clearly, you know about his skits, and you because if they're skits. in the thumbnail, of course I'm going to know. <laughs> All right. Be well, my point show. here is, is that I was going to talk about like, oh, like make make something funny, like just a little clip of me, like, oh, time to prep for twenty two shots. I'm like, well, if I just let's see, ninety minutes, ninety minutes. 100 minutes and then i add them all together i'm like oh that leaves me about zero time for this <laughs> you know what i mean like just make because like it adds up so much and you're like you're like plus i add recording time editing time and thumbnails and then like you know just to be funny and uh i was thinking that on the chainsaw show but then you know it was a refreshing to to kind of look at these films i know that's where you were going modes but i was just saying how we do map it out like we know that we have to watch all these films in this amount and in this particular week we actually had a short week uh, i think we i had uh seven films in four days yeah uh to do 
So um, Jeremy did like all of them in two days, which is super surprising considering he was like, well, it's not like so much surprising guy. now, but it, it like the you of old that like you, you actually have more time to watch movies than you think you do. Like you see, you hear you're getting four Patreon reviews or something and you're like, oh, you're like, yeah, what because the fuck? How am I going to be able to fucking do this? Five, five, five. I got five. Okay, five. <laughs> but, but meanwhile, it's you already have over you have like half of them done and you still have two full podcasts to do the rest that's so like that's well, a lot of time I mean, you, I had you had three more weeks shit on jury, so. <laughs> yeah so you you basically have to watch one a week from from here on out you know what i mean and uh so the run times though actually are all except for i mean i think the newest one's the longest one right it is the longest one yeah 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 but yeah that's that's what i did man i was like i never really never really paid attention to them and i like you said you had to map it out and stuff i'm like wow these are actually really short films i was very pleased by that and then rewatching and stuff and then of course last night i went to a hockey game got home and it was like 10 30 before i was starting the last two and they're pretty much the two longest ones and i was like fuck but you know it's funny it because i actually well. got done i got done with them on the third day so I had a full day where I didn't have... I watched Seed, Curse, and uh, Cult in one day. Mm-hmm. And I watched one and two in one day, and then three and four in one day. So uh, finished in three days, had a full fourth day to watch other stuff for 31 Days of Horror. But yeah, um, think- you guys didn't let me answer. But uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to check these out, honestly. like I, I was not looking forward to... Really, the only one I wasn't looking forward to is the first film and Curse of Chucky. Uh, and it's because I had just seen the first film in the, at the drive-in, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I almost like didn't want to like replay. I almost thought about not even revisiting the first one because I was like, it's it's fresh enough in my mind to talk about, but like I just didn't want to replace that memory as the last time I watched it. You know what I mean? Um, but Fag. I didn't watch it anyway. And Curse of Chucky, I just it's the one that I seen most recently, so I just besides that, so I just wasn't So you were kinda of I feel like I got it. everything out of it. I feel like it was yeah. fresh enough in my memory just a couple years ago that I was kinda like, uh, you know, I should have watched it with the commentary or something like that, but I didn't and, and um Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I was worried that my rating might fall on that one. Yeah, I I watched them I watched all the films in three days. I, I think I watched them in a good way though too because i watched the first three and then i watched bride and seed and then i wa- and went to the last two and the way it played out for me was just really really enjoyable i think i had a really good time redoing i you know as much as i didn't really want to watch seed of chucky again um you know it was it was nice to revisit it though because i hadn't seen it in a long time and that was kind of nice but but otherwise yeah this is uh probably the most fun i've had with a franchise in a while you know, it was it was nice revisiting the, the Texas films, but you know, there's there's a couple misses in there for me though too. I felt like I just this was a little bit more enjoyable to do, so pretty cool stuff. And actually, and everything was on Blu-ray for once. That was nice. Well, enough of this jibber jabber shit. Let's. Uh, do you guys want to get into these fucking films or what? Sure, Mister Charles Lee Ray. Yes, yes. Let's let's murder this shit, man. Let's murder this shit. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? 
Hi, <laughs> I'm Chucky. He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Good night, Chucky. Everyone knows most accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Andy! I'm Detective Mike Norris. Homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barkley. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barkley family. And so has terror. Nobody believes you about Chucky. He came alive in my hand. I, I, I... Oh, for God's sake. Why won't you believe? Because I'm sane, Mrs. Barkley. Sane and rational. No one believes the truth. <laughs> or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. <laughs> And there's nothing innocent about child's play. All right, so starting with the very first film from 1988, simply titled Child's Play, directed by Tom Holland, written by Don Mancini. And of course, we all know Tom Holland as the director of Fright Night. The, the amazing Fright Night, I should say. Way better than that stupid remake. Right? Right, JP? No. Wrong. <laughs> oh, 100%, man. 100%. Um, yeah, man. He also went on to do Thinner, which, you know... And I, the Langoliers. And the Langoliers. Yeah, he was tackling those Stephen King films. Um, I don't know, man. Thinner's... Uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that one, man? I always thought that that was a decent adaptation, but... I never really never loved seen it. it. I never really loved it, I, man. I like thinner, thinner, thin, thinner. Just missed my top ten of ninety six. I believe it was cool. I think it's. A I enjoyed film. it, but I think I think Tom Holland, like his best film is Child's Play, in my opinion. Um, but he also wrote some films that I that I really like. Um, he wrote uh, Class of nineteen eighty four. He wrote Psycho two. Uh, he also wrote the TV movie, The Initiation of Sarah, as well as The Beast Within. So he actually has yeah. some like solid writing credits as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, Holland also was involved in doing Tales from the Crypt, which, I mean, most... Yo, direct- did you know they remade The Initiation of Sarah in 2006? I did know that, yes. I did not know that. That's I knew crazy. that. I've never seen the remake before, but I did know that there was a remake, though. I- Holy shit. Yeah, and I- yeah very very strange came out of left field <laughs> really so um but yeah child's play man uh again directed by tom holland quick little synopsis here a single mother gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday only discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer yeah charles lee ray charles lee ray <laughs> All right, and who is voiced by uh, none other than Mr. Brad he, Durf. He's voiced by himself. I didn't know that. You know, Brad Durf's actually in this movie, JP. Brad Durf. 
Yes. Uh, this one's starring, of course, the awesome Chris Sarandon, who was in Fright Night. Fright Night. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, The Sentinel, man. He was also in one of my favorite 70s flicks, man, The Sentinel. So this guy's he's been in a lot of my, you know, favorite films. It's kind of cool, actually. And, of course, Catherine Hicks stars as Andy Barclay's mom, who went on to do... Uh, I always remember her from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> I never really watched the show, but it seemed like every time that show was on, it was just, it was always on my TV, man. Someone was always watching that shit. I'm like, fucking Seventh Heaven. Who watches that? Anyway, you were the, jerking off to her. I don't know, man. It was one of those shows that was just always on. It was weird. Um, but yeah, thoughts on Child's Play, man. 1988 well, goodness. Uh, Chris Randon, he's, he's really solid in this role. He's kind of a poor man's Colin Farrell, but. Um, <laughs> A poor man Colin Farrell. What the fuck does that even mean, man? Jesus. First of all, I bet you Chris. I bet you Chris Randon has a way better attitude than Colin Farrell. Like he's not out there trying to beat up everybody and shit. And that's Colin fucking what Russell Crowe or Russell Crowe, whatever. Russell Crowe's the one. Yeah, wrong fucking dude. Yeah, but they're both. No, they're I platinum. was making a Fright Night remake. Mr. Joke. Platinum Dudes boy. Whatever, man. But he's he's the same guy, man. <laughs> Colin Farrell's not cool either, though, man. He, he's apparently a real dick, also. So the point is, he's a dick. But um, a poor man's Colin Farrell. I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's a good one, man. I always like Chris Randon. Every I think he's I think he's a good actor, man. I'm surprised that he didn't do like a whole shitload more. To be honest, if you know I, what? I absolutely love him in in Child's Play. Like he his look and attitude fits the part perfectly. Yeah. Um. I really I think that he's probably my favorite character <laughs> in the original Child's Play. I think that he you know just like I don't know, like there's so many things that I actually like about this movie, but like I just think of scenes like. Like Mrs. Barkley, I told you you don't want to go down there at this time of night. You know what I mean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just like seeing him on the street. Like I don't know. Like it just he oozes that like detective vibe. You know what I mean? I think he's one of the better ones too, honestly. But I mean, when you really put it in perspective, character wise, there's not like a lot of standout characters in this film besides probably him. Well, there's and, not really that many characters. And Chucky, exactly. That's my point. It's, it's a very- Chucky. Andy, his cop, mo- his mom, his mom, the, cop. the babysitter, and that's yeah. it. There's not well, really- there's, there's well, the homeless the other- dude, there's well, no, the, the fucking cop. doctors. Like, there's like people in the movie. Well, no, but I'm I saying, mean, yeah, the minor supporting roles. I'm talking about like the meat, like the leads in these films. Yeah, he's really the big standout one for sure. I, I like that. Yeah. But I mean, I really like Catherine Hicks as as uh, you son Karen of a bitch. As well. You're like no, to- like I think I think the one thing that I really like about this movie is how well acted it is. Like for a killer doll movie, mm-hmm. like this yeah. isn't Pinocchio's. Oh no, man! Th- yeah, this- but I think like this was like the first, at least in my mind. Like, what other movie tried to do this? It was definitely nowhere close to the first doll movie. Uh, no, no, definitely not even close. Not even there, that, but I'm no, saying that like, the first probably like series before it. I, I would say it's the one that really kind of popular popularized the idea in a different way, um, and sort of uh, I, I don't know. It you know what that this movie doesn't do that a lot of killer doll movies do is the mystery element. Like we pretty mu- we pretty much know Chucky's alive from from early on. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like, there's no mystery to it. Like a lot of killer doll movies, even like dating back to like, I think there was one like in the fifties. Um, there, yeah, it's like a mystery. Devil there's Devil Doll, and yeah, I mean, I always thought as Child's Play as being the first 
kind of killer doll film that did it right. I mean, what well, is- here's what it did differently. You want to know what it did differently? Well, it gave you a story. It actually gives you a story too. It's not, not just- only that. This is the huge difference between this and any other killer doll film before it. Mm-hmm. Ready? Why would I not be ready? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's so the most idiotic out. thing that's come out of your mouth. Killer in a long doll time. films before this, mm-hmm. dummies, uh, ventriloquist yeah, things, yeah. You know, porcelain dolls, whatever. This took a fictional but comparable yeah cult cult, uh, cult pop culture icon mm-hmm. like something that is mass produced and manufactured for that anybody can have right mm-hmm. yeah. like the chucky doll is supposed to represent like a furby or so, something that is huge it right put the real that every kid would have it and kinda- it and, it, and yeah, and it created this good guy doll, which is similar to like my buddy or something like yeah, that. I believe yeah. they they took it off of something that everybody in America wanted, and that sort of elevated it to a next level because it made it more believable uh, to people that that it could happen to them, or it made it more scary for that reason instead of just some old dude's ventriloquist dummy that's cursed. Yeah, you know it, what it, I mean. Like, it, it put you that- don't have a ventriloquist dummy around you, so you might not be the type of person that. Uh, would be scared of that. Like, I mean, obviously a little bit, but but everybody has like a, a, a popular doll. Like, like everybody knows somebody that has one or whatever. And it could be a Cabbage Patch doll. It could be whatever. You know what I mean? Just just one of those popular children's. So toys. basically, the people could relate to it. It put the realism yeah. into it. I mean, you see a good guy doll, people can relate to it. Yeah, you know. It, it like just, I said, go ahead. No, go. I was going to make another point, so go ahead. Good, make it then. No, no, it's like I've just watched this movie so many times now that it's like I try and at least try and pick something new out every time I watch it. And one thing I didn't realize this time when watching this is is the how cold it is. You know, this is like uh, a Chicago winter type of a i just got that winter time feel to it you know it's a really great i, I, I do i do a time. lot and you know what dude i'll tell you right now and one cold. of the reasons that i love this movie when i seen it at the drive-in i remember sitting in the chair i think it was the first movie of the night uh, of that second night and it just got a cold breeze just flip, like ran through like right at the fucking beginning when when uh charles lee ray is running from from sarandon and I look over at Carly and I'm like, dude, this is the absolute best atmosphere for this movie yeah. because it just looks so cold. And, you know, April is cold in, in Southwest PA. Ninety percent of the time, April, when it gets dark out, is cold. You know yeah. what I mean? So to sit outside in like thinner clothes, you you almost get that crazy winter vibe. Like you can see your breath by like 11, you know, in, in April. And uh, th- this film watching it in that atmosphere was absolutely the best and so i noticed the cold a lot back then jeremy but i think it's cool that you noticed it this time yeah so it's like when she's like walking out and she meets the homeless guy and it's like uh, that fucking fire and like you could like see the cold air coming out of their mouths and things like that it's like i didn't really realize it but i've been watching i've seen so many times now, that's definitely like, definitely some cold shit right there but it's probably not comparable to the coldness that's in uh, Call to Chucky. They shot that film in Winnipeg, and if you know where yeah. that is and how cold it gets there, like, I mean, they get to extreme temperatures where you can't go outside type cold, right? 
So I can just imagine. I, I actually remember reading a little bit when they were filming there, and they said shit was breaking down on them and stuff. And yeah, you know, dude, I, I don't know how like shot movies like a uh, fucking We Are Still Here. Like, yeah, man, because like, I heard Winnip- stories on that film like the cameras were breaking like, like all the fucking time. Well, yeah, Winnip- so like cold in Winnipeg, yeah, it literally gets so cold there that it, the, the city shuts down. They, they tell you not to go outside and trying to film in that shit like crazy, crazy shit, man. So, but we'll get to that a yeah. little bit. But uh, yeah, fuck, I. Oof no thank you on that one <laughs> um but yeah man i've always one thing i've always loved about child's play is you know it's not only a killer doll film but the fact that they give you a story but it they even it even kind of makes sense too because they take it one step further they don't just show charles lee ray you know transferring his soul into this good guy doll they actually extend that storyline and they even tell you where he was kind of trained by this voodoo guy to be able to do that so they didn't Mm -hmm. cop out in the story and the narrative too i love that they went that extra distance but my my all-time favorite thing about this movie though is how much ambition is put into chucky himself they didn't fuck around and you know make some real cheap animatronics and shit like that these movies have some of the best animatronics yeah, i've especially ever seen part three i know like it's part like, three is like insane like if you watch it like it's incredible. it is literally fucking insane part three like it's so it incredible blows my fucking mind the mannerisms and the way the the mouth is moving to the words like everything that they did and the way they move is it just blows my mind i think that's just you know, pure dedication that you're working on. It's a low budget film essentially. Right. And to put that much effort and make it actually look good, mad kudos to these guys and the special effects artists for this, because it really sells the film so much more. I mean, Brad Dourif, I mean, it's yeah, that's what I, like, I like, I appreciate with the franchises go on. I mean, it, it, it adapts to the CG world yeah. a little bit as yeah. the later sequels. And I think as Chucky evolves, you know, he loses that touch that we see, up until part three but mm-hmm. yeah it's just in all the films at least you have some sort of animatronic work and that's what yeah. i appreciated that they oh. kept it throughout the entire run and they didn't cg him and ruin know. it you know it's one of the coolest Whoa. things about this i, I absolutely <laughs> adore it i adore it um so the, i mean when you talk about well speaking of that like the, the cool thing about the child's play films especially let's say maybe the first three uh is they do many different techniques like they have you know actual full built puppets they have half puppets they have you know faces for close-up shots that do more things they have of course of course uh, all these different things that do different things and also they even they even blend in actual you know uh physical people like there's a stuntman playing chucky in certain scenes Mm -hmm. in in the older ones Oh yeah, the scene where Where? Andy's in the bedroom, uh huh, when he runs back home or whatever, uh huh, that that is one hundred percent a guy in a suit. And then another when he's staring out the window and Chucky's climbing up the this the uh, stair stairs when he's still at the hospital or the children's place or whatever, and Chucky's Uh going up those like um, uh, escape escape stairs, fire Uh fire stairs. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's a person. That's huh. an actual person dressed. Guess up I like never Chucky. really realized and, it until fucking Curse. Oh came. yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's clearly evident in Curse. In a lot of them, doing yeah. That. Like there's yeah. a lot of scenes. But that, where he does but that, that also shows but, how good the effects are when they're not using a person or certain you know techniques. And oh stuff. yeah, that's absolutely. a real test of the the effects in this man because if you can't even tell the difference, that's incredible. Like I just yeah. I've always been infatuated. See, I've seen with, this movie like fifteen times. I never knew that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
It's crazy. I want to. I want to say I'm not a hundred percent sure. I want to say that John Franklin actually does it. Huh. You guys know who that is? Mm, not a hundred percent sure. I, I think it, I, he he either did a voice or he was this the the little dude playing Chucky. He might be too big to play the play Chucky though. I, John Franklin's Isaac from Children of the Corn original. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I see it here. It's actually Ed Gale who plays Chucky in his in like the actual physical. He's like a little person, so yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I swear John Franklin does something in this movie. I just can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, one criticism I've always heard from people about this film is just the fact that you know, like we know early on that Chucky is responsible for the carnage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and within yeah. the narrative, it's a really carnage, though. Not really. I mean, he's still killing. He's still killing people, right? I Kills mean, one yeah, person, not two carnage. people. It's not carnage. Well, car- whatever. I'm just I'm up in the ante here. I'm spru- I'm sprucing it up for entertainment value here. Come on. Um, yeah, it, it's a nice uh, synonym. <laughs> well, there you go. So, but I, I've always heard from people that they, you know, like the the story, the narrative is so straightforward. Like we know that Chucky, there's no mystery to it and stuff. Even though they try, you know, a tiny tiny bits to not. I mean, the audience knows that it's definitely not Andy. It's like they try for like a little gap, and it's and it starts. You know, when they get the doll and it ends when Andy takes the doll on the bus to kill Eddie Caputo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so it's, it's literally such a tiny section of the film. I've heard and I understand yeah. that criticism, too, because if you're able to pull that off, mm-hmm. it makes it a better movie. It does. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just fine without yeah. it. Like, I'm OK without it. Like, it, it's yeah, it could have been better, I guess. Well, I yeah. think, you know, like, right. But I don't think it actually hurts the film that they didn't. Well, do I've that. heard people's complaint being that, that they probably should have taken that route, maybe made it a little bit more mysterious that maybe they allude to the Andy being the killer a lot more and then, you know, kind of reveal that Chucky is actually I, doing I just, this kind of thing. But, I, you know, honestly, I think my the thing, setup to this my film thing is with fine. that, though, dude, is I've seen so many of those. And the thing is, when you do that, you almost have to have the ending be to where the doll wasn't alive because everybody expects for it to be the doll actually is alive because or yeah. maybe I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't really know. I mean, I've never had a problem with the setup at all. I've never looked at it like that. I've just heard people say this and I thought I'd mention because I've heard it mentioned a lot in people's reviews and things like that. Like it would have been better as more of a mystery and stuff. We know it's Chucky it kind of takes all the excitement and mystery out of it and stuff. And I'm like. But it's still a good movie, though. I mean, there's not really a lot of plot. I mean, they, like I said, they expand the narrative. They tell you how Charlie Ray does his things and with Chucky. And I think that's cool. You know, at least it allows you to expand that narrative. And I, I think it's fucking awesome, man. I think it plays out the, fine. The thing about the original Child's Play yeah. is it is a very basic movie. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, you yeah. have this guy who's a sh- killer, you know, Sarah, the Lakeshore yeah. Strangler Sarah, Sarah or whatever. Killer, yeah. He escape, he's trying to escape the police. He transfers soul into a doll. The little boy gets the doll for his birthday. That's it. That's that is your story. Like, yeah, well, the the doll well, goes. No, you get to some voodoo stuff. Well, no, I mean you know that he does voodoo already. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but yeah like, they expand upon Mr. it a little Caputo, bit. You know. But like, it's as straightforward of a narrative as you can possibly get. You know, in this mm-hmm. film, I don't think they ever say. I don't think Chucky ever says to Andy. Uh, the term hide the soul. I don't think that term comes out until the second film. 
Oh yeah, I I, I don't think because yeah, like, but, I don't he, but he's still trying to do this. Thing. He's trying to do the same thing. Like child, like he well, learned, he finds he uh, finds well, out I guess from the a little guy. bit more of this story is that yeah. Chucky begins to turn human the longer he's in the doll. He learns that from the voodoo mat or the the witch doctor. He's yeah. like, yo, man. Yeah. He's like, the longer you stay in this doll, the more human you're going to be, I the more seen. susceptible you are to die. You need that's to the transfer. most brutal scene in the movie. Yeah, I, I think you need that to this transfer. is. I, I like that mythology. I think that's really cool because that's that's the beginning of the Chucky mythology, which changes drastically well, it, throughout this franchise. Yeah, and I think it's fair. I think it's good to point out that yeah. it, like. In this film and maybe the next few films, mm-hmm. the the conflict in this movie is Chucky needs to get out of his body yeah. and get into another one. That's kind of the conflict that progresses the story in these films. So yeah. you have this guy who transfers his soul into a doll. Uh, he doesn't want to be in the doll, at least right now. And he he needs to transfer his soul back out. But the problem is, is he's a doll. So it's hard to get a situation where you can do that. Uh, and two, it's hard. It would be hard to do that to an adult. Uh, and well, they, unfortunately, he tells his the, the way that it works is he tells the, the kid, the first person you tell the secret to that you're the, the doll. You have to then transfer your soul yeah. into that person. So if that person dies or if, uh, you know, you can't do it then in time, then you're basically stuck in the doll forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love that mythology. I think it works perfect. And, you know, one mm-hmm. thing I, I do give them kudos for, they, you know, they don't stick with that with that premise throughout the whole franchise. They do change it up. They stick with it in part two, but then it changes by part three, kind of, right? No, it's still the same no, up until still, part four. Because really. that's why he's going to find Andy in part but three. It, it, it's no, 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 it's no, variations but, of that concept. But it's still kind of, he's like, well, I got a new body. You know, there's a kid right here. I can tell it, it, he just wasn't he wasn't trying to get into Andy's body by that. Yeah, time. Because yeah, he knew that because he yeah, because he figured he's like new body, new kid. But I that was this. that was his plan. Yeah, well, 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 yeah. but yeah, I'm just later. Saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, it, it you know, it the, the mythology elevates. And I always like that, too. It changes up quite drastically. So pretty um, cool stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, one thing I think I'm, that good. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You can say what you're going to say. No, I forgot what I was going to say already. So go ahead. <laughs> um, one thing I've, you know, I've always been very intrigued by with the Child's Play films is that, you know, they're dubbed as like slasher films. I mean, in a sense, they're not like your stereotypical type slasher film, I guess. I think they evolve into that. They, they do. I think they're more slasher than people give them credit for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, not so much. No, but I, that's like, where I was getting at. Yeah, th- this first one is more of like. You know, it's it's kind of a suspense thriller in a way. Yeah. You know, it's clearly a horror film as well because it is scary, or it's at least trying to be scary. I mean, uh, well, I think but, it's still scary when he fucking first comes to life. That scene's terrifying as shit. That's wh- one of my favorite scenes in 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 movie history. Like when he's when, like, when, like such a mean okay, son of a bitch. You, you have to take yourself back here. Like whenever you were a kid and you know that Chucky's alive. And and this is where people's complaint that this scene would have actually played better if you didn't know Chucky was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's when she she picks up the box to throw it away and the batteries fall out. That's my favorite yeah. scene. And in then the whole that movie. entire scene, all the way up until when he bites her and runs out, like that is an amazing scene because it's like not only do you have that shocking moment when the batteries first fall, that's a scare, but then you have that that slow build up to actually taking the back off. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the head spins around and it's like, 
I'm Chucky, want to play or whatever, and she drops and it goes under the thing, and then you're all scared because you don't know what it's doing under there or whatever, and then she goes to throw it. She, like, tells it to talk or I'll throw you in the fire, and he just – and then he just comes to life, and it's, it's like, the, holy shit. It's that moment from fi- – It's that moment when it goes from fiction to nonfiction, right? It's like, holy shit, Andy wasn't lying. You know, it's See, great. This is, this it's is awesome. the thing that I love about Chucky in the first film, and that is – we look at like his foul mouth and it's funny now but when he comes to life and he starts fucking flipping out it's like a rage of a like lunatic murderer yeah who like a like a like a like a vicious murderer who is just like going to to kill you and he like that's he he's just expressing himself in this fucking scary way by just just obscenity and and like i just think that when he's i i like both like i, I like foul mouth funny chucky too but in this film he is 100 percent dead serious that's true there's one scene where he's that serious where where he flips the person off no when he goes that's the ugliest doll that's my favorite scene of the movie where, that's the ugliest doll i've ever seen then it goes up the elevator. It's, Fuck you. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but that's, that's just that's, him reacting. That's just him yeah, reacting. I yeah, mean, that, I, that like you, you, I could see Charles Lee Ray actually doing that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you are right. It's a moment of of comedy there, um, which probably is the you know the the seed planted for what we see later with Chucky. Um, but I, I just I, I'm fascinated by the rawness of the original Child's Play's Chucky. Because it it feels so raw and serious. This is very much like Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, you get that yeah. serious ass tone, and then it slowly it's, kind of evolves of into the talk, comical. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> any of them who talk end up going comical because it, what happens is well, people become a fan of them, and and they they want to see them. So they're like, oh, well, they, they want to see what they're gonna do. So it's like they say something funny, and everybody cheers, and they're like, oh shit! Like, you know, I understand it. It's it's impossible to avoid almost. Well, it, so. It is. I mean, at the same time, though, you. I think it's harder to also write dark material for like sequels and sequels. I mean, you have to. It's just the elevation of the villain, though, too, right? You know, and, you, and you it's got, also just a creative thing where, yeah, like you want to do something a little bit different. Like, so let's say the same writer comes back for everyone. Well, as a writer, you don't want to just keep writing the same shit over and over again. Exactly. And let's exactly. say you're a different writer who comes in. Well, you don't want to do exactly what that person did. You want to put your own spin on it. So yep. where's the easiest avenue to go? Well, probably to add a little bit of comedy because that just seems to be the – Which is ironic. You know, the easiest well, he thing seems like an, a comedic character though, you know? Well, it is well, a that, walking, well, talking doll. He, he <laughs> has – he has – um, like you can – he has the tools to be – that you know what i mean uh-huh. like you look at it and it's like oh well like he has all this stuff going for him to be that th- it almost makes it easier to write comedy for him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah man but i mean yeah you just look at the premise it's still a walking talking doll <laughs> i mean it's just a prelude to comedy right come on i mean it, it has yeah. to really go that way man but but this film right here though man you know rewatching it and you know just taking notes and being critical and stuff man there isn't really a lot of problems with this film this is a really really well paced film you know it runs just over 80 minutes but there's absolutely no uh filler in this it's all killer it's all killer no filler man (laughs) it really does have a great the way it should be it's a really good pace and like i was watching the film and i i I, i'm just very i'm I'm very anal when it comes to I'll, i'll even mark down times in my notes like this kill happened at this time i'm fucking stupid sometimes but anyways so i'm watching the film i'm checking the time like 
this movie has like 12 minutes left. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, like that thing just ripped by. Like, yeah. And that's Ch- a good Child sign. Definitely ripped that's by. a really and, and, good sign. And to be fair, they do, they, a lot of them do go by fast. I, oh, like, 100%. Th- there's one scene in this movie that always kind of, I don't know about it. Like, it's the scene where Chucky is going to kill Eddie Caputo. The way that it's shot almost comes off like, like a TV like cop drama from the '90s or something. It's like weird. I don't know. I I, I I don't have notes or exactly why. It just always feels like these close-ups of this slow silence. Well, I think that's like, like really like the most like out of place scene in the movie. It, it's a weird it's just scene. Like, it's it, a weird it, like bypass. Weird. It's like Andy takes him there, and it's like it's just weird. It's almost like they well, he threw, take them there, It's almost but. like they threw in that just to kind of add to the body count, though, too. Because, I got to make a tinkle. <laughs> because when you really when, yeah. when you really look at the the specs on this film, I mean, this movie only has like four kills, and Eddie Capuco, by the way, is one of the coolest names ever in a film. That just sounds so awesome. Um, well, you're saying it wrong. So Caputo, you said Capuco the first what? time. Okay, so, okay, so I <laughs> Caputo, whatever. But anyways, I'm just saying when you're gonna tell somebody that their name's cool, I mean, it's probably, probably good say to it, get right. it right. Yeah, I know who, who the fuck am I, Jeremy, right now? But anyways, my point yeah. is, it who does, are you, me? I do feel, I do feel. Are like you guys that, ready? That, 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 scene, that scene was kind of thrown in there, maybe a little bit. So maybe they just kind of rushed it a little bit. Who knows? But. It, it just feels it just feels odd, but it's it's not too but bad. Whole, but um, the whole thing is odd. Though. I like I mean, when he goes. Andy's six years old and he's taking public transit down to the fucking east side of Chicago. Like, come on, man! Like, I mean, the, the whole scene hey, just. Hey, moods. Want to know something unlogic. amazing? Yeah. There is no east side of Chicago. Whatever. You whatever. There's there's you no. Want to know why? Because guess what's on the east side of Chicago? A river. Like fucking Michigan. <laughs> well, then there's still an east side, man. So he went down to the river. <laughs> Whatever. You, the you, you know my point. Okay. Technically, so if space and the time side. exists, there is an east side of everything. Yeah. So I think it is what yeah, he actually goes down to the south side in the storyline. Is that where he yeah. goes? In this? Anyways, the point is, this is like six-year-old kids taking public transit, ripping down there with this doll. And I don't know. The, the, the scene does seem <laughs> He has a to make bit, a tinkle. But I, it doesn't take anything away the film, though, man. Like, it still rips by. And yeah. I mean, he, I mean, and Charles, the fi- Charles the Ray's a murderer. Real good too. He's a murderer. He, you know, Eddie Caputo, Caputo, fuck. Um, I mean, he said that he was going to kill him, so this was inevitable in the film too. So it's so it's not like it was completely random within the narrative. I mean, he had mentioned that he was going to take him out along with Chris Sarandon's character too, right? Yeah, there's so, not a ton of dialogue for Chucky in this one, which is interesting too. Yeah. But. Um, I, I like I like when he talks a little bit like when he's like at the beginning when he's screaming like Eddie like it's <laughs> like he like Brad Dourif has like the absolute perfect voice like it's yeah. it's amazing honestly it deteriorates over time he, but he, he does he definitely like, is he's got that voice it's for less acting, menacing for sure. later on but yeah. I, I think that's like a tonal choice of the film it's also dialogue though too because once you get more words and things you got to kind of change your shift a little bit too right. You're gonna have a different mm-hmm. approach, and you're gonna have a different angle of attack when you're when you're talking. I mean, simply, yeah. Like I, I find him like so menacing, even in the second one, even the third. Like he's got points in there too. Where, oh man, we'll get to that, but it's pretty funny. Do you believe these but, mofos are exploding head steel in my motherfucking segment? Those fucking dicks. What segment? Christian asked if he can post it. No, but now he's saying that they're making it a regular segment on exploding heads. Fuck those dudes. What really? segment? What I segment? think he's joking. This is this is not. This no, is not, ti- this is not the time off. for this. Fuck them! I say what I want. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, 
I, I, the finale in this is good too. Like it, it, like that's all the way to the very end. Like the jump scare at the end. Like the, like and honestly, like it kind of ends like downer a little bit. You're like, you're like, okay, well, fuck. I mean, like, like I, it, it ain't like the child protective services th- issue just goes away. You know what I mean? Like it's like this is gonna end bad for some of these people. Like. Like, probably. I mean, you can get out of it and everybody's alive and stuff, but it's pretty fucking damaging. Like, Andy's probably scarred for life. Like, um, nobody's really going to believe them. Like, like at well, all. Like, no matter what. Well, dude, you see this little walking, talking doll running around on fire, getting getting shot up and shit. I mean, yeah, that's pretty tra- traumatic even for an adult to see that shit, man. Like, what, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I love that, man. When he's, when he's burning, man, and he's screaming, oh awesome oh yeah it's, it's awesome it's totally awesome man the tone comes out perfectly it's great yeah. um i love that whole scene though man and i like how it doesn't drag i mean they do kind of they kind of kill him twice i guess a little bit but um well they kill him twice in most of these yeah i mean but <laughs> i mean but the first one just seems so vicious i just find anything to do with burning is and then if mm-hmm. you go one step further than that it just seems so vicious but then again it was you know charles lee ray and chucky so it's kind of inevitable that's going to play out like that but i want to know i would keep watching that scene with the fucking babysitter falls out the window and i want to know what the hell they threw out the window to make the fan explode like that and actually that that's <laughs> that, that's shot fucked up though too man because she yeah because she actually falls out the window with her back to the window and then right away when it cuts to her falling out she's, she's forward i mean let's yeah, yeah but you, you can out. flip through the air because there's time missing there's space missing yeah right? but it's like like it, yeah but she's like straight for like I don't think there was enough. There's there's not enough space so in between the there, window and like, her, where they show her falling to actually twist and turn. I think it's just I shot there, a little I, bit I fucked up. There, I think there might be though. Like I, I feel like it's like a good couple feet. Like I used to jump off of shit all the time when I was a kid into water, and you could turn really fast. But the thing is, though, man, if you're falling out of something backwards, your momentum is probably going to keep you like that. You're probably going to hit the ground on your back, or maybe at best on your side, because. I don't know. I think oh, so, man. I, I don't I, know. I honestly think so. When I, I think, when I jump off of stuff, like I always like, always like, like twist my sh- body. Like it's the shock factor, though. Too. I mean, if you were not expecting to fall out a window, which most people probably aren't expecting to fall out of a fucking window, <laughs> I, I but I feel like you turn right away when you when you hit the glass because you're like fucking like you're, it's behind you and it's scare of behind you, so you're tr- trying to twist over to it. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I would have to rewatch that scene to see how fucked up it is. I honestly. actually rewound it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually did. But but yeah, Jeremy, wh- what did they throw into that vehicle? It was probably like a fucking yeah. like cement dummy. Like that's the yeah, ultimate dude, dummy death. Fucking, like, <laughs> that fucking like that whole fucking fan like implodes. Dude, like, I, I mean, they could they could honestly blow out the windows, too, though. But you something know, like hits that roof. And yeah, something hits the roof. Demolishes it, man. Yeah. Like it fucking I mean, her body weight's probably 130 pounds. Like <laughs> even coming out of that window that was at, at least rate, like a 200 yeah that, that's a big person smashing up that car so <laughs> it's, it's a good effect though it, it, it doesn't it does what it's supposed to do anyways but yeah so well, i bet uh, you they shot it like real like just have a stump person fucking jump out the window and then they fucking cut at the last minute i bet you somebody really did fucking jump out the window like oh, that for sure i mean this is 80s filmmaking right i mean they used a lot of real stunt actors i mean stunt actors don't get the work that they used to Let's face it, man. Liability and insurance is a little, little high these days, man. <laughs> right? The seventies and eighties killed that. So, 
But that's but that's the good thing about those days, you know. Like you used to see people f- jump out of windows and fly, and you know you get that initial thing, even if it ended up being a dummy death. It cares? just it looked way more believable it than it does now. It does. Yeah. It, it does because you know, it's like, something actually hitting something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of times now, if they shot that scene today, they'd probably cut right as she's falling out the window, and then it'd just be a dummy. Hmm. Rate the whole thing. They might use a stunt person. <laughs> they might, but who knows. Yeah, it's too the the companies. It's just too much liability for them now. It's unfortunate, and this is the big difference between watching seventies and eighties films versus now. Everything's done so much differently. I mean, it's all about safety, which sucks. I mean, what what happened to the good old days where people were getting killed in car accidents all the time on sets? That's that's awesome. It made it made it made it still does happen. Oh, it does. They just way more than it should. (laughs) Yeah, but. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's 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 look at like I don't know. You guys want to talk about? Do you guys have anything else on like the film itself? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I don't know, Jeremy. You got anything else? Yeah, I mean, you. This is you know, this is your film right here. So. Well, I think it's just like I like fucking you know, it's more of like JP with a nostalgia thing, like he has with Texas Chainsaw Massacre that. You know, this is a film that he watched a lot growing up, and that's why, you know, it, it holds a dear point in his heart. So, so like you mean to tell me? Way. So you mean to tell me, like, if you were to do a bona fide top ten favorite horror films of all time, Chucky would probably not be, or Child's Play would not be number one. Oh, it'd be on there, but basically because of like not because it's like. He's saying it's not movie. the best movie ever. He just it's his favorite. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, all, I mean, your top ten list should be your personal favorites. I mean, personal uh-huh. favorites of top ten. Yeah. I mean, if you were so making, he said the, he said it would be on there. Yeah. yeah no, I meant I meant at his number one because I mean he always used to say his favorite film was Child's Play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it would have to be number one. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. So I was like, just, if I, was I made a top ten list of like, like the best films that I've seen, mm-hmm. I I mean. I would probably not have a lot of. I honestly most most eighties and and seventies movies wouldn't honestly be on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I don't. I love Child's Play. I just I I just never really found it overly scary, which mm-hmm. is weird because most people do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've really come way higher on the original Child's Play over the years. But uh, box office for this one. Check this out, guys. This is kind of actually interesting. So, uh, the budget was nine million estimated, and opening weekend it only made six point five million, um, and then went on to gross thirty three million hmm. in in the U.S. So I don't know, maybe a slower start. And then no, maybe because a- this is like way less theaters. You know, it didn't open in three thousand plus theaters like it did back in the day. I think it only opened in like twelve hundred or something. Oh yeah, yeah. They didn't have like four thousand theater openings back in the day, like they did today, like they do today. Well, I mean, also you have to look at it like this too. There's a lot less people going to the theater today than, yeah. than back then. I think yeah, you there's also, still more theaters, you know. I think you also have to look at it like, I mean, what did it make? It made how much? Uh, it made thirty-three million, thirty-three point two million, and it was in. 1500 theaters 1377 dude that's pretty good actually i mean if you if you add the inflation onto that man the movie did pretty well for 1500 theaters yeah that's pretty good 
Seven million. It's more than fucking friend requests and flatliners combined almost made. <laughs> but it was only in fifteen hundred yeah. theaters though, you have to remember. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty good. Not bad. Like I said, there just weren't as many theaters back then. Yeah, in but the that, day. that that was pretty common too. Yeah, yeah. And not to be do you, do you think that, that there's many. do you think there's more theaters now than there was back in those days? Because I mean Completely the way it has been around I mean, we've lost so many I mean, back in nineteen eighty eight I had more in my my specific town than I do now. Uh-huh. I had three. I only have one now. Right? So it, I, it is kind of weird how that is possible. Like there are more theaters, but like yeah, I think we have technically like we used to have three drive-ins. <laughs> now we have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean we still yeah, we actually I forgot about the drive in too. I, so I guess technically there's two places to go to cinema viewings, but I don't know. I just always thought that there were so many places where a lot shut down. I mean, are they opening up that regularly? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Um, How do well, we never mention now? David Most Christian. of them were yeah. built like probably in the night, like the nineties and early two thousands. I never really thought of it. You know like what that, I mean? You know, with theater wise, yeah, that's an interesting conversation actually. Um, but uh, inflation, it would be seventy one million adjusted for inflation. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely not that's a fail. Good. <laughs> definitely, definitely not a fail. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I don't know. Like, I guess we could maybe mention a little bit of trivia here. Um, Chucky's full name, Charles Lee Ray, obviously based off of notorious killers Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. Um, uh, in a scene where Chucky runs behind Maggie in the hallway, Chucky was actually played by Alex Vincent's younger sister. So another example of a scene where it's a person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, the original plot idea was to have lifelike good guy dolls that had blood and latex skin. If the kids tore the latex skin, they could go out and buy official good guy bandages in a blood brother <laughs> pact and cut his own hand and mix it with the blood of Chucky's, thus causing him to come alive. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank God it didn't do that. That just gives wow. me a fucking headache thinking about it. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> That's just retarded. Uh, the Chucky films have always been accused of inspiring violence in children. One oh, case linked to the series was uh, a gang in Manchester yeah, kidnapping and murdering a 16-year-old girl. Yep. While they tortured her, they forced her to listen to recordings of the gang leader repeating the catchphrase, I'm Chucky, want to play. <laughs> Director Holmkollick <laughs> has always defended the first film from these accusations uh, stating that the viewers of horror movies could only be influenced by their content if they were unbalanced to begin with. That's retarded. That is so fucking true, though, man. I mean, give me a goddamn break. People are being fucking... They're like, they do this with everything. When somebody dies and there's some pop culture reference, they always say that. They say it with video games. They say it... Dude, it's because... Now they're fucking delaying the Punisher fucking thing on Netflix because because of Las Vegas... Just like, come on, man. Dude, it's because society wants to put, they have to point the finger at somebody, right? I remember. Like, when I read that this week, I was like, give me a motherfucking break. Because we're like, never American Horror solve- Story. Like, American Horror Story is going to have a mass shooting scene next week, next week's episode I read. It's like, at least they're not fucking being pussies, you know? Dude, we're never it's trying to like- figure out the problems. All we, at the end of the day, all we're doing is pointing fingers. I remember when the Columbine killings happened, um, 
the, I mean, some of the first thing was, oh, you know, they were influenced by Marilyn Manson and, and, and Doom and, and the music the video and, game Doom and Doom and shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! And then I had so much respect for Manson when he came out and got re- reviewed, got interviewed. And he, and he went and told a story and shit. He's like, this is crazy. He's like, this is a fucking image. Yeah. You know? This is bullshit. And he told well, him how Well, M&M got blamed for it, too. Yeah, and that's my point. I mean, these kids are obviously unstable. Society just wants I to point it, the dude. finger I at something easy. The most, the, the, it is the most absolutely 100% ridiculous argument I ever... The like, me- it actually infuriates me when I hear this argument because I'm like, I'm like, dude, at the end of the day... It is the fucking parents who need to guide kids. It is your job to exactly. dictate what they intake. It's your job to explain the difference between fantasy and reality. It's it, your job as parents to guide and, and tell like anybody like any mind can be influenced, of course. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's your job to guide that influence. It's like it's the and and also Let's be honest. Anybody who is going to commit some type of murder or some type of angry thing is not stable. That person is not stable. Exactly. They are going to do something unstable regardless of what happens. If it wasn't child's play today, it would be fucking the guy cutting him off in traffic the next week or year or something. You got you you know, to remember, it, though. It doesn't matter. You have to remember, though, man. I mean, that's just the way society works and the media works. I mean, they're so quick to point the finger and blame other people for what's going on. But, I mean, because saying that, you know, the parents should be the ones that are to blame, blah, 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 you know, teaching their kids and stuff. It doesn't make good news articles. It doesn't make good Listen, news. It's all about ratings at the end of the day. They they start blaming Eminem. And, and, M&M and there's people that actually believe this shit though too. That, like, but that, I mean, that, at least we can see. See, that's the thing. Anything. We are logical people, and we can actually see through this bullshit. I mean, Christ, given their criteria of what a fucking mass murderer or a serial killer is. Us three should have body counts in the ten thousands from all the horror films I've seen. That's what's, that's what's so ridiculous. This about is my it too. point, like, and I fucking argue. I hate when people. It, it, I, I still to this day I hear people say, "Oh, that death metal music or those horror films." And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That is, I get, I actually get uproared when people start blaming that shit because, my god, dude, I have death all around my house. I have never heard <laughs> anybody in my entire life. Well, it's 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 you know? also just the idea that. People like you can say you can make a like a a series of statistics about any killer ever. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, oh, this person listened to heavy metal and this person uh, watched horror movies. Yeah. And and you know what else? Like so many other people do as well Mm -hmm. and don't kill people. And you can like any literally anything you can make. Like, I'm sure that 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 that. That that killer also didn't eat broccoli ever. <laughs> like, you know I mean? like, like you can pull out anything that and and but you're only pulling out things that look obvious to where it's like, oh, well, this is violent and they committed violence, so boom. But like, it, like you know how many people who are murderers probably listen to like, I don't know, fucking. Kesha or something, dude. You know what I mean? Like most serial killers and shit listen to Beethoven and other music like that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a stereotype, but at the, it's it's nothing to do with music. It's it's their mentality at the end of the day. You know, this this is what their fantasies are and shit like that. Music is not influencing that. Movies is not influencing that. People that believe that shit are complete and utter morons. All right. Well, let's finish up with this trivia here. Uh, the, the, apparently, this film had like tons of issues with like protesters uh, formed around the 
MGM entrance calling a ban for this film. They claimed it would incite violence in children. Like, dude, it's pretty crazy, actually. Um, all Brad Dorf's voice work for Chucky was recorded in advance so they could match up Chucky's mouth with Well, they the did words. that with all movies. Um, all of them. I didn't know that, actually. If you watch the uh, special features, they talk about it in literally every movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, apparently this film originally was going to be a satire on the tour marketing and merchandising for children uh, before the idea morphed into a horror film. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I'm glad they didn't I go the satire one? angle. Because <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think we got enough of that in, uh, with Theta Chucky. Ugh. And apparently the original script actually did do what we were talking about, uh, where they mess with the audience a bit longer, making them wonder if young Andy was the killer rather than Chucky. Wow. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's why people were bitching about it because it was actually an idea. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) I never look at this shit. Uh, the film was released November 9th, 1988, uh, as the opening scene, um, also is november 9th 1988 so the day this film was released was also the same day that charles lee ray transfers his soul into the doll oh that's cool huh real time um i've been there the my buddy toy line was never recovered from the first child's play movie (laughs) they kind of sales plummeted on those I think I've actually um, been to a lot of places. There, there's literally, listen, dude, this is probably the most trivia I've ever looked up. There's 67 pieces of trivia. Well, so I got one. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Roger Ebert rated this three out of four stars, and he said, Child's Play is a cheerfully energetic horror film of the slam-bang school, but slicker and more clever than most. You know why? So miss- Always interesting. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because he's biased towards Chicago films. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Probably. If he that, liked Henry. So. If that movie was He liked Henry. In- he liked Candyman. <laughs> yep, exactly my point, man. If that movie is set in L.A., zero out of four. Well, it gave Children of the Corn three, zero out of four. So, yeah, but that was fake Chicago. Yeah, was off. You know, <laughs> let's actually get into ratings on this one. I'm curious to hear what Jeremy has to say first. All right, Child's Play one. So, like I said, it, it, it's a film that's near and dear to my heart. I I love this movie. I've seen it so many times. It's one of the earliest horror films that I've watched. It's not the best, the greatest, amazingest horror film ever made, no. But I still have a very uh, sweet spot for it in my heart. It's one that I'll watch throughout the rest of my life. Anytime I have the chance to watch it and pick up a new edition and uh, you know learn more about this movie, I will. You know, hopefully when I become rich and famous, which I never will, you know, I always want to have some sort of good guy memorabilia. I would love to get a fucking good guy, you know, actual doll, but I'll even live for one of the fucking boxes from the background of the store. That'd be cool, too. I know there's a shit ton of them. But um, like I said, it's not the best movie made, but I I still love it for what it is. So nine out of ten for Child's Play 1. Man, I didn't think that was ever going to end. Well, go fuck off. So I don't talk enough. And then when I do talk, I fucking, you fucking chew. Well, saying that on purpose. Well, I actually got like, you going. So, so, what, so what I said worked. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, you could do that and then play that shitty-ass fucking 
screamo music you were playing. It, I was earlier. listening to Six Feet Under. That is death metal. That's Chris Barnes. Go okay. fuck. That's okay, not screamo. Death bullshit. metal. It sounds like the same shit to me anyway. Well, of course it would, man, because you listen to Yes all the time. Everything must sound the same to you, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, Anyways, my thought. Fuck off. My my last little thoughts on this one, man. I always okay. Child's play. Are they actual little thoughts or? Well, it doesn't matter. Does it really matter? Come on. Um, uh, are you guys ready? So one thing I've always thought about Child's Play to be one of the funniest things ever in horror film. And, and actually just in general to me, man, because, <laughs> okay, Charles Lee Ray transfers his soul into a good guy doll that is a fucking ginger. Now, mm-hmm. the joke is... The design is great. But the joke is, you know, ginger kids don't have souls, and then he kind of puts a soul into a ginger kid. I always thought that was just... That's actually funny. <laughs> it's actually outrageously funny, and it, it kind of adds to the charm to this film for me. I know this was not intended, because I'm sure the ginger kid jo- joke was not around in 1988. I don't know. I don't remember. I was eight years old. But the fact of the matter now, watching it in modern times, it's kind of funny. Right? I love that. Um, this is a really atmospheric film. Always had so much fun with this. I think one of my favorite things in this film I, we, I didn't get a chance to mention before was the scene where uh, Chucky gets on the bed to kill Andy when Andy's in the psych or in the police station. Here's the psych ward. Can't remember it. But um, when he gets on the bed to stab him, the fucking effects on that are so cool because it's like a doll. In the animatronics, he just kind of puts his leg. I don't know, man. Those effects right there blow because my shit. Because it sh- is a doll. It blows my shitter off. Ev- Shut up. It blows my shitter <laughs> off every single time I see that. I'm like, it's really good effects, man. It's crazy. Um, always had a lot of fun with this one. All killer, no filler. Um, nine out of ten, I'm exactly with Jeremy on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Child's Play, 19, what, 88? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, I've always Child's Play coming out in '88 always surprised me. Like to me, it always feels like it's a like like a '90s film. See, I think I think as it is like an early '80s film. I think yeah. it's just a lot better than an early '80s I, I film. I well, I I think that I think that like I think that it's like a '90s sometimes just because I don't know the first time I. I, the first Child's Play I saw was Child's Play 2, which was a 90s film. Um, but also, like, this <laughs> one to me is, like, weird because it's, like, in that era of, like, the horror comedy, like, the eight, like 88 was, like, full-blown, like, almost comedies at this point, And it's, like, really serious. Pretty much, yeah. Um, which is funny because we, we know Child's Play, if you look at the franchise as a whole, it's not a s- super serious franchise. No. Uh, so it, it's kind of weird. But, um... I, I really like this movie. I really truly do. I'm. Uh, I, I originally rated it an eight. I came up at eight point five last time I seen it. I'm gonna stick at that eight point five. Motherfucker. Uh, eight point five out of ten. You fucking dick. Twenty six point five. Go fuck off. I think. Well, it I wouldn't have made the hall. You're, you think twenty seven is the hall, but it's twenty eight. <laughs> it is twenty eight. God uh, damn it. Um. <laughs> why, why do I do that every time? Then? I want to go <laughs> I do that back. shit all the time. And check out my rating for when I, in my 88 series. I wonder what I rated it back in those days. I'm curious if I had it higher. I'm not I feel sure. like this show is a blessing and a curse. Like <laughs> it's a blessing because some films that you're like bored with because you've seen like so many times as a kid and you're like, oh, I'm not really like, but but is it a classic for a reason? When you revisit them, you're like, oh yeah, it is a classic for a reason, you know. And you realize how good it actually is. And I feel like that happens with ch- happened with Child's Play. Well, I, you know, getting back to the blessing and a curse thing. 
I mean, it works both ways, though. Sometimes when you watch films that you love before and then you watch them with a critical eye and then you realize how shitty they are, you're like, fuck, man. This goddamn show just ruined my childhood. I loved that film when I was fucking 10. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's happened to me a couple times on here, so. Right? I'm, I'm sure it's happened to you guys, too, right? You know, films that you'd seen, you watch, rewatch them with a critical yeah, eye. Yeah, Late to Rest, too. I don't think I was ever a fan of that one to, to start with, anyway. So, <laughs> okay, the first late to rest, whatever. Yeah, not a, yeah. Whatever. I guess it happens, but yeah, that is Child's Play from 1988. Sorry, Jack. Chucky's back. Child's Play 2. It's playtime. Again. Yeah, jumping into the year of 1990 with Child's Play 2. It only took him two years to do the sequel. Not too bad. Directed by John Lafia. Again, written by... Don Mancini are based on his characters. Uh, John Lafia, man. Oh, it's written by him, this one. Is it actually fully? Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, man. This guy right here <laughs> doesn't really have, like, the greatest resume. He went on to do Man's Best Friend, which was, like, a killer dog film. And he also did a killer rat I film. I saw somebody who posted. Luis just posted about that movie a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, no never mind wrong movie <laughs> and uh, he also went on to do a killer rat film called the rats from 2002 which i've actually reviewed it's it, it's bad it's not good um yeah it's got a lot of rats but then the end just goes crazy cg and it's like that early 2000 i didn't CG. think it was that bad no i meant like the, the whole third act. i mean <laughs> if it was practical it would have been amazing i mean technically it's a bad movie but it, yeah. like i found it entertaining at least they have a lot of cool f- things with the rats. They give you a lot of like little bits of you know rat history and shit, which is kind of cool. But yeah, John, I'm gonna argue with moods on rat films. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I actually learned nobody a knows rat films like moods. <laughs> I learned so. a lot about rats, man. Um, but yeah. yeah, so not like the most impressive uh, you know filmography from John Lafia, but he did Child's Play too. I'm surprised he didn't go on to do you know bigger things in his career, considering this film that he did, but. Uh, quick little synopsis here. While Andy's mother is admitted to the psychiatric hospital, the young boy is placed in foster care, hence Andy. And Chucky, determined to claim Andy's soul, is not far behind. Yes. How <laughs> he it. gets resurrected is fucking retarded. I'm I sorry. love it. This is the one I always reference, right? Where I'm like, th- th- I'm like this shit would never fly today. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's what, fucking dumb. Okay, so that was actually my first question, JP, because <laughs> I, I know that you've mentioned this a few times. Like, oh, what? The dude just gets fucking electrocuted and comes back to life? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, that that happens in this kind of thing. And Why, why though? Why, why do they have that? Why did they take that doll and make it another doll? You see, the beginning, the, the, the storyline in this movie doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I mean, I'm assuming they just wanted wouldn't that to be show- in some evidence locker. Well, or what shit? happened? What happened is they wanted to prove to the owner of the good guy chain or whatever that it was just someone fucking with them. So they rebuilt it and they're like, hey, you know, now the doll's okay. I think that's what their plan was because they blamed it on someone tampering with the doll. 
you know, the doll yeah, was never alive. Yeah, say, like, fuck you or something. Yeah, so they, they blamed it on stuff. Which, so, which happens. That happens. Oh, I'm, I'm, like, there was just 100%. a story in uh, about, I seen on Facebook, somebody slipped a, a drawing of a dick in, like, a, a kid's cartoon on Netflix, like a Netflix original. Like, one of the animators, like, slipped a dick in there. <laughs> so it's like, that stuff happens all the time. Maybe a disgruntled employee or, like, just somebody who's like, ah, these fuckers, you know? And I've seen that happen, like... A few times. You know? He was just gonna be a dick. Like yeah. shit, the Little Mermaid box art and, and all the and yeah. the rescuers and all those Disney yeah. ones. So I mean if you take that logic, I mean and you apply it to this film, I guess, whatever. So that's what uh-huh, they were t- jokes on you. That's what they were trying to do. But anyways, they rebuild this doll at the beginning of the film and they're going to put the eyes into this thing and some electrocution shit happens and fucking Chucky's <laughs> back to life. So and it's the first thing I thought of when I watched that again, I was like I bet you JP's laughing well, right now. When you transfer your soul, <laughs> it must also be easily like it must give you supernatural powers to be resurrected easy too. Because <laughs> like it's Michael Myers resurrected. It's not explained. Like, if you if you just if you just electrocute like a dead person, like they're not going to come back to life. No. It, it, Besides, their name is Chucky, Jason, or Freddy, or uh, Michael. You know, it's incredible, well, man. There's so many people out there that love Child's Play two more than the first one. But I mean, it starts mm-hmm. out with a huge plot hole. The movie starts out right away, and you're just <laughs> well, like, "Well, there there are a lot of plot holes in this film to begin with." Yeah, there really is. Um, but literally to begin with, but then like in like all like all over the place, there's kind of plot holes. Um, there definitely is. I mean, definitely is. But I think like every way he comes back is kind of stupid. I, I think the second way is a li- the, the in the third film is a little bit uh-huh. better. We'll get to that one, but yeah, yeah. like for yeah, example, I, I like, got issues with that j- too. Just a, just an example here, right? Like, okay, um, so he's back alive, and he's placed in a foster home. Yeah, he goes. He he. At this point, he still thinks that he has to do it with Andy. You know the what I mean? Mythology has not changed yet. Yeah, he's still after yeah. Andy. Yeah. So yeah. so he go- goes to find Andy to get out of this fucking body, and like. there's a doll named Tommy that they find and for some reason Chucky kills the doll and then buries it like why why did he bury it well he (laughs) just so it could come up later in another scene (laughs) I I think that I think that's kind of what the intent is obviously he smashes up the doll and buries it to replace that doll with himself right yeah but why would he bury it why would he take the effort to bury it where else would he do it I'm not even joking he's outside he could literally walk across the street and throw it in the woods (laughs) I love that I have this actually written down I'm like Chucky literally fucking murders d- a doll no, he, he tear he fucking breaks this doll and takes the time to dig a grave and bury it <laughs> like, and they actually wait, show with, it too with kid <laughs> shovels yeah. exactly it's like so well, funny. i think that's even funnier though but i mean yeah. it, it's obviously a prelude scene to you know later on in the film where the dolls dis- that scene was literally stuff. written just so they can find the, for a reveal later on exactly. like exactly they that was that big moment in the film was like holy shit i mean holy when, shit, when i watch movies here. and i and I see problems. Yeah. I try to explain them away for my personal like satisfaction. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe you can say that like it's just what he's used to. He's a murderer. He's mm-hmm. just it, it, he 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 maybe he just likes digging the graves it's, and his mentality didn't know any better. <laughs> that he's works, like, all right. He's like human kill. Chucky or a uh, good guy doll. Good guy kill. doll. Kill. <laughs> you know, it's like I like the scene when after he replaces Tommy, he's like, "Hi, my name's 
Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> he, had to, he had to think about what the name was. Yeah, man. That's that's where the comedy starts in this big time. Yeah. 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 But that's like another stuff. thing, um another like this is another plot hole that that I I noticed like probably like hmm like the, I, I've noticed it before, but like it's I tried not I I didn't write down a bunch of them, but there were a lot of them. But like at the end of the film when they're in the factory, and like they they try to crawl through the eye thing to get to the exit door, I'm like, who the fuck builds a giant machine in front of the exit door? <laughs> that you can't get around. Can't get around right? I mean, they you did bring them back to life, so they don't have the most logical. They fucking... can't get around this giant contraption to get to the fucking exit door. Like, get out of here! <laughs> I didn't know. That's I didn't the whole point of that. an exit door is so they're easily accessible, and then it's locked. It's a fucking emergency exit. <laughs> well, Chucky could have locked it, bro. Come on, man. Use some logical thinking here. <laughs> but uh so uh, like the, you just the, have to ruin the, the best the basic scene the movie. story though man is great like it's it's a great it, like i like the setup to this one like the good guy dolls are back in production minus you know bringing chucky back or whatever andy's in a foster home i like the idea that it ended shitty for his mom like she's in the psych ward and stuff like yeah, it, yeah. it's it it kind of makes sense a little bit i i believe that Catherine hicks actually turned down a, a returning role for this film you know, I was actually wondering that why they never had any scenes with Andy and, and his mom. But I guess if she turned it down, they well, even like the even if they had wrote him, they had to rewrite him. Yeah, fucking cop cutter came back. I think he turned it down too. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that he did turn down. Chucky became too big for them. Uh, conflict. I'm pretty well, sure it was a conflict. He was working I, I on something else. I think it else. was. I think that Catherine Hicks turned it down because she didn't want to do like a horror sequel or whatever. Yeah, I think I read that. Somewhere. I think Sarandon was. I'm pretty what sure. What is she? Fucking Sinor Sinor. Oh man, I'm not even going to attempt Sigourney to say Sigourney Weaver or suck I can't even wiener. say her name, so I don't. I'm not even going to talk Sigourney shit on Weaver. You. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver or suck my horny wiener. That's what I always. Say. <laughs> um. So I like that setup. Uh. It. I mean, I think everybody loves the finale in this film. It's probably. One of the coolest parts of the movie, for sure. Um, but did you know that this was actually supposed to be set on Christmas in, in the original script? Yeah, man. When I found that out, I was a little bit disappointed, actually. I know. It makes so much sense, too. Like It does like, make they're sense. They're preparing for Christmas, so they have this massive... You but, know, uh, you know, if they had to set it on Christmas, line. it would have added in that emotion that you know the film could have used a little bit, too, right? I mean, Andy's away from his mom for the first time and it's Christmas time, he's in a foster home and shit. Like you, you kind of add that element to it. I think that re- really would have worked to be honest. But. I think it's more of a budget constraint thing. And also yeah. another fucking thing too, that makes no sense. It's like, Oh, luckily this foster family lives closest to the giantest big good guys factory of all time. Well, <laughs> like, honestly, like, man, why in the film, the way they shoot that, it doesn't make any, it's, you just have no idea. Like, is it close by or is it far? Like I have no fucking clue. But I thought the same thing. Well, I'm you like, get a vibe that it's kind of close because they're on their way home and they see the the just, giant like hand waving. And it's then convenient. Like, it's convenient filmmaking, really. I mean, he gets fostered by this you guys are family that did pictures, bro. But but it is no. He it's gets true. It's he gets fostered convenient out of the millions and millions of foster parents in Chicago. Um, he gets fostered by a family that's not to mention right next that the factory the- would even be in Chicago to begin with. <laughs> It is kind of funny. I mean, you think of those things, it is kind of funny, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, you know, at least you know one thing this film does 
from like a true a true sequel should do is it ups the body count and actually double well not doubles i mean i guess including chucky but it does have a bigger body count in this film I which is kind of cool standard kill man it yeah makes me laugh every fucking time i think this one's a little <laughs> bit more vicious too it's just ugh. yeah like the scene where uh chucky is at the school and the woman's like in the closet and then he like stabs her with the bicycle pump and then he comes yeah. out and he's pounding on his hand and he's like he's like miss crab apple you've been <laughs> naughty so i'm like holy shit and i always want i always knew that chick and i'm like where the fuck have i seen her from apparently she, she, of course, actually she's in like a bunch of stuff that i've seen her in but most notably donnie darko that oh yeah that i know from yeah mm. yeah yeah <laughs> but um Man, yeah you guys really hate this movie huh no 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 i love child's play too but i'm just critically you, when you watch these critically you, you yeah. start picking up on all these problems with the movie okay. and uh i mean it mostly the most all of the problems are all plot hole driven just 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 things that yeah. that but but when you sacri- you look at what you're sacrificing right you sacrifice a little bit of the plot and and have some holes in it but what are you getting out of it? Well, you're getting this fantastic, cool ending. So it's like it almost like counterbalances a, a little bit and makes them not as bad um, because there's so much to enjoy in this movie that's actually good. Um, I think one of my favorite things about any and this is why I feel like this one feels more slasherish, and it's and it's because the final act and when it like to me the best slashers have like these like moments where it's like you think you defeat the monster but then it's still there and it happened and this one happens like over and over again and and it, like it, like it all starts like with the hand and then like the he puts the knife in which also doesn't make a ton of sense either no. um <laughs> that anybody would do that yeah. <laughs> just use the other hand to hold the knife <laughs> you know what i mean but he's chucky but then Come again on. man if you're totally if you're right-handed like i'm assuming chucky is because he's always holding his knife in that hand I can kill you with my left hand just as easy. I'm pretty—I'll admit, man—I'm pretty uncoordinated when it comes to my left hand. Like, have you ever tried to jerk off with the other hand? Like, Jesus, dude, I've almost poked my eye out before, man. It's just—it's not. (laughs) I mean, my point is, there's a lot of people out there that are so dominant with their with their strong hand that they can't do it with their other one. That's just honestly the way I see that scene sometimes because Chucky has that. No matter how dominant you are, dude, like to shove something in your severed hand. Oh, I know. It when you're when you're pretty much human at this point is yeah. is kind of yeah. like. But not, you have to admit though, smart, it adds to the entertainment value too because now he's the oh, yeah, walking talking killer it looks, doll. He looks amazing. Like that that that's that's my favorite Chucky look ever is like the Bruce Campbell style manufactured weapon hand <laughs> like, like when, when he's walking around yeah. with that knife and he's he's like you know he's all fucked up like he I, I really love that slow look. you know he has that. that's the thing why the fuck can he walk so slow but he fucking is always running i don't get that shit like it has that i've noticed that with all these movies like he walks so slow but when he wants to run he could fucking get somewhere really quick Oh, also, this this is my favorite. um, This one has my favorite character in the Child's Play franchise, too, which is Kyle. Uh, To me, when I was a kid, like I always thought this was the first Child's Play. Like 
it, it's kind of weird to say that now because you would never make that mistake in today's time. But back in the early nineties, like when, like when you saw something on TV, you couldn't just hit a button and see what it's called. Yeah. Like you had to be lucky to see it on like the TV guide or like the TV guide channel. On the scroller. Uh, oh man. Yeah. The scrollers. <laughs> and you had to wait like, like a minute and a half. Yep, I remember the scrollers. <laughs> I fucking hate yeah. the scrollers, used, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, so I would always think this was just child's play. Like I, I remember to this day, like I was over at my cousin's house and we were renting movies and she's like, let's rent child's play. And I had just seen child's play on like the sci-fi channel or something. And I was like, Oh, just watch it. I don't want to watch it. And she's like, no, no, I want to watch it. So she rented child's play and it wasn't this film. It was the first one. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that th- this was the second film for some reason. Um, but yeah, I, I'm watching it like it, like four years old. So, <laughs> um, but so I, I love that, you know, this film has that Kyle character who to me as a kid, like felt like the, the coolest, like older sibling ever. Like she just seemed cool. She like smoked and stuff. And like, I don't know, I, I get a genuine, like good vibe from her. Cause she like, she, she's a foster kid. Who's like had it rough. Clearly. Like she mentions that they just ship you off all over the place. And yet she cares about this dude that she just met this little Andy character. Like, and she's like doing whatever she can to like save him, and and he does he and he reciprocates reciprocates too, you know. Uh, I, I've always just liked that dynamic. It's better to me than like a father son or like a mother son dynamic. Like it's like this this brother sister dynamic, they which never... you barely ever get in a in a horror movies. Yeah, and and I'm glad that they didn't take that route with you know having the foster parents as like the you know as the the meteors you know in in the story because. Let's face it, man. Foster parents are not there to to give undying love to the children. They're there to house them until they're, you know, placed in ship adoption, them off. right? So that wouldn't even have made sense if they were like that. So having mm-hmm. having Kyle play that role as as the loving and caring uh, kind of adult figure in in Andy's life, right, uh, mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense. And and it's it's more believable too. It, it's completely believable because she's been through a rough time. And what does she want to do? She doesn't want to see him go through the same shit, so she's going to be there for him. So it's completely believable. I, I love that dyma- dynamic too, man. It's great. Yeah. I just want to know how a little kid could fucking kill the dad. My dad shit's retarded to me too. What? It's like the mom convinced that Annie ki- Andy killed the dad, and that's like that's so stupid. That's well, what was- is she going to think that it was the doll? I know, but it's like <laughs> it's because of his troubled past, right? I mean, they—I mean, the father right from the start was very weary. He's like, oh, he's got big time problems and stuff like that, which is also we didn't even mention. It's actually played by Gary yeah, Graham. I believe he even yeah. says a line like, "Are we even qualified to handle a kid like this?" Yeah, and then but you she, know, even, she yeah. even shoots back at him. It's like, "When did you start caring so much?" You know, kind of thing, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's quite an obvious attempt to. Man, we should probably get rid of this kid because I think bad shit's coming, and it did. (laughs) And Chucky's like, like, it, like, like this one is also convenient. Like Chucky is in the basement, like he gets his nosebleed. He's like, "Fuck, I'm turning human again." Yeah. yeah. And then he runs to school, and then gets, and then somehow he gets there before Andy. Like, like, and he's like back in the basement, like just chilling where he was. That's a total. That's a major plot hole in the film too. It doesn't actually make sense time wise. There's a few. There's a few things in this film that pointed out i'm just like what i mean okay so there's a scene right after chucky gets resurrected and you know he's it basically kills off the i want to say the the assistant executive dude or whatever so he calls the orphanage or the foster house and he's like 
This is his uncle Charles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck did he get the number? Not only that is like they don't just tell you that shit. Exactly. They obviously took you away from your family for a reason. Dude, there's like a probably a hundred places that where Andy could have been, and he calls the right fucking one. I mean, you got to remember, this is 1990. It's not like you could just well, Google well, the actually, numbers. Don't they, they, have, like don't a they have the file? Yeah. Don't they have Andy's file on the desk, and he looks through it? I, I swear that's what happened. I don't. I swear. Or he is does. that the set third film? I don't know. No. Oh, I mean, in the third one, they de- that definitely happens. But in this one, he, he when he kills that dude, he grabs the phone and just he's like on the. He's making the call. He's making the call. He's like, he gives him a shout, and he's like, uh, yeah, this is his uncle Charles. I'm like, where the, how the fuck did he get the number, have you, man? So, have you guys seen the alternate ending to this movie? No. There's actually it. an alternative ending that was only shown on TV, and um, I saw it on YouTube a long time back. It's probably still on there, but uh, so Andy and Kyle come out of the factory, and then. Uh, instead of just ending it like we see in the film, um, instead of them going back to the house, we like go back into the factory, and uh, we see like Chucky's head going into the file of whatever plastic, and then we see like a new head being made, and one of the eyes goes in, and the head makes an evil grin, and that's the end of it. Trying oh to shit, dude! I think I might have seen that fucking ending before, and, and I that's totally only forgot shown, about it. And that's only was shown on like sci-fi the TV channel. The TV yeah. Cut. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think that it's kind of coming. I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. It brought back memories, but that's pretty cool. So they kind of already knew where they were going to go in in a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Because that's essentially what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean this this one to me, uh, like the pacing in this one is great as well. Like it it just flies by. It's like there's always something happening. It's very much there's like no, the first there's film. no downtime at all. No man, yeah. all killer no filler. It's it's exactly the same type of pace, man. Like just yeah. fucking tears by even though you're kind of scratching your head at a couple parts it doesn't really it doesn't matter i mean and some tropey things in this film too man like uh when they're driving to the or to the um the fucking factory and kyle slams on the brakes and, Ch- and chucky goes oh, flying through the yeah. fucking windshield it's shit like that that always makes me i don't laugh. even think you'd be heavy enough to do that <laughs> even, most humans wouldn't even go through the windshield like, it's hard to go through a windshield man it's like this little doll breaks through and goes like on the road it's like ridiculous but yeah um, but honestly man the, the whole build-up to this film is really fun i mean some of the kills are they're almost mean-spirited you know, I always like. Mm-hmm. I actually feel bad for the foster parents that get killed because they're really just trying to help out. You know, like yeah, they, they really didn't do anything like dicky. I mean, no, they kind of paid their dicks. Dad they're about public servants, man. They're being bit. public servant. Yeah, they. But the thing is, Jeremy, if you know most foster parents, man, they have you have to have that mentality. I mean, not like because mm-hmm. these are all dick. badass kids coming in here. They, they're there not to be, you know, the lover. They're there just to house them until they're gone. They can't you can't create a bond and that's how they're playing it is really how a lot of foster parents are i mean it's unfortunate but they're there to move them along you know you can't you can't have that bond and stuff so but you still feel bad for them they're like a public servant they just get killed off and shit and the teacher and Th- like, there's a weird scene with all these uh, people that yeah. when when andy goes back to the foster house and kyle shows up with chucky and and like the woman's walking down the stairs and she, Kyle was like clearly it plainly interview, but she takes a couple more steps and then she's like, what are you doing here or something? And it's like, dude, you were just like staring at her the whole time walking down the steps. <laughs> yeah. How the hell didn't you know who she was? Like you obviously know her. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
This is interesting. It says a tie-in novelization to the film was later written. The author added in some of his own plot scenes exclusive to the novel, such as going deeper into Andy Barclay and Chucky's past. Uh, Chucky is characterized to have an absent father and his abusive mother being a dwarf. Chucky got teased a lot because of this and later strangled his mother's death. Also, Chucky was put in special classes when he was younger. Yeah, that, I all mean, these novelizations they, are funny. The, I like the novelizations. Like, I, I wish you could get your hands on them. Most of them are yeah. like, like all of them are out of print. You know, the yeah, ones that yeah. came out in the eighties and stuff, yeah. and they've never been like re-released. But typically, what would happen is during the production of the movie, they would give the script to the writer, and then he would write the novelization, and then sometimes add some stuff, and sometimes the stuff that they added. Like in the case of Friday the 13th Part 6, is actually in the original script, but got cut in the final version of the film. Like that's where you hear Elias Voorhees mentioned and Jason's dad and stuff in, in the novelization of Part 6. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. I, I wish I could, I wish those were more obtainable because I've always yeah, I been. I guess they did one for on. the third film too. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you guys want to get into some like bonus shit? I mean, that was a good start <laughs> sure uh let's see um should we do box office yeah uh so child's play 2 uh had a uh gross of 28 million uh you know in in the u.s i believe yep. so 28 million that adjusted for inflation is 59 million and I believe it had a. I can't find the budget here, so. Uh, it had I, a budget of thirteen million. Oh, okay, thirteen million budget. Um, so it didn't do great, but it 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 doubled its money, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's what you expect with these type of movies, you know, these these sequels like that. You, but you um, know, it's funny, man. When you, like thirteen million to make this film, it seems like a shitload of money, but. You, you know where all the money went was probably in the the good guy dolls and the boxes and shit. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just 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 the look of it, and that's what I love about these films, man. Like seeing like all the boxes and shit, like all the it's just ambitious, you know, to actually do that. You know, they probably hmm. spent a shitload of money on that stuff. Uh, trivia: Despite not reprising her role, Catherine Hicks constantly was on set to visit her husband Kevin Yeager, who operated the animatronic Chucky. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Chris Sarandon was originally going to reprise his role as Detective Mike Norris from the f- first film, but his scenes were cut due to the f- uh, film's budgetary issues. Oh, I thought. Oh shit! I thought it was like a scheduling thing. Yeah, Once Chucky again, appeared. Chucky appeared on uh, 1990s uh, Horror Hall of Fame, which I think ran for three years. It was hosted by Robert England, and uh, I believe one of them is actually on the 22 Shots website. If you want to check that out, that it was basically like an award show for horror in the 90s. Hmm. Um, originally, the script was going to o- open with a courtroom hearing where Catherine Hicks would lose Andy. Um, hmm. uh, apparently elements of that scene appeared in a similar courtroom scene in curse of chucky yep open number one at the box office Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did it open up against it probably doesn't tell you <laughs> <laughs> um let's see the good guy del tommy is named after the original director tom holland um yeah all right there's a bunch more but you know <laughs> not the most uh, interesting so, stuff yeah. yeah 
So I guess we'll get right. into ratings anyways. Um Yeah, I guess I can go first. Um Child's Play Two, man. It's uh it's a fun film. It has you know, it's minor plot issues and things. Um <laughs> another scene in this film actually when that when the one of the good guy doll executive that guy that uh, Chucky kills in the beginning there, when he goes to throw the doll in the trunk and he can't shut the trunk. What the fuck does he have in there that is so full that he can't he can't move around <laughs> to fit that damn doll in the trunk? I mean, obviously, more dolls. obviously it's a way for them to put it, the doll into the back seat because at least they thought of it, you know, but it's just funny. Like, dude, he must have toys in there, I guess, because he works at a toy, but it's a good guy doll. <laughs> yeah. like it should be able to fit. It always cracks me up every time I see it. He's like, ah, ah. He's slamming the shit and it's not working. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a fucking I never, doll. I never put like any fucking thing in the trunk. I would have not have put a Chucky in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, I just, he, I don't know what the hell he had in there, but it was a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think this is another really well paced uh, film, and that's what I love about these man. They're entertaining. There's not really a lot of downtime. The body count's a little bit higher in this one. I like the viciousness of it. Uh, Chucky's funny. Chucky actually has a really funny in this li- one part in this film. It's probably my favorite part. Like one of my favorite parts is when Kyle gets pulled over on their trip to the the warehouse at the end there before she slams on the brakes and fucks Chucky up. Um, but they, she gets pulled over and the cop is willing to give her a ticket and she makes this lame excuse about uh, she's she's got a date. That's why she's doing like 60 in a 40 zone or something like that. And he's like, oh, you're going to have to do a little better than that. And he looks over and he sees the good guy doll. And he's like, oh, I like those good guy dolls. He's like, hey, little buddy, what's your name? And Chucky turns to him and he's like, Chucky. <laughs> he fucking like, I fucking lose it every time. Like, he's like, I ain't got time for this bullshit. <laughs> exactly the way it is. He's, he's like, like no. I don't need to do this raid right now. I just don't have time. <laughs> None of this. Hi, my name is Chucky bullshit. No, it's just Chucky. I fucking I lose it every time at that part. It's so funny. And then it's cool because you get this really nice laughter before you get into the end scene, which is really cool i love the 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 whole mm. third act in this film is fantastic i mean yeah the, it, it's 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 a fantastic third act they put a it was a very ambitious scene i mean there's a lot of shit going on in there like i said you can yeah, see where all the budget went to all yep. the budget all the budget man i mean the thousands and thousands of good guy boxes and and all the, the whole assembly line that they created and and you know the effects with the hot glue or plastic and shit like that there's a lot of things going on in that end scene that's pretty cool um, very very fun stuff. I'm gonna come in at an eight and a half out of ten on this one. I still do prefer the original Ch- uh, Child's Play yeah. film over this one, but it's a fun film. And yeah, eight and a half. Yes. So uh, I love Child's Play too. Uh, the third act definitely definitely helps elevate the film uh, to different heights uh, when you factor in a lot of the plot holes and, and things like that. But um, I think that this movie is a perfect entertaining movie. Uh, it it flies by it has so many good scenes it's funny at times it's but it's still kind of scary at times too uh like when chucky comes out of the closet like i said st- i that was the scene i always thought but of he walks so fucking chucky. slow it's like can't you get up and run away bitch <laughs> that's the one problem like i said he always walks so slow it's like why yeah, the hell can't the people I don't just know, get dude, up and if, like kick him if in the i face seen something? a fucking doll walking like that I, like i might be in shock and frozen in fright <laughs> um i don't know uh, but yeah. just kick him in the face. <laughs> you, dude, you're a pussy. You ain't doing anything. I'm a pussy, but I'm uh, not big of enough pussy to fucking kick a cadaver in the face. I can at least <laughs> do that. So uh, I will say that um, Child's Play it is my favorite in the series. 
Um, but I don't think it's the best in the series. Uh, so I come in at an 8 out of 10. Nice. Boom. 8 and a half. 8 and a half from Jeremy. Go figure, man. We're like the same ratings right now. It's pretty crazy. So, well, me and Jeremy, that's very rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but that was a little and bit I'm of a half point below you guys in the I, first two. I guess that's not so much a spoiler for us, more or less the uh, the people that are listening. But Child's Play Two is still your favorite one. Yeah, interesting, mm. interesting stuff. Um, yeah, so that is going to conclude Child's Play Two. Left, 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 right, left. Welcome to Hell on Earth. You are without a doubt the most pathetic thing I have ever seen. Strict discipline. Does this look like a gun to you, Barkley? It's a rifle! Next. Rigid dress codes. Presto, you're a ball. Get those weapons in the air! I want to see them high! And grueling drills. It couldn't possibly get any worse. Wrong again, wimp. Chucky's back. A few years have passed. No, you're dead. We killed you. I'm new and improved. At Kent, we take bedwetters and turn them into men. Andy, how you've grown. <laughs> and this time... <laughs> I really gotta get out of this body. He's looking for a new recruit. I got some fresh meat lined up and I'm not gonna let you spoil it. <laughs> now, just think... Chucky's gonna be broke. Child's Play 3. Look who's stalking. A haircut ain't regulation, soldier. Regulate this! Yeah, into the year 1991. One year later, we get Child's Play 3. Three directed by yeah. Jack Bender, and of course written by Don Mancini. Uh, Jock, 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 <laughs> Jack Bender. Um, yeah, he went on some pretty big stuff. Yeah, man, he Has worked. He? I don't he, even know. He worked on Lost. He worked on worked on Under the Dome. Uh, the Sopranos. But, Sopranos. Yeah, uh, what I know him from like films. He worked on um, the Midnight Hour, the TV film. That came out in 1985, which is actually really, really hard to get a hold of. But that's what I always knew his name from. Fucking Game of Thrones. This guy's got some good shit. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the stuff that he's worked on. A lot of TV. This guy's more or less like a TV uh, director. But he's worked on a shitload of big shows. Oh, yeah, The Midnight Hour. That's fucking Anchor Bay, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like super hard expensive to get. That one definitely needs a re-release. But... TV yeah. man, Under the Dome, Sopranos, Lost. Like this guy's worked on tons and tons of shit. Not a lot of movies, <laughs> oddly enough. So, <laughs> Child's Play three. Um, it's it's funny how these guys get these jobs sometimes. Like, how do you just yeah, you know, Jack Ben? Like, oh, he seems like the appropriate guy to do, you know, the second sequel in the Child's Play franchise. Is <laughs> like on slow budget. It's a sequel, I guess. Right. I, I mean, yeah. place people start it. Well, I, I mean, especially somebody that did a TV film. You know, working on a budget, right? Whew. Yeah. So, Child's Play three. Synopsis, Chucky, the doll possessed by a serial killer, (laughs) returns for revenge against Andy, the young boy who defeated him and who has since become a teenager. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, so so this one opens with uh, 
the factory and yep. I, I every time i ever have seen this opening like i've seen like child's play two and three constantly ran on tv when i was a kid i i, I watched them all the time but like even as a kid like i was all, I always like more so when i was adult but i always noticed it when i was a kid but i, I made fun of it when i was an adult basically i always say like the set designer the guy who like designed that like had an absolute fetish with cobwebs because like there are so many cobwebs to where it's like overboard it's like you ever see somebody do like art and they draw like something stinky and then they put those little wavy lines above it yeah like okay like there's a like you can only have like two smellies like if you have like six smellies it doesn't look right <laughs> like this guy got like six like how many pu- how many pube hairs you have on the dicks you know yeah it, it, like, <laughs> this guy has a fucking serious fascination with cobwebs <laughs> so well, i said like what i said earlier to moods is like in my opinion i think this is chucky at his best in this movie in the entire franchise if there's one chucky that i think like and when you said at, that he's at his high point it's this one he when is you, so good in this movie it's not even funny like yeah. his writing his lines the way he moves like if there's like a uh, image of Chucky that I have in my mind when I think of the character, it's this one. He's so fucking good in this movie. When you said that in the chat, I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, man. No, I'm just joking. Like, yeah, I, I, I think this is even like the animatronic work like is really good in this one. I think oh, like his so facial good. movements and stuff is awesome. Yeah, this is probably my favorite um, interpretation of the Chucky doll. Yeah. See the, like okay, so this movie right here takes place about eight years after the original one. We know in real time this is only like three years later. Uh, so Andy is now what? What do they say he is like sixteen? Sixteen. He's, yeah. he's, he's sixteen years old. So so it's not of course in real time and stuff. So how many? We years? don't know what really happened to Kyle. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't know so, what happened to Kyle. And like, we, I'm not even. 100% we assume he sure. got put back in placement and. Um, you know, shuffled around to foster homes and then just nothing really worked out. So they sent him to Kent, the Kent military Academy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this is probably oh shit, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe six years. I, I don't even know like how many years later this is from the second. Oh, one that's taking well, how place. Do you, how do you think he is in the, well, that's he's the thing. Eight. It says okay. he's eight. Is he eight years oh, old? It says he's eight. So it's six. Yeah. So, so he's 16 years later. So it is. Yeah. So it's actually eight. Years. Okay. So well, that's a good run. Eight years with no Chucky trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah not too bad, man. <laughs> not too bad. But well, because they were going to bring him back. So if it's eight years, I guess that makes sense. I mean, we get this opening scene in the in the um, in the warehouse, and eight yeah, there's years worth of cobwebs. There's a fucking so lot of cobwebs, be, man. <laughs> this supposed to be 1998, then. Well, I mean, no. Well, I, I mean, it's it. Uh, they don't. They kind they of don't, ignore that. The doesn't real matter. Time. They don't do anything that dates it. You yeah, know, I know. And, but- you know, technically, so, it's supposed to be 1998. Yeah, a lot yeah, of these sequels the used line. to do that shit, man. They would all of a sudden up and like, oh, Andy's 16 years old now, but in reality, it's been one year <laughs> since they made yeah. the last film, kind of thing. <laughs> so it throws people off a little bit, but yeah. So getting back to the cobwebs, uh, so Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> so it's actually eight years of cobwebs, which is kind of interesting. So what we get here is it's been eight years since. Uh, this whole thing is broke out into the into pop culture and stuff, and it's basically kind of killed the good guy doll a little bit. No pun intended. Uh, um, but now they are reopening. They're ready to kind what of. What you see from time to time in actual yeah manufacturing, it's pretty cool. Back. You know, I mean, honestly, and dude, eight years past. I mean, you would think that people have kind of forgotten about it. Hey, why not uh, spark up the good guy doll? 
this again, you know? But this is where the, my first question comes in. Okay, so in the opening credits, they show um, basically Ch- or Chucky's blood getting into the mix of plastic and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously Chucky is kind of reborn that way. But my question is, that's the vat of plastic for thousands of dolls, <laughs> so, so yeah, so, yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that, we, like, we would have a cult of Chucky. On that's what exactly yeah. my point was. Shouldn't every doll be technically possessed by Chucky if it works like that? Like, I, don't I, know, I mean, always questioned it. it. That it, yeah, it, it of course. Like, and and what the <laughs> hell? How does does he get electrocuted in this one again? Like, how does he come back? No, it's just the blood mixing into the fucking. He's just so the blood. If you just create a new doll out so of what it, they do, this is very convenient filmmaking in, in the beginning of part three. So basically, the company is up and running again. They do this big board meeting. It kind of jumps forward to now the production has already gone through. Uh, the owner, uh, played by Sullivan, who's actually from part two, also. Uh, he gets the first Ch- uh, Chucky doll or the first good guy doll off the assembly line, which happens to be. Chucky, the one that's possessed. <laughs> so it's convenient. So they, they do like scrape up all the uh, like exploded body of Chucky and dump it in the, which kind of makes sense a li- in a little way. Like, don't waste resources and stuff. But it doesn't make sense that there wasn't some kind of police investigation where evidence was taken away. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's I don't dude. know. Maybe the blood of Charles Lee Ray everywhere. Kind I of. I know like, it makes no <laughs> fucking sense. And like, of course, he's the first one. People off the died line. there. Like that it's dude like, died. People. <laughs> it's like, don't they have security cameras in that place? <laughs> Wouldn't they see him fucking like running around? I know the whole setup this movie. Yeah, and we actually see that there's security cameras i believe in one scene in part two right so how do the cops not believe it well no, how did the cops <laughs> not clean up the evidence obviously shit went down there and, and the, the like, factory the factory was shut down for a reason because of what happened but they didn't clean up it's the like don't you think it was like of what happened the, don't you think like it would be in the newspaper or something that there's a fucking dow killing people but it was like though. these mother i know that's why it's retarded i mean they literally <laughs> tell you the reason why it's been eight years since you know because of what happened and, and listen guys this is why we don't get sequels anymore this is why we reboot shit and do like in between calls because it's like how the fuck do you bring him back it's you like don't they think like people at the fucking army just what i heard about it you just cursed the jp you know what's going to happen now they're not going to make another sequel in this franchise they're going to make a, a between sequel it's going to happen yeah. between part two and three now to explain those eight years. <laughs> they're just going to do something in there. Why not? Why not? Right? And then but, they're going to have it in like modern time. Oh, fuck. But oh, yeah, but the beginning of this film has always cracked me up, man. So Chucky's reborn. Uh, he essentially kills off Sullivan, which is actually one of my favorite scenes, yeah. man. In the, I love how he just terrorizes them. I mean, that's why I said Chucky's the best in this one. He's so awesome. And, and I, you got to admit, dude, like Sullivan's place is so cool, man. He's like the head of this toy company. He's got all these cool toys. But Chucky kind of uses the toys to fuck with him and kill him <laughs> in the scene. And I just love it because it really shows the character now. Like, And the way I look at it is that, you know, Charles Lee Ray's in this body and he's like, well, fuck it, man. This is the third time. He's like, I'm going to have some fun, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? And I, yeah. I, I kind of see that's where the personality comes out. And I, I respect that in the writing. They make Chucky a lot more fun, a lot you know more not outgoing but he's just he's just a ride in this film and mm-hmm. that's yeah, well a, that's he's like test. reveling in all the shit in this that's one. the thing like he's like i'm back in this body i'm gonna have some fucking fun. and that's the way i see it and i think it works a lot of people always criticize this film for oh you know for being way too comical and blah 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 this is where the child's play films go to shit and stuff like i think no. this is one of the no fucking way. funnest and best ones because it's, yeah. it's vicious at times 
you know, we get a part later in this where he does some shit with some bullets and stuff. It's got its parts. Well, that's your favorite scene ever, right? (laughs) Fucking, when you put that into perspective, how evil and cruel that is, it's brutal. Like, you love that scene. You even talked about that scene, like... Me too. Oh, man, I've always thought it's it's just a vicious scene. It's a vicious scene, scene too. It's a vicious scene. That scene's ballsy. Um, But, so, like... Again, there are plot holes throughout this one as well, like similar fashion that we have Child's Play uh, to like, for example, like after he kills dude, he like needs to find Andy, obviously. This makes no he, sense. So, OK, for, <laughs> like I would bet a million dollars that Charles Lee Ray has never touched a computer in his entire life. <laughs> well, you got to yeah, remember he when he died in 1988. Computer. <laughs> what was he on his Commodore 64? <laughs> yeah. He boots up his computer and, and does something that I can't even do with Google yeah. and like find somebody who's at a military academy. <laughs> exactly right. That's so um, good. But, but you but, know, honestly, JP, okay. But that's not the, I mean, that's the funny part. But my biggest, <laughs> my biggest problem with that though, how in the fuck did he mail himself there? Tiffany. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, that also also doesn't really make the most sense. Like, I mean, technically, you can probably make a reason. Like, just look at how, like, okay, um, maybe he just called well, somebody and was like, hey, you know, fifty bucks here, mail this thing. No, but I mean, <laughs> or something. Like, but like, even yeah, it to does, get it to does. get that whole scenario done. Like, I mean, Chucky could put himself into a doll, maybe shut it. But how the fuck you get the paper on there? You know, it's like, well, okay. no, I'm saying like he could have told somebody to mail it. Like, here's like, I'm going to kill you if you don't leave a note. Like, here's 50 bucks on here. Mail this. Yeah. I mean, I guess that works. That happens. Yeah. Happens in Bride of Chucky. So why not in this one? Mm. But yeah, I mean, we don't see that scene. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so he gets to the military academy and like, um, I, I like the I, I like this, this setup. Like, I actually love this setup, Kent honestly, like military school. The, the, yeah, the, the military school angle is great. It's like, I, I love when sequels are like, okay, let's do a sequel and, like, change the setting a little bit, you know? And they do like, oh, well, what is it this time? Oh, that's the one where Chucky was in the military academy. Like, that one, that like, I like that concept. That's one of the like, best things about this franchise, mm-hmm. to be honest. There, there's a different setting for, like, every single film. They're really easy to remember. You mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, how many people have you talked to that are fans of Friday the 13th and stuff? And they're like... Oh man! Remember that one kill that happened in part four? Was it no seven? No, it was part three. No, I, I, that, I don't even remember the goddamn kills from exactly. which movies they came but from. But if you were, if you were to if someone were to give you a little bit of trivia on here, you're like, yeah, remember this kill? Chucky killed this person. You'd be like, that's part two. Yeah, you know, you would just know because you put that kill into the setting, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally different. But that's what I like about this. Totally, hundred percent. Well, Biggest I, criticism I've heard from a lot of people, they don't like the comedic elements of this film. Nah, and they man. don't like the setting. And they don't like the military setting. But it actually Those makes sense. But it actually makes sense for Andy's character. Because Andy's been yeah, pushed. He's been, he's been, you know, plummeted around. I mean, everybody knows. If you're in those foster systems, you get tossed around like a fucking doll. Pun intended. And, you know, eventually... you. This is what happens sometimes. You end up in a military school because we're, we're not going to take care of him anymore. This is where he needs to be. And that's I mean, if you, if you think about this film, right, Child's Play was released in 1990. When what? you think about script, you know, know. casting, yeah. uh, pre-production, shooting, post-production, editing, release to happen in 12 months. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the exact date that this was released, but like it could have even been less than 12 months. I saw like, them. That's pretty goddamn incredible well that's honestly. what that's what they definitely knew they were doing a sequel to this one 
they had to like they they probably even have it had it written too. I'd put it's money possible. on it. I'd put money on it that they were already working on it before they finished the second one. If the second one does good, we'll go through with it. They already had the script written, and they already had you know some of the main characters. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah. Go for it, that. It's it's pretty cool to see. Like I like adult Andy, and I, honestly, I'm happy that we're still with Andy. Like it's it's cool uh, to have like because that doesn't happen a ton. <laughs> well, and we mentioned that they talk. I bet you what? Alex Vincent's actually really fucking happy about that too. Resurrected his career. I was looking at his filmography. The guy hasn't done like anything, man. <laughs> yeah, crazy, yeah. Man. So but crazy. So we we recasted Andy. I think this dude plays Andy pretty well. Like it he feels. Does a good job. I, I could imagine that that's what Andy would grow up to be. You know, he kind of looks like mm-hmm. he would have been Andy. Like I never. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid watching this, I was always confused. I'm like, man, this movie just it came out this close. Why is he so much older? <laughs> well, I think like this time around, like I got a new appreciation. I love this movie so much more this time around than I had any other time I've watched it. I don't know. I don't know what about it this time around. Maybe it was watching them all in a row or something. But I it's just watching it watching. with a more critical eye, probably. I, too. Like I had a blast with this. One. I used to like. I loved this one as a kid. Um, I loved part two and three like way more than part one. And I would always watch these two. And then I remember in two thousand. Uh, 13 i believe i did a uh 31 days of horror for that year and i reviewed all the child's plays and watching part three i I was like i still liked it but i was a little like more lukewarm on it but actually like watching it this time like i i thoroughly enjoyed it this time and it reminded me of why i liked it it's so he's so fucking funny in this movie Well, there's so many there's so many memorable things about this film for myself like i have a i have a you know, it's very nostalgic to me too. Also, I mean, it was one I remember watching so much when it came out. Um, I would stay at my buddy Bill's house, and uh, he had you know the, the super channels and the pay channels and stuff. Where my parents were too fucking cheap to get that bullshit, right? So we would always, I would sleep over at his house a lot on Fridays, and we'd always watch the you know the films that were on there. And I remember watching this shit and just being like, I fucking love this movie. You know, it's just it always has that nostalgia for me. But one thing I love about this movie is. The char- every all like most of the characters in this film are so memorable, you know. From yeah, this- th- there's good characters in this one. Like, like I like Tyler, like uh, Andy. Um, maybe the Silva might be a little weak. Uh, I like of- the Silva, man. I think she's okay because she's memorable in the fact that like she's kind of that badass chick that's doing one arm push ups. I know, but it's really cliche though. That's my only thing. It's I- like it's like this vulnerable dude meets this tough chick. Like it 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 kind of. Like yeah, you're right. Dude. You're right. It like, is. It, I, I mean, it is cliche, but sometimes cliche isn't bad either. I mean, I still remember her. Like, she's one of the characters I actually remember. Like, Shelton's like the biggest dick ever, and then you got Whitehurst. Is just, he like, the biggest pussy. Like, why is he a dick? Like, I've never. I, I like he's well, not be, that much of a dick. Well, no, he actually is a dick, man. It's just your corporate. No, no he's just no. he's literally just doing his job. No, that's the whole point of military. School. No, he's actually bullying Whitehurst. He makes him fucking shine his shoes for no reason. Yeah, because Whitehurst sucks. No, because Whitehurst is a geek. That's why yeah, he's, he's don't bullying be a geek. him. Be he's, a badass. You're in the fucking dude, army, kid. He's just being a bully, man. They, they even De Silva even calls him a bully in the film too. He's like he's a fucking dick. He's just being a dick. I mean, you can do that job. Look at the scene in Full Metal Jacket where they they have to clean the fucking toilet toilet room with the. There's a difference between being a dick and <laughs> well, doing your job. Stuff, that's real military, bro. But yeah, you know, but I this mean, is this is a precursor to that. Like, um, 
I, like I don't think I think that he's just a he's he's a leader. Like he's he that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but then you they're see supposed no, to break you down. He is bullying. You're supposed him to break for, you down and b- embarrass you so they can but build you, you up. But you see him as a kid, though. You know, he has that vulnerability at the end. Like you see him, like oh shit, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Like he's like just like everybody else at that moment. I, like I've never hated Sheldon, honestly. Like I've always looked at him like, oh, he's just the drill instructor type dude. Like he takes it serious. Yeah, but dude, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. So when they're in in formation, and he goes up to Whitehurst and he's like, "You are," I can't, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but he's like, "You're the biggest waste of skin. You're a big piece of shit." Blah blah. blah. I mean, it's like, yeah, that, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. But dude, he's just. Have you do- ever watched? No, no. Have no, you ever met he, somebody who's been in the army? But he's only the shit that they tell you. But he's only doing it to him, though. That's the thing. If he, he makes the Silva do push-ups and stuff, because the Silva calls and him and out. I, I imagine Whitehurst sucks. I imagine he's. I imagine he's not good at it. But the Silva so also you have calls to pick him on out. The weak links. You yeah. have to pick on the weaklings. Well, fuck, man. I don't know, man. It just it seems a little bit unjust. But I mean, De Silva obviously gets the the push-ups because she sticks up for Whitehurst and calls out. Uh, Shelton, I mean, it's it's obvious why that happens, but I don't know, man. It, 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 I mean, I think the intent with Shelton's character is to make him a dick. So even though it is military shit, I mean, I can't tell, I can't talk from personal experience. I've never been in the military, but I mean, he does come off as a bit of a bully. I mean, hence now moods. Pissing, or not pissing, Dude, you know what? I actually feel I want bad, it. guys. Hold up, I I actually rated Child's Play a nine, and Child's Play two an eight point five the last time. The or child like when I recently watched Child's Play at the drive-in, I rated it a nine, so probably a nine then. Still not in the Hall of Fame, anyways. So, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. so did you just up both those half a point? I, I well, Child's Play two, I'll keep it eight, but Child's Play probably a nine. <laughs> All right. I want to hear Moots explain the paintball scene and why he loves it so much, and why it always makes him piss his pants laughing. Well. The, I, I think because the, it's it always it always makes me giggle hearing moods die <laughs> laughing over that scene i don't know what it is man i think it's more or less that this film in itself the tone of the film is a little bit more silly i mean it's a tad bit more silly of course chucky becomes a little more comical in this and then you know you have yeah, some chucky's ki- gonna be a bro you know chucky's gonna be a bro exactly right and then and then Chucky gets this idea where you know these the mil, the students are going to break off into two teams, the red and blue team, and they're going to have a paintball war. It's you know it's part of the. I've always wanted the, to do that. When curriculum. I was a kid and I would watch that scene. I'd, I was always like, man, I want to do that. Shut up, JP. So, anyways, he gets he's actually in the military hut or whatever, or in the in the weapon hut, and he's like, he gets this bright idea that he's going to change out the the paintball shells for real bullets. <laughs> And he fucking does. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is some really, really dark shit right here. I mean, this is some evil ass shit. Now he's just killing anybody. Kids. Like, he's well, just I, killing everybody and anybody. I've always had a question just- about is, is that even possible to have a Springfield, which is a, a rifle that we especially used in World War II? Yeah. To, is there like. Is that is that even possible to have a gun that can fire real bullets and these like paintball things? I feel like it. I feel like it wouldn't. I'm not 100 percent sure. I have questioned that. Before. Man, now you're digging deep into that. Shit. I'm not, I just wanted to I'm hear not an ex- explain why he loves the scene so much. It's pretty obvious why he loves the scene. It's why everybody loves it. 
Yeah, but I, it just makes them laugh, and it's just funny I'm, to just hear them laugh about it. I'm not 100% sure. Like, I'm not an expert on guns, but I mean, I would imagine you probably could do something. Those things seem a little bit old school, and they seem more to the point of using real bullets in them. But man, dude, like, it always makes me laugh because the film is comical. No, I'm saying it shoots real bullets, but I'm saying, oh yeah, with could the- you have a paint bullet? Like, cause they're not paint balls, they're paint bullets. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't really know. It depends. I guess <laughs> I, don't know. How, I guess it depends on how they come out. Do they come out still full? I, I, fuck, I don't know how the fuck that would even work, man. No idea. But yeah, dude. I mean, when that shit starts going down, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is, man. But it just, I find it so, I find it so hardcore and dark and I don't know what yeah, it is, it, man. It's, it's just one I, of those used, I actually think that it's more dark in my head because watching it this time, only one guy gets shot. But in my head, I thought it was a massacre. No, I know, you but know it's, I mean? it's, it's the idea of it though, Ben. Because like, yeah, and that's why your head takes over, and you're like, you think that it, you think in your head that it's a massacre because mm-hmm. it's just these two sides oh, just firing poten- at each other. Exactly. There's potential to have a, like a crazy dark scene, but but it's yeah. still the fact though. Like Chucky usually kills when he. I mean. When someone's in his way, when he needs to, not when he wants. But in this, it's just it's just such a fucked up thing to do. It is right, and that's what makes me have kids shoot each other with real bullets when they think they're (laughs) using paintballs. It's like it's like the most dirtiest. Like if you took it into like reality, it's the most like filthiest, dirtiest thing you could fucking trick you can pull on somebody. No, but okay, so (laughs) that's one thing. But he only does it to one side. You know, mm-hmm. It just totally makes the fu- the fucking fight unfair. <laughs> he just gives yeah. one side real bullets, and I always thought it was just a crazy dark scene in this film that's kind of comical and stuff. And it just it's so memorable, and that's what I love about this film. And it's one of those things that you never forget. You know, when you think of Child's Play three, what do you think about? For me, I think of when he changes the fucking when he changes the bullets out. I always think of that scene too, and it's like the it, fucking. The scene that kills me is after he fucking slits the barber's fucking neck and the nerdy kid comes back and he's fucking looking at Chucky all horrified and he goes, boom, that fucking shit kills me every fucking time. (laughs) Just before that, he's like, so fucking funny. Presto, you're dead. So funny. (laughs) So funny. Yeah, there's lots of good. Like I said, Chucky's like everything, like animatronics. Him, he's fully fleshed here as what he is as a character from this point forward in the franchise. And. Oh, he's my favorite Chucky in the whole franchise. Oh, they, they, this movie is just filled, man. Filled with them, man. It's like one one of my other memorable scenes in this film is when he's chasing after Tyler. And Tyler goes and hides in that room. And he's like, Ali, Ali, oxen free. Get out here, you little <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> he just changes his tone. Ty- Tyler's really blind. Like, he's like, Charles, I thought you were my friend. And it's like, dude, come on, man. That this Atari clearly Lynx, not your that friend. Atari fucking blindsides him. You know, it's those damn video games. I thought it was a Sega uh, Game Gear. No, it's a Lynx. Is that what it's it is? I thought, it was, I thought yep. it was a Game Gear, too, man. No, I'm pretty sure a, that's a Game Gear. No, movie. it's a Lynx, bro. It's a Lynx. 100% because it has, it has uh, the joystick. It's a Lynx. I'm I'm a, I'm a hundred percent sure it's a Lynx. All right, it's a Lynx. Yep. Yep, it's a Lynx. <laughs> the missing Lynx, maybe. Um, that piece of shit Atari tried to fucking make. That's well, crazy. the Game Gear wasn't that much better, honestly. Oh, so. it's Sega. Um, but yeah, so uh, Tyler is. I like the character because he's like real naive, and he, it's like kind of. I like the concept of like twisting a little bit too. Like you have. 
Chucky, who initially goes there for Andy, but then he's like, wait a minute. I keep getting fucked up by Andy. Like, why don't I try this little black kid here? Be bomb up, bro. Yeah. This is the point. This is the first time in the franchise when the mythology changes a little bit. Chucky's like, well, I got a new body. I haven't told anybody about it. Hey, Hey, kid, come here. I got a little secret to tell you. You want to play hide the soul? Chucky's going to be He's a like, I don't like this game. <laughs> like funny He's shit. like, this game's boring, Charles. He's yeah. like, I told you to quit calling me Charles. He's <laughs> <laughs> a riot, He's like, Andy's man. right. You're not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great line. <laughs> and you're just jealous. Charles wants, Charles wants to be my friend now or something. Oh, man. It's priceless. Um, and honestly, like this film kind of wraps up with a, like, uh, like you have the, who the fuck are you? Part. I thought good guy dolls only say three sentence. I'm the new and approved. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. you have, um, the, the basic setup, you know, like you have some military stuff, some training and stuff and, and different things like that, like the firing range and a little bit of character development with the Silva and, and, uh, Andy, uh, and then it kind of wraps up at this carnival that just seems pretty close by. But um, the only thing, like, I always thought that it was funny with the carnival. And this happens all the time in these, like, funhouse things. I'm like, have you ever been to a funhouse where the Grim Reaper has a metal fucking Reaper thing, Scythe? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, cuts Chucky's face off. It's like, dude, that is so unsafe. It literally comes across the tracks. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same thing. I'm like, Jesus, man. That's the most dangerous attraction ever. (laughs) It's like, holy fuck, man. But, yeah, no, I always thought the location... Of the of the fucking uh, of the fair, or the circus, or whatever it was it was so close to where they were. It's like so convenient, but that's another aspect and, and to of this be film, fair, dude. I love it. It's love one of those things that is kind of a plot hole, but again, it comes back to what I said in part two. It's like the trade off is this cool scene where it's like in this haunted house attraction mm-hmm. it's almost like you forgive the plot hole just because mm-hmm. it's like well at least i got this cool ass shit out of it then he gets his face fucking slashed off it's badass he looks badass yeah yeah he looks dude. more badass than when he fucking gets his arm chopped the, off the effects the last look, one. honestly man the effects again in this film i mean like in the first three films they're all good but when he gets his face chopped off there that looks exceptionally awesome like there's still yeah. like moving shit in there and it just oh it looks awesome man they did a really good job with this yep. so but another memorable scene in the film, you know, it, everything about this movie, like, see, you, you can almost. It, All the t- haters who hate on Child's Play 3, I bet you you haven't watched it in a while. There's, and you haven't, like, really paid attention to how Dave, not bad Dave it is. thinks it's boring and. and Dude, this, lame. this movie's oh, not boring. I was like, this I was like it's because of all the guns, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This movie's <laughs> totally not boring. It has nothing but memorable scenes. I mean, it's not boring. Awesome one liners by Chucky, but it has a lot of really great scenes leading up to the, the end finale. I mean, there's nothing boring about this one. And even the pacing's great in this one, too. There's always something happening, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when. The fucking what? garbage, the garbage man scene, man. It kills me all the time. Oh, dude. It's like it doesn't even sound like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Well, actually, another great scene in this film is when uh, when Chucky fucking comes out of the um, behind the desk there, and the colonel has the heart attack, and he's he looks at him, he goes, uh-huh. "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> doesn't even get to kill him, but I love that shit, no. man. Yeah. It's great. So many good ones. Do we got some? Uh, do we have any trivia? I think we're probably. Uh, trivia. Do you have box office pulled up, Jeremy? Yep. So right. this movie made twenty point five million. What was the budget on it? 
Uh, it opened in second place behind Dead Again, which yeah, made... Uh, that is the uh, it's a neo noir movie, I think. But um, Dead Again's a pretty good f- film, actually. Yeah. 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 So it opened five point seven million over the four day nineteen ninety one Labor Day weekend. Uh, finished its theatrical run with fifteen million in the U S. and twenty point five million. Oh, that's worldwide. bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I'm blaming, and, uh, in I'm 2009, <laughs> 2009, the climax of Child's Play 3 received its own maze at my bucket list. Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights entitled Chucky's Funhouse. I want to go to Universal Studios Horror Nights so fucking bad. Like, uh, well, you know what that entails, list. man. You're going to have to get on I gotta a plane I got to go away from home. No, it, well, that, away from home. that too, but you also have to get on a plane. Unless you want to drive that far, but man, that's so far, dude, to drive. So what was the budget on that? Um, can't doesn't say anywhere. Okay, well, getting into some uh, and I was going to do it this time. Thanks. Uh, under pressure from Universal, screenwriter Don Mancini was asked to begin writing the third film before the second one was released. Oh, so that makes sense. I totally got. Uh, it. Don't worry, don't read this shit before. I swear. Hence, this picture was released only nine months after Child's Play 2. That's amazing. That is crazy. Uh, Mancini has said this is his least favorite because he felt he was out of ideas as soon, so soon after part two. But he's like Seed? That's fucked. Yeah, no, that's probably honestly like one of his favorites. Like he he put so much of like his like quirk, like what he like that was his Child's Play film. You know why Uh I think he likes Seed so much is because – you know, it's making fun of Hollywood and shit. And I think that was his big fuck you to them at the time. And I think that's just how he felt. It didn't come off mm-hmm. to us very well, but I think personally, that's how he was feeling. And I think that's why he likes it so much. Plus, it's also his first film that he directed, too. So, well, in the childhood. Uh, the, the, the movie was the movie was the center of a tabloid panic on its British release with one newspaper, the sun even demanding copies be burned. Journalists claimed that <laughs> the film had influenced two young boys to murder a younger child. Um, again, this with this stuff, you know, and I uh, figures that would be British that they're always for that shit. Um, John Ritter was originally supposed to appear as a security guard at the good guy doll factory in a sequence where some kids sneak into the factory and discuss the Chucky myth. Ritter later appeared in Brad and Chucky. Well, um, it, it's the only film. I mean, Moods, that was his first film that he directed anyway. So. Oh, was it really? Okay. It's the only, yeah. Uh, this was the first film in the series to use computers to aid Chucky's puppetry. Hmm. Pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good. Peter Jackson was asked to direct. Uh, also, Brad Dourif's least favorite movie in the series. Come That's on, guys. <laughs> um, the young adult uh, cast actually participated in a real war games together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, here it is. Um, the box office disappointment of this movie, it only made $20.5 million on a $13 million budget. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty so, much that's why the, after marketing. Yeah, they pretty yeah, much broke even. That's uh, why Bride of Chucky was took so long to make. Um, the last film to use the Child's Play title. Uh, besides Brad Dourif, um, Peter Haskell is the only actor to appear in both Child's Play 2 and 3. Um, even though Alex Vincent did not star in Child's Play 3, he was credited as Andy Barkley making his archive footage appearance in the beginning of the film. Yep. Uh, Can I read this one? Sure. Tie novel was later written by the same guy who did Child's Play 2 novel. 
this novel has some of the author's own parts in the beginning, unlike the films in the Play Pals factory or out. A rat scours for food and chews on Chucky's remains. Blood then leaks out of the remains and somehow leaks into another doll. Uh, Chucky's death in this book is also different in the novel. Andy shoots Chucky in the chest and causes his body to fall to the floor and watches his head shattered to blood, metal, and plastic. Mm. But that's better in the film. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. All right. So ratings. ratings? Yeah. Well, that's you. That's you. It was uh, 1991. Also included another killer doll movie, my, uh, Dolly Dears, of course. Released two months after. Yeah, that was a complete child's play ripoff. But with oh, here's a, here's here's with another a female one. doll. Chucky always loses his right hand before he dies in Child's Play. Andy's mom shoots it off in Child's Play 2. He tears it off trying to escape from the bar. In this movie, Andy cuts it off with a knife. Well, <laughs> that is true. That's funny. All right, ratings. Uh, me first. Yep. So uh, I I really like Child's Play three. I think it's I think it's a solid film. Um, it's very entertaining. I absolutely love the setting, and um, it just has some minor complaints. Uh, maybe not as good as um, you know uh, the the first two films, but it's it's still up there. I'm coming in at a seven point five out of ten on Child's Play three, up one whole point from the last time I watched it. My last rating was six point five. Hmm. Wow, that low, eh? Wow. Six and a half, you had that shit. Crazy. Jeremy. So I was actually had this at a 7.5 as well, but as we were talking about it, it made my point go up a half more. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking while we were talking to. I'm also in an 8 out of 10 on this one. Um, Entertainment value for this one is huge for me. It's definitely not as good as the other ones, but man, this is a fun-ass film. I got an eight. I got an eight. So that is going to do it for Child's Play 3. Let's get her going. Moving along 
into the later part of the 90s, into 1998, with a film simply called Bride of Chucky. Yes, this is the first one in the franchise that is not called Child's Play. Play. uh, For production reasons. Um, It's when they switched... Is this when they switched... uh, companies is is that what happened is is that why they no did they switched after the first one. Oh, okay yeah you're right you're right i'm just balls. muted yeah sorry yeah it was mgm and then afterwards it was all universal that's right that's right i, I knew it was like right away or it was after this okay. but then it's like see to chucky it's fucking like focus which mm-hmm. is weird but i still think it's universal so, yeah. the, so this one, Bride of Chucky, is directed by Ronnie Yu, and that name might be very familiar because what the he, fuck happens to Ronnie Yu, man? I don't really know, actually, man. People I, finally realize that he shouldn't be directing franchise films. Well, he did Bride of <laughs> Chucky, and then he did fucking Freddy vs. Jason, and then I was like, yeah. oh, that's it. But the biggest problem with yeah. with him is that he like I've listened to him on the commentaries of Freddy vs. Jason, like he hadn't really seen any of the movies in the franchise. And I'm like, dude. Well, because like, he I, makes fucking kung fu movies his whole life. So, like, back, I don't know why this was in that weird era where people wanted to give like non-horror people or not like people who just had no street cred with horror at all, or they would give them like the sequels, like hoping that they'd do something different. I don't mm-hmm. understand. And this goes back to the conversation we had a couple episodes ago about just taking jobs for the sake of it. Like, I mean, if I was, if they came to me and I was a kung fu director, I'd be like, guys. I direct kung fu movies. I don't direct horror films. <laughs> like, what the so this fuck? is interesting. So like, let's so this, this one takes place one month after Child's Play three, which makes sense really? because now it's 1998. Child's Play three. Yeah, now it's back to present day. Now it makes sense. <laughs> okay, kinda, for once, let weird. me just say this. Well, get, get into a synopsis really quick, and then I have something to say. Okay, Chucky, the doll possessed by a serial killer, discovers the perfect mate to kill and revive into the body of another doll. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So for once the police actually take the evidence away. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, man. So the beginning of this film here, it is, man, they take the evidence away, but they actually show it too. You know, the evidence locker in the beginning of this film is like, it's like, it's like a horror museum. (laughs) It's totally awesome. Yeah. So they finally might actually believe that fucking Chucky is a killer doll. Yep. Or something, yeah. because it's with all these like other like notorious like obviously Jason. there's Nazi Chainsaw, Jason, yeah, and yeah. Freddy, Freddy yeah. Mask, Freddy, Michael's Jason. in there, yeah, which is pretty cool. Like I like that. I, I mean, it, this, is the, the this is the. You don't have to have rights to do that. No, not to it's just, not the actual mask. Exactly. It's not the. I don't know if it's even the actual. You know, it, it like it's just an interpretation of it. Like hockey masks are not. Copyright. Fuck it, Freddy Glove. See their chainsaws. But it's kind Freddy of, Glove. It's kind of a Maybe cool. The Freddy Glove. You got a point on that one. And it's the a, fucking Myers mask. No, I don't think so, man. I, I think there? the Freddy. I mean, anybody can put that. I mean, it's just a glove with knives on it, right? It doesn't have to be. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, but anyways, it's kind of cool though, man. That scene is like a prelude to the rest of the film. There's so many shoutouts in this film. Yep. In Bride of Chuck. Well, Hal Razor. Like, you got to look at this too, though. This Made by a is guy literally that, the era of that. Like, oh, this is post-screen. Dude, this is pretty much the same year that uh, H2O came out, and that was, like, had nothing but shout-outs to other films like Psycho and blah, blah, blah. And they, that was, you know... But I like this a lot better. I mean, they're a little more subtle in this one. I mean, I guess they're subtle in H2O, too. But, um, yeah, but that scene right there is, like, a huge prelude. And, yeah, man. So, thoughts on this one? 
I mean, this is where... I mean, this movie's just a period of its time, you know? I think so. Yeah, I mentioned that in the chat. I was like, dude, the music is, like, so of the time. Like, this soundtrack well, is, like... like even, like, the characters. In 98. I said the same thing. <sighs> I said the soundtrack to this movie is exactly like the soundtrack to every single horror movie that came out in that, in that era. Hold the fucking phone. What the fuck was that heavy side for, you fucking cocksucker? The because, what? dude, the, the this this film has the two weakest characters, like, ever. I'm saying, like, the fucking goth character, bro. Okay, oh. I mean, I'm ta- but I'm not talking about the goth I character. know you're talking about fucking Catherine or whatever the fuck her name is. Hegel and the other dude, I know that. Dude, they're so bad. Yeah, they're bad. But you don't have watching this movie for them. You're watching them for Tiffany well, and Jack's Well, it's in this movie. It takes so much fucking distance around them well it is yeah. because they're like literally the main characters because they're the ones that are transporting these dolls you know and it's we got to deal with them and i agree man they yeah. suck are they fucking whack they sh- i mean they i mean the people, so in the, whack. the people in the motel are just as bad though Hun- well, no, yeah, these two are whack dude. no but the, the very idea that they're supposed to be teenagers who are like <laughs> six, what 17 18 i don't even know when you can legally get married 18 i guess they have to be 18 and they're like they, they, they're like. First of all, they're fucking idiots. Like nobody, like don't get married, don't run or What are you gonna do with a fucking? Th- there's so many thousand bullshit dollars. things. What are you gonna do with a thousand dollars? Start a new life, you know? Uh, I mean, like, it's dude, just so he goes on a tangent. Like, he goes on a tangent and says, you know, man, I'm gonna, you know, give you a brand new life. I'm gonna put you through college. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold the fucking phone with a thousand dollars. Jesus, well, only five hundred. They haven't had the other five hundred. Well, they, they would have got yeah. the other thousand. You know, it would it added up to a thousand, but it's like I know they only got five hundred. Right they now. know, but yeah. that's another dumb fuckery moment where it's like, okay, you're banking that you get a thousand dollars, but you barely know this chick. She seems a little shady, and you think you're gonna definitely get this other five hundred dollars. He's like, look, I got five hundred dollars. I got another five hundred when we get oh to Jersey, God. and I'm like, what the fuck kind of bullshit? dumb motherfucker is this and the girl's just as dumb for following him along like it <laughs> like you cannot yeah. feel sympathetic for these two idiots one bit and they actually piss me off that they win <laughs> like like i'm like what the f-? like chucky and tiffany are so much cooler than these assholes like oh, they're the yeah. they're the worst protagonists in like lead protagonists in well, the, the gay series dude, it's just as bad no 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 offense to gay characters i mean that's pretty progressive to have that kind of character in this movie but no like, I he's annoying don't mind him I think he's all right. Actually, yeah. actually, like actually that guy annoys the shit out of me too, man. I won't yeah. That guy's terrible too, man. He's a pussy bitch, man. But I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty progressive character for the time. But it's like, but I, you know, yeah. I mean, the main focus in this <laughs> film is is Chucky and Tiffany <laughs> as dolls, and you know, I mean, I understand that the protagonists that are supposed to be moving along this narrative or would be, it would be a lot cooler if they were cool, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, it's like. You know, I'm just we're, watching we're, it for we're, we're really and we're really watching this for Ch- for Chucky and Tiffany, which is which kind of brings you back to the beginning. I like the setup to this <laughs> film. I like the setup to this film, man. I mean, I Tiff- think this film has an amazing setup. Tiffany like, is first of all the fucking I, girlfriend. I, okay. Do you have a rubber, Tiffany? I'm all rubber. <laughs> that, that's that's my line. That's Tiff, my line. Dude. I'm made that's of my rubber. Line. That's my line, but but I like this though, man, no. because Tiffany. They introduced Tiffany's character, and she turns out to be the girlfriend of Charles Lee Ray at the time hey, hey. that Charles Lee Ray died in the first one. So, and this it doesn't make sense because she doesn't look that old, but well, she is that old. So actually, it does make sense. Actually, in real time, dude, in real time, Jennifer Tilly was forty years old 
in this yeah. film. Yeah, so it makes fucking perfect sense. But I like this though because <laughs> that broad really chance, sixty. She doesn't look like she's yep. sixty. And by chance, yeah, dude. And by chance, it's got it's kind of cool how they do this film because you know the first film was in eighty eight and this one takes place in ninety eight and it's all in real time. It's like ten years later. We haven't seen you in ten years. You know, I, so, I can actually buy that Jennifer Tilly is like into Chucky. Like I like I've I've seen a lot of like scumbag dudes who pull like really hot chicks and I'm like, huh. Well, and it reminds me of that. Professional poker player, that mofo. Yo, big time. She's yeah, been, Jennifer Taylor. She, yeah. she won a bracelet. Actually, I've watched yep. her. At She's the good. time at the time she did uh see to Chucky man. That's right about the time when she was becoming professional. And she just continued along with that man that was right at the time when she won her first i think it was in 2005 she won her bracelet yeah it's right, crazy yeah so right about that time so anyways she still plays too it's yeah oh no she's great to watch man and she's entertaining at the table because she's she's an actress man it's perfect for poker that's <laughs> what it's all about you, you know uh, who else is in this movie right fucking john uh fucking john ritter, john ritter? <laughs> my boy no nope. nope. <laughs> um i, I I probably know. Wait, let me guess. Mm, let's see. Catherine Hagel, she's pretty famous now. Um, Arquette? It's like one of the first characters. Oh, Alexis Arquette, man, who plays yeah, Damien. Arquette. Which is actually... <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing in this film. Pre, pre-op. Exactly, pre-op. Yeah, but she man. just died, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. She died a year ago. She actually ago. died of HIV, cardiac yeah. arrest due to HIV. Yeah, which so, is so that's actually terrible. another shout out in this film though too, man. So we get the in the very first scene in the in the evidence locker room, we get all those cool shout outs to all the films and stuff. And then, of course, his name is Damien, which is obviously a shout out to the Omen. Nineties, right it's totally nineties, like I said. Is it? Damien's a pretty common name. No, but I mean, there's also Kincaid. I knew like four dudes named Damien. Yeah, but I mean, there's also Warren Kincaid, which is probably a shout out to Nightmare on Elm Street and. And shit like that, right? I mean, some of the names are... I don't think it's by chance, you know? But If you're going to shout somebody out, like... This happens a lot. I don't know if lot. you'd really pick Kincaid. <laughs> if you're going to shout one person out of Elm Street, like, I would pick Kincaid, but, like... But really, director, like, I don't know. Uh, like, Chief Warren Kincaid? I, I think it's deliberate, though. I think Damien's deliberate also. I think it's just... It's those cool little it's quirky. A bunch of it's those nerds. But, but Damien is... But, but, but the point is, is that this guy's a satire. And mm-hmm. like, what other name would this douchebag pick besides Damien? Exactly. <laughs> you know That's why I, I mean? said it's a period of its time. You know, it's those gothy assholes. Like you don't see yeah. those guys anymore looking like that. Well, that's 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 the thing. You know, like, he's trying to be this badass kind of thing, but like the real badass was Damien from you know the Omen kind of thing. So, but I don't know, man. It's just it's little tidbits of nerdiness. If that's you a know, reference, with, it's definitely a loose ass reference. Well, that's just the way I don't I know dr- if they would necessarily think. I don't know. My favorite reference is the film is fucking John Ritter's death and he fucking gets nailed with pins and he looks like pinhead and chucky goes this seems very familiar that's it's my like, favorite fucking, i've seen this before like i don't know in the movie i've always wondered my entire life is he referencing being dead with all that other junk at the crime lab or at the crime like evidence locker or is he referencing that pinhead is a real uh like movie you know, like the Hellraiser. Is he referencing the Hellraiser movie, or is he referencing the the Pinhead in that world? I think oh, he's. You know what I mean. I think he's referencing the movie. I think that's kind of the joke because the first Hellraiser uh-huh. film came out a year before he would have died in this Child's Play timeline. He died in '88. Mm, Hellraiser okay, came out in '87, right? So, yeah. So maybe yeah. he saw the film. He's like, I've but, seen but this you before. would think that. Yeah. But but the reason that I don't 
Well, I guess it, I, I was about to say the reason that I thought that it wouldn't make sense is like, well, of, of course it's it, why would he say that? Of course it's Pinhead. Like everybody knows uh-huh. Pinhead. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would be like, oh, he looks like Pinhead. Like, but then again, if he died right when it came out and then he hadn't seen it since because he's been dead the whole time, I guess it would make sense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, I like the reference. Awesome, awesome kill and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I I like the setup a lot like the the whole voodoo thing and then the like uh damien's there and like i like the way she like entices chucky to kill damien and like he, she she's like you know chucky he he would kill any man who looked at me <laughs> and, he, and he's like he's like oh is mucky one of those dolls that wets his pants <laughs> like they're kind smucky. of making fun chucky smucky. Get pissed. Well, i'm just yeah. watching this movie now just looking at jennifer tilly and all i think is my head is trump I want to grab her by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I've always, I've always thought Jennifer Tilly was like super hot. Like, 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 and I even like her voice. And those Fuck are all haters. Those have to be real. They don't look fake. No, no, no. Look, I'm pretty sure they are real. No, they are real. Yeah, They're real. real. Yeah. Um, another really yeah. quirky thing about that whole scene there is when she's watching Bride of Frankenstein, and it turns into the whole bride talk. You know, like, yeah. oh, Chucky. You know, <laughs> and then he's like, he's basically saying fuck marriage and shit, and. I, I fucking love the part when she throws him in that, uh, in the I guess that kind of crib thing, locks him in underneath the table. <laughs> doesn't make the most sense, though. It Why does she have that there? Well, I mean, maybe she brought it there because she knew that she was going to be bringing him back to life, and if he got out of control, she could lock him up. I mean, well, she is into like fetish stuff, so maybe it was well, like, it's a fucking crib. I don't I know. know maybe deli- dude likes to be. Maybe some dude likes to be a baby and get fucking crammed in there. I don't know. I don't. She has also, handcuffs. Doesn't Chucky have like human strength? Like, can he just break that shit? I don't think he just would. I don't know. No, I don't think it's ever been showcased in there where he's got superhuman strength. I mean, he's not like not superhuman, just human. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's still wood bars. I mean, like he's a doll. I mean, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have that leverage to get through there. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but I always like that correlation though with the Bride of Frankenstein clip. I don't know, like that scene. That scene with the fucking uh, at the hotel—that's my—that's my, that's my least favorite scene in the movie. I think it's kind of retarded, to be completely honest with well, you. Well, like, the, pro- the problem is with that scene where they kill the couple is that's when we get our first glimpse of really bad '90s CG <laughs> with know, the glass. With the glass, well, I love—I love the end result of the death. And I mean, the idea it looks, behind the death. It still it looks did, pretty shitty. Well, it even looks. They do that death again. They do that death again, and it it looks does look pretty shitty. And it looks shitty again, exactly. But (laughs) I like, I love, I love the idea. I love the idea of that kill, though. That's a vicious kill, dude. Like, yeah, I've seen it before, and it looks like shit. Actually, what is it? Final Destination two or three, where the kid gets the pane of glass dropped on him. That's fucking well, vicious, man. This is before man. that. Yeah, so but it's vicious, man. Really, yeah, but anyways, I'm just I saying. I think they do it in House on Haunted Hill too. Mm, I don't even which remember. Which came out the same year, I think. But my it's point, like, it's like these guys are assholes. They're stealing their only five hundred bucks. But the point is, but again, that kid is dumb as fuck. <laughs> but it's like, do they even get their five hundred bucks back? I don't think so. Nope. So it's like now they have zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like I don't know, dude. Like okay, so <sighs> dude, ah man, I hate those characters so much. Like, I, oof, they're so annoying. And I, like, I do want to just be with Ch- Chucky and Tiffany. And I don't know, man. It's like uh, it's th- some things that kind of annoy me about it. Like, 
okay, so that now they need this heart of Nimbala, uh-huh. which is the reason why they're going across town. So I guess they're saying that, oh, you can transfer your soul into people, but, but now if you, you want to do it not doing the secret thing, you have to have the heart of Dimbala. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like that's how I'm explaining it, but it, it doesn't make a ton of sense why they wouldn't just transfer their souls into no, be- because this is the point in the fran- where they change the mythology again. All of a sudden, they're not able to just use that obvious couple with you know to transfer their souls. They need this. They need this. Uh, this ruby, this voodoo ruby thing, or whatever. They just kind of changed it, and it's obviously for the script, you know, or else they could just do it right away, kind of thing. But yeah, but you could you could have explained it away, like they by saying they just don't. that, like. They, they, yeah, they all they give yeah, you is they need to get this. They need to get this thing. It's buried with my body. We need this to transfer our souls so we can become human again. It's like, like and that's all we you, get. You it's, very, not, it's paper. Wanna, it's paper. Well, thing. I think this. I think not, this movie has like one of the most brutalist deaths in the entire franchise. Hold up, we're still on this other thing. Wait one but second. I wanna, so <sighs> I wanted to, but I wanted to comment on what he said. So how they could have explained it away, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is by saying oh fuck no wonder i was never able to transfer my soul into another fucking body it wasn't because i was too much of turning too human because we see him do it and it fails every time he just assumes he's too human yeah, exactly he could have been yeah. like it's because i don't got the motherfucking heart of dimbala yeah but then <laughs> you know it, but I mean? then it would have made the other i i think you know if they do explain that don't you think back to it is like why the fuck didn't you just say that or you think they would have figured that out you know, it, it just kind of makes the Maybe, back things look a little. But it shitty. might take a few tries of him not doing it to be to, for it not to be successful. I think it also needs to like be maybe shown she showed too. him a picture of him or something. Like maybe she showed a picture to him and he's like, "Holy shit! I just had a revelation. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. totally fucking forgot about the heart of Dimbala. <laughs> fucking light bulb goes you know? off. <laughs> I, I should have wrote this film. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I understand that for sure because again, you know, they change the mythology in part three, and then they drastically change it in part four. It's like also we need this fucking this medallion. It's like holy shit, dude. But you know, I mean, it's yeah. but that's literally the whole point of the the plot here is to go and get this thing. <laughs> you know, I just like, feel like it's a little sloppy. I is, really do. It is a little I, bit. Sloppy. It's, it's more sloppy than the other like kind of pigeonhole. Uh, you know, pigeonhole type of plots that they've done. This one just feels way more sloppy because it's like. It's like okay, you're like literally inventing bullshit now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, but now, what you what were you gonna say, Jeremy? Oh, I just like I think this movie has the fucking brutalist as when that dude gets hit by the truck, like he gets fucking <laughs> destroyed. Like that's the one thing that I remember about second, this movie is that part. scene. Like he just gets absolutely annihilated. Like this is the one of the best hit by car deaths in horror movie history. Like. It's up I there think with, sometimes people it's, it's, hate it's when there, it's up there with Toxic Avenger. Like he just gets fucking. No, Final Destination destroyed. One. I don't know. That's I don't, a good I one don't too. think that it's that good, man. When, when the chick steps up. <laughs> no, when, Final Destination Two. When the fucking log comes flying through the thing. No, no, that, that's, good. that's a better. I mean, that's like that. that's that's like by. The, I'm saying like hit by a truck. Like like yeah. this no, one in Final Destination One. I don't think it looked that good, honestly. In Final Destination One, the chick steps off the curb and gets hit by the bus, and it's like fucking amazing it looks so good dude i slowed down that yeah, shit that so many times it's cool when you watch it in slow-mo like her head pops off in the scene and it's it's fucking cool i did it like a hundred times <laughs> i'm sick like that but i actually like that scene a lot because of who it happens to 
I can't stand mm-hmm. that little fucking that little. I don't want to say anything derogatory here, but that that little asshole. <laughs> He's annoying. <laughs> He's annoying, man. I I can't stand the character. So when it happens to him, I'm like, yep, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I can dig it, man. But I don't know, man. This the one thing about this film that always kind of drove me nuts, man. Is is okay. So we've got Catherine Heigl and the other fucking idiot, the couple, and they're constantly the conversation gets brought up like a million times. Like, oh no, you did this or you did that. You and then the bickering between those two is so irritating. It's so fucking irritating. It's like I just I just find it so fucking on a different level. If I had hair, I'd pull it out, man. Listen to those two because the conversation happens like sixteen times in the fucking film. Oh, I thought it was her. I thought it was her. You know, I thought it was him. You know, it's like fuck off, man. Seriously, like I mean, there, I mean, obviously you would probably think it was, but the way they showcase it on screen, it just comes across as very obnoxious and annoying. Not a fan. What do you guys think? Yeah, also, I also so. not a fan. <laughs> What's that? I, I, I mean, I, I'm not a fan at all dude like this this movie to me like it has like a lot of cool stuff going for it but i think it's extremely hurt by the amount of time we spend with these two awfully casted awfully acted awfully written characters yeah dude and it's yeah they're, they're shitty right from the beginning man right from the beginning and all that bickering and all that bullshit i mean honestly dude it would have been so bad if katherine heigl had gotten to like some gear that showed off her body and stuff like that but no she was still i just think they're lame as fuck they're dumb asses and honestly the way they trick chucky and tiffany into fighting annoys me too because i'm like these two dumb asses could never fucking think to do that (laughs) exactly exactly i mean it, it, it is kind of uh it's kind of a stupid pl- I mean, you've got these two bickering couples. That's essentially what the film is. We're watching two bickering couples go through the motions until we have the, you know, the the end scene at the graveyard. That's essentially what the it's, fucking it movie also, is. It also really annoys me it's that just the contrast between it, humans it, and adults. The, the film the film ends by Chuck 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 and he be like betraying Tiffany. Like it, it like I know he's an asshole and stuff, but it just didn't feel like he's not an idiot. He knows if he says like the wrong thing, it's going to fucking, you know, make somebody fucking hate him or whatever. Like, like he, he should be a master manipulator. Like he seems like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tells, he's like, he does all these things that he know that any obvious person would know would upset Tiffany. Like it, yeah. I, I hate that writing. Like to me, it's like, I just feel like it's so basic and predictable be like oh yeah they're they're gonna see you know tiffany's gonna see chucky for who he is and, and like uh, it just to me it's just like of course of fucking course i know <laughs> how did you end up like this it's a long story let me put it this way if this was a movie it would take three or four sequels to do it justice yeah <laughs> is that in the fourth one or the uh, fifth one that's in this, it's in this no, one it's in this yeah. one yeah and another oh, one is one. i'll give i'll give him six months three if she gains weight well that yeah. type of writing right there is straight out of sea to chucky like oh, that's sorry. something that you would I, I don't actually even blame you for getting that mixed up a little bit because that's something there's that so many there's so many like little hints of seed of chucky in this film that you could totally see like where it's going oh but who would have thought though <laughs> it went to those extreme levels but uh good god all right um let's get into box office what do you got jeremy 
Oh, shit. So, box office. Budget on this movie was $25 million. And budget, it made. I mean, budget was twenty five million. Box office, it made fifty point seven million. And so it, it doubled on twenty four sixty seven screens. Managed to pull in eleven million eight hundred thirty dollars on opening weekend. I would lose box office brawl in that mofo. Um, with it, what I always lose, so it's not that big of a deal. With a total <laughs> American gross of thirty two million three hundred eighty three thousand eight hundred fifty. And another eighteen million two hundred eighty-eight thousand internationally, with a worldwide gross of fifty million six hundred seventy-one thousand eight hundred fifty, making the most financially successful Chucky film to date, beating the original film Child's Play for six million dollars by six million dollars. Huh. All right. So uh, I'm Mood's going to brag a little bit here for for trivia. First up, <laughs> there is a character in the film named Damien Baylock. The Omen, the satanic child's name is Damien. While the evil nanny is Mrs. Baylock, <laughs> so it's like literally a direct reference. Told you. <laughs> I, I feel like Moods looks at the trivia section. I don't, before, dude. I don't. I have all the shit written down, man. I have a whole section of shit that I wrote down, like with the Kincaid. I don't know if that's in there, but I, you know, the Kincaid thing, the Bride of Frankenstein, Pinhead. Uh, you know, just other things that they mentioned in the film, like they mentioned Bonnie and Clyde, they mentioned Mickey and Mallory. There's just a lot of pop. Martha pop, Stewart. Martha Stewart. They mentioned so many pop culture things and reference other films and stuff. I don't know. It was just things like. Well, I, we learned that Chuck A. loves sweetest meatballs. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yes, we do. Also, we have um, Julia Stiles got the part of Jade, but later dropped out to play the role in 10 Things I Hate About You. Um,. <laughs> The opening shot when the policeman is walking through the evidence locker, several dolls appear. These resemble or may actually be from the movie series Puppet Master, which I didn't notice. See, I didn't even notice huh. that either. I would have wrote that down if I did. I didn't notice. Fuck. Also, the, also in the evidence room, the crate from the movie Creep Show makes an appearance. Didn't even notice. Would have wrote it down. Yep. And Charles uh, Band should have got us royalties. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> uh, him. He would want his more money to produce fake shit that he could sell and says that he'd sold out limited edition. You know? I did know this. Um, when Je- Jennifer Tilly is dancing for Chucky, there is a brief appearance uh, of the top of one of her nipples. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Jennifer Tilly mentions that in the uh, commentary. Huh. Uh, a certain Brad of Chucky promotional poster is a parody of the one for Scream 2. So, again, yeah, hmm. I that. Uh, two of Rob Zombie's songs are featured in the film. Living Dead Girl? Um, yeah. It was one of them. And Thunder Kiss 65. Oh, yeah, yeah, the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's actually in the part where Chucky's like, oh, the music today sucks. And then he flips the channel and it goes back to, like, the 80s. White zombie. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see. According to the news report on Jesse and Jade for the serial killings, Jesse's last name is Miller. Like anybody gives a fuck. Clearly, <laughs> uh, you you read it. Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I got I got one too. Actually, in the van, in the van, there is a sticker or poster of there's a gangstar sticker in there and an organized confusion for for the people that know those groups. Yeah, nope. That that's kind of cool, nope. but nobody but you. Uh, that's not true. 
Jeremy. You're I just, know. I knew. I'm just, <laughs> just trying to get you pissed off, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's. It, but I find it intriguing that those stickers are in the van because the, the guy sound- sucks. No, well, yeah, that too. But the soundtrack is completely <laughs> like '90s, you know, radio metal, metal, whatever. And this is, you know, totally yeah. not metal. I just found that very intriguing that those were in there. So. You know Chucky would fit really well in the hood, right? Probably. Just saying, if anybody <laughs> Chucky versus Leprechaun in the hood. Maybe they're going to the hood next. Who knows? With Who Leprechaun. Making <laughs> a Leprechaun versus Chucky in the hood. Don Mancini thinks that the best pairing would be Chucky and Freddy. Nah. Chucky and Chucky Freddy? Would, Why? Chucky would get his yeah. ass kicked. I honestly don't think that having Freddy versus anybody makes sense or is a good idea. What? <laughs> I just don't because he he's like in your fucking what? he's in your dreams. It doesn't make but sense. But he can come out. It just okay. It, let's save this conversation for nightmare. No, but it, I mean, it, there's it's, why it's, don't we get to do prob- that? Phil, it's problem. We're gonna do it in though. the Friday franchise prob- or do it Freddy? Oh, franchise? dude, that's a that's a conundrum right there. It's it's shit. It's problematic with Freddy. I, I've always found it's gonna do it twice. I I don't know. So um. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready to get into ratings? You just do it in the in the Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's back to Jeremy. So, Bride of Chucky. I mean, I had more fun with this one than I remembered. I haven't watched it in quite a long time. But, you know, it's fun for what it is, you know? I mean, it's above average. You know, it's just a fun sequel. It's way better than the fucking next movie. Um, so I came in at a six and a half out of 10. <laughs> yeah. This one has the, my, one of my favorite lines in the whole franchise, <laughs> which is the Jeremy already said it though. The, um, the, Oh, we Do need you a, rub- a rubber. You have a rubber. You know, that whole thing when he's like, I'm all rubber, baby. <laughs> he's like, oh, there and then that. she's like, I thought you're plastic. I'll just put it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I actually like the part where, where Chucky says, I'm starting to feel like Pinocchio anatomically correct. <laughs> just, there's so many stupid things in this film, man. But, um, it, you know, this, this is one of those popcorn entertaining flicks that I don't really have a lot of problems with. Yeah. The, the main, uh, leads in this film are absolutely atrocious, horrible, to be honest, man, it, it, I, I wish that we got a little more Ritter in this because he was such a dick, and it's fucking cool to see John Ritter as a dick. I love that shit, man. You just don't get to see him like that very often. But, but uh, this one, man, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I'm coming in at a seven out of ten on this one. I always have a blast with this, even though it's not a great film. But I'm up a little bit because Jennifer Chili looks absolutely fucking stunning at 40 years old. She still does, for Christ's sake, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't even fucking nobody can, no actress can fuck with her at those ages man it, it's insane how good she still looks it's crazy so God seven out of damn. Ten. remember how i was talking about earlier about the american horror stories fucking having the mass shooting scene well now they fucking cut it no shit fuck bro. that shit these fucking pussies i mean whatever uh, so, Brad and Chucky, um, I actually came down on this one a little bit watching it this time. I found it more annoying than ever before. I used to love this movie as a kid, too. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 just it's painful. It, it's like cringy, actually. And honestly, I fucking hate that scene where Tiffany and Chucky have sex. Like, it just takes you so out of the movie because it's like, OK, I can buy that. He t- that doesn't surprise into me. A doll. It, it, I could buy that it transfer. 
he can transfer his soul into a doll, but like, how does that make him have a penis? And how does that make <laughs> her have a vagina? Well, if Glenn doesn't have one, why does Chucky have one? And that's my other argument, too. Like, like it doesn't make any motherfucking sense. Maybe, I guess, it, the longer you're in the doll, you develop, like, everything. Maybe your plastic turns to skin, too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe you grow a dick. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, man, I don't know, dude. I'm coming in at uh, 6 out of 10 on this one. I still enjoy aspects of it. But um, definitely not my favorite movie. Six? Do you say six? Yes. Okay, that is going to conclude Bride of Chucky. Yeah. And we're cruising. Yeah. told you not to leave your toys lying about. Good God. You are hideous. <laughs> the last time, he took a bride. But this time, in order to become the parents of a human baby, they'll need just the right woman. Jennifer Tilly. Production is underway on the new horror flick, Chucky Goes Psycho. You know, I should have played Aaron Brockovich. I could have done it without the Wonder Bra. In Planned Parenthood, timing is everything, so you'll have to hurry. That shouldn't be a problem for you. This fall, Chucky's back, and he's delivering us some evil. Come to Papa. No wonder her career's in trouble. Seed of Chucky. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless the little people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2004, six years. And now we're into the 2000s with Seed of Chucky, directed by. Don Mancini. I always thought this movie came out in like 2006. Yeah, I can't believe I was 11, 11 when I saw this mofo. I unfortunately saw this one in the theater. Um, Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, directed Th- by Don this Mancini. This was actually written by Don Mancini. This was actually. Oh, sorry. But Good. of course, starring again Brad Dourif. I mean. It, I think everyone's familiar with this. He's the voice of Chuck Red Man. the whole film. We've got Jennifer Tilly back again. We've got Red <laughs> Man in this rapper. film. We got Red Man, which is a joke in itself, right? Um, she says, like, she says Red Man's name weird. She's like Red Man, <laughs> like, because she, I think like, she's I, like M E N. I think the joke is is that she's trying to separate his first name as Red and last name Man. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like Mister Man, or can I call you Red? <laughs> <laughs> and this and this exactly which has like okay hannah i don't know how to say her last name what's up with man what's up with the mans in the rap community maybe you could explain to me moods method man red man because there's mad different methods to his 
man. What's up with all these mans? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Redman goes near. But anyways, we got this Hannah character. She plays like the assistant in the film. She's from that fucking show. I don't know if you guys remember, but S Club 7. Remember there was like a TV show? And it was like this. It was like this show on MTV or some bullshit. It was kind of like this pop singer. I don't know. Anyways, I always remember because my sister used to watch this shit all the fucking time. It was ridiculous. It was back in like 98, 99 or something like that. That's how I recognized it from. I was like, that's, that's the bitch from fucking S Club 7. Anyways. We got some John Waters in this film, which is really actually probably the coolest thing about the film, even though it's just not the coolest. But but yeah, a lot of familiar faces in this one. Synopsis. Yeah, this this one I actually seen pirated. This is back when like I first VHS learned about pirated. pirating movies. No, like online. Well, I used and, to like, back in the day, like go to the fucking hot dog place and the guy would open up his trunk and you'd have all these bootleg VHS <laughs> tapes and I, I would buy them. I mean, this is like back in the day, you know, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, not a nice neighborhood by my dad's store. I'll go fucking go in the trunk, fucking pick out the tapes I want. And they came with like the slip cases, but they were all like shitty quality, like, you know, <laughs> printed on somebody's laser jet printer. And it would all depend. Like, you never know if the quality was going to be like somebody's camera. It was going to be like, you know, a screener from something back in the day. And my dad would be like, oh, yeah, this is the good one. Or like, this is a shitty one. Fucking remember. That's how I used to watch fucking movies back in the day <laughs> good times man. yeah good, good, good uh, father I, so good father I, son I remember, story <laughs> yeah man i remember grabbing this and dawn of the dead the remake at the same time yeah, liking dawn of the dead and and being super disappointed in this because yeah. bride of chucky ended with such a cliffhanger you know like oh shit they're gonna have a baby and it's like oh that's gonna be cool yeah <laughs> but then it doesn't look nothing like glenn because yeah, it well, shoots out of her pussy, right? And it's all like a fucking demented thingy, but it doesn't look like Glenn. Well, I mean, I guess he grew up a little bit somehow. Uh, which doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. The end of this bride of Chucky to see doesn't make any sense, but... Um, but I want to know, like, how the fuck does he get a tattoo that says made in China? <laughs> made in whatever the fuck he... Another shit thing. That no, it's just... Okay, okay, totally let's, let's, let's do the synopsis here. Chucky and Tiffany are resurrected by their, their innocent son, Glenn, and hit Hollywood where a movie depicting the killer doll's murder spree is underway. Um, How does he piss? Well, there's there's a lot to the <laughs> question. I don't, I don't think a lot of the things that are happening in this film are supposed to be explained. Like, how does, he have, a, how does rid- he have a bladder? It's ridiculous. Okay, first of my first question is, okay, so Glenn is born in the end of Bride at and Chucky. How, how does Chucky come? Well, no, how in the fuck does he end up in england in a in a circus like the dude tells you he's like i was in the set i was in a cemetery in the states and i this little fucker tried to bite yeah. me he was there <laughs> he's a, literally was just in a cemetery in the states in new jersey <laughs> oh that's yeah. right the dude does say that doesn't he <laughs> yeah right. i forgot about it. so he just brings his baby back to the uk okay all right so but yeah but yeah okay the growing up part is something i've always questioned is like he goes from being this mutant. The pissing yourself part doesn't make sense because they're like, they look and he clearly doesn't have a pee hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like how, like he goes from this mute little baby to like this, this doll. I mean, what the fuck? It actually opens growing. up kind of well. He's not growing. The dream sequence. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this one right here is. You oh. think the dream sequence is decent? Like yeah. a decent opening? It's probably the best scene in the whole film. 
which is unfortunate. Uh, and it's honestly, a dream, it's probably a dream the only it, it is the only nudity except for Jennifer Tilly's nip slip in Brian Chucky. <laughs> it is the only nude. Well, yeah, yeah, it is the yeah. only titties. Unless you count doll titties as titties. As oh well. yeah, the, uh, yeah, the the psycho homage right there. I mean, you get you get some ass from that broad in the next one, but. Yeah, we get this. We get a psycho homage there, and just killing in a shower, and it's it's actually just a fucking dream that Glenn's having and shit. Oh my god, ridiculous! But, um, yeah, the made in Chi- or the made in Japan. Oh my god, dude, this movie. I don't even know where to start. It's just such a fucking mess. It's such a mess. Okay, so basically, we get Glenn. He's working in the circus, and he thinks that he is Japanese because. He's got a, a stamp on his wrist that says made in Japan. But for some odd reason, he can actually speak Japanese. <laughs> Explain this shit to me, man. Yeah, I mean, he, I he's bilingual he just now. Learned it. He just learned it because he was obsessed with. <laughs> I guess I guess that's the fact that much. he came from Japan. Yeah. Yeah, but what? And, it's like, Jesus Christ, he's smarter than I am. He's a fucking doll. But he's actually <laughs> used as a show. Like, there's a dude that has him, and mm. he's used as kind of like. Well, to the audience of ventriloquist type thing, but we know that he's actually kind of real. And he sees his uh, parents on because he sees Chucky's made in Japan tattoo yes. or fucking brand. Yeah. And he uh, and we fucking know that it's not made in Japan. Because it's made, made in, in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> and that's the stupidest thing about it. the movie. I don't know if that's supposed to like. Obviously, it's I didn't a think joke about that the, until now. I have it written down. I'm like, how in the fuck? <laughs> it's 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 American made. American made the, the the shit doesn't make sense, but and he wrote it. Dan Mancini wrote all the movies. How that, is he that retarded? I don't think it. I, I think. Well, I mean, this whole movie is just a huge satire on Hollywood and shit like that. But yeah, I don't. I don't like, that's not a satire though. No, no, no. This is stupid. That's what I'm saying. Like it's ridiculous. Like the whole Japanese thing. I, I find that to be one of the. Stupidest it's like he things. just didn't care. He just didn't care about any of the details because he wanted to do his own fucking terrible child's play film like it's so bad it's so bad though like even if you're trying to make you know you don't care about all your obviously knows all the facts and stuff from his films but even to throw that into the storyline the whole japanese thing is 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 so fucking piss poor and not funny like is it supposed to be funny like i don't get it like i mean obviously it was a ploy it was a way to to connect glenn and his family by this oh made in japan because maybe they couldn't come up with any other better ideas to oh those are my parents you know kind of thing so they made this made in japan bullshit but it's really the setup is so abysmal it's so fucking lackluster and stupid you're just like uh and you know what they're doing i mean this once they get to hollywood jennifer tilly's playing herself, and how the fuck like, would he know that he where he is well that's another like, thing. how would he know where to ship himself that's exactly the other problem it's like okay so he makes his way from england to to hollywood and all of a sudden he's like right there he's like right fucking there i'm like this yeah, makes like no sense. R- how would you know what fucking room it's in? Dude, he's in fucking Hollywood. Like, there's got to be... There's no... A million back studios. There's no way that this... I mean, it's such a stupid setup. Anyways, he ends up resurrecting his parents, and then we go from there. And now, it, you know, one of the main... Plot Which is, is also dumb, because, like, uh, apparently, somehow, Chucky, who had the heart of Dimbala in the grave, ended up putting it... Like what <laughs> he's like I, I you left i got your thing that you left me and then he reads the back of it and it's like it's like oh shit well it literally <laughs> set like it tells you the spell like this is this is like so fucking dumb man <laughs> it's such a yeah. stupid so they get resurrected and now ratings <laughs> <laughs> so they get resurrected and it's like oh 
I mean, it's such a stupid scene, too. They're like, oh, look at this funny-looking kid. I feel sorry for their parents. They're so ugly. Ha, ha, ha. It's, it's like, like, oh, there's just a doll talking to me, and, like, it, how is that happening? Besides, How do you feel like, about Stitches, Chucky? We didn't mention that in, in Bride of Chucky. It's okay. How do you feel about it? I actually love Stitches, Chucky. I think Chucky, it's man. great in Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Like, when, when, and it actually, it's, like, cool that they kept that continuity and stuff, but yeah. I, I, I prefer the other Chucky look. Like I said, I prefer Child's Play 3 Chucky. That's where he looks the most yeah. badass. I mean, to be honest... But like I said, I, they like, like, he progresses over time just like he would in real life, so... I like the look of Chucky, like, you know, the classic Chucky, but I also like the, you know, the kind of beat-up, evil-looking Chucky, too. I think it's kind of cool. I have really no problems with it, but... Yeah, and... And yeah, they're making fun of him, and then they find out that he's their kid, and then it's like it's like it's like a sitcom, dude. It's like fucking so annoying how they act, and then you have this fucking they they somehow manage to like walk out like while there's police everywhere and cameras and stuff, and <laughs> climb behind a car and then sneak into the limo, which doesn't make any sense. No, and then they they no. go clear back to the thing, and then like their idea is that okay, they're gonna transfer their soul into Red Man and. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, there's obviously like uh, a funny or att- attempt at a funny like um, self-referential type thing where Tiffany is Jennifer Tilly and then but like not really. It's like two separate characters. Like Jennifer yeah. Tilly actually exists we're and actually, Tiffany is looks like Jennifer Tilly. The joke is is that we're in the real world now. Jennifer Tilly's playing herself, and of course we know Tiffany as Jennifer Tilly, which is kind of confusing. Um, Mm-hmm. decides that she wants to be a star but by chance Jennifer Tilly in the storyline is trying to further her career by sleeping with Redman so they get this bright idea they're like shit because man. Redman's going to have a huge bible epic yeah exactly right so they're together and it's like the perfect opportunity it's like you know they can transfer their souls into the bodies and they can be they can be them they can be them so i guess theoretically a little that- bit of trivia here um Redman's oh, character going was actually nice. supposed to be. No, no, I just I knew this for beforehand. Redman's character was actually supposed to be Quentin Tarantino. Oh, that would have failed even more. That's like, well, it actually would have made more sense because Tarantino's actually a real director. But, yeah, but he wouldn't be in the shitty movie. But like, how in the fuck? He might have. <laughs> so my my question. I mean, I understand why they have Redman as a director, though. But it's just, like the funniest casting. But it's because they were making fun of you know having rappers in movies at the time and shit. That was kind of the joke of having yeah. Redman in there. I understand that joke. Uh-huh. But like, how? I mean, Redman actually is funny in this movie. Like, I'll get. I'll, I'll at least say He's that. Like, I got my tubes tied. That Dude, Redman actually no, doesn't. He, you know, guys don't. What the hell is wrong with you? Guys don't get their tubes tied. Or oh, whatever. <laughs> Or fucking vasectomy. <laughs> yeah, fucking snipped, man. But yeah, Redman actually, yeah, he does a pretty good job in this film. I will say. Do you that. really expect anything less to come out of my mouth, JP? No. So he doesn't overact. I, I've always liked Redman. Like I, I love how high. You know, that's the Redman, really Method know. Man. What's up with all these fucking mans? Well, it's his Redman, <laughs> Meth Man. But only like, mansion Red, too. But Redman, like he honestly does a pretty good job in this film. He's not overacting it to the point where it's like ridiculous. He's, I mean, given that he's not in the film a whole lot. Actually, his death scene is probably the worst acting that he even has in the whole fucking movie, man. It's like probably the worst part. But um, I, I just think the whole premise of this film is is so silly. I mean, I don't understand. It's why- it's it re- is really silly. Like, I really don't like that the the like Jennifer T- or fucking Tiffany is all like we need to like. I don't like the 
correlation between like the addiction thing and they're like they're like Rome wasn't built in a day like ah oh, dude yeah, it's just like cringy to me like it's there's some taste- funny moments in this film there are you know like like I don't know like Chucky Chucky with the Fangoria magazine was kind of funny you know dude, what I mean where he's I, like I didn't laugh it's so funny it, honestly it's kind of funny because at one point he's actually holding a little higher up and you can see like a little bit of a shaft of his dick in here can like, you really? I never noticed it. I laughed so hard because I never noticed it before. Right? I was like, oh my god, dude, that's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Je- and 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 uh, Tiffany has fucking boobs. Like with nipples. Yeah, she has boobs with nipples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie is so silly, man. It's and Gwen Glenda is annoying as fuck. Yeah. Such a bad character. Awful. One of the worst. Such an annoying character. Chuck possibly like the, the worst in franchise history oh big time i, I don't think in that, any franchise i don't think yeah, that probably. there's anything worse than that but i just okay honestly like what is the what is the mindset of dom mancini in this film like why does i understand you know bride of chucky is going the comedic way but why make like a full-on comedy satire you know parody oh, like why do you don't go get me to, started on the ending sequence why do bro? you go to this lengths to like start making fun of Hall? like was mancini just completely pissed off like this has always been my theory like maybe he was having issues with hollywood and he just wanted to poke fun of everything in hollywood like he just took it to extreme levels here like even making fun of rappers and films and and it's just britney spears and britney spears like he all the pop culture stuff like he he just went to full lengths to make fun of to make the silliest possible you know jab at hollywood that he could make but i'm like why like why would you bother doing this it doesn't make sense to me yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, maybe he just wanted to write a comedy, honestly. Uh, and all he's done is child's play films. So, I mean, it does make sense. You know, maybe he was getting a little bit stale with, you know, just writing these. Like, films I, stuff I literally think something. his filmography is only child's play. Mm-hmm. I'm it is. Pretty besides, sure it is. Uh, uh, Cellar Dweller. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did write Cellar Dweller. Yeah, which is okay. which is actually kind of interesting. So then, theoretically, he worked for Charles Band then, because Band they distributed that film. With, there's the oh, six degrees. There's the six degrees right there with the opening of uh, Bride of Chucky. Oh man, the fucking <laughs> right? ending so kinda, of this can, movie. Fucking kill me now, please. Fucking kill me. I, I will. I will admit though, the ending with fucking Glenn is a real person. Please shoot me now. Yeah, that, that's fucking. Um, it is. It is, really it is the worst part of the movie, hands down. The worst part of the movie. I think the worst again the no movie. the same shit happens with Tiffany and Chucky like at, like at each other's throat at the end because Chuck but I do like one thing that Chucky says he's like he's like you know what I it's not an addiction it's a choice I like killing people or something and he's like he's like and you know what I'm kind of cool being a doll you know what I'm a I'm I live forever I'm a badass I'm famous I'm Chucky the killer doll like you know I'm, I like I kind of like that because like oh finally he just doesn't give a fuck anymore about being human and so it I makes sense by movie. now because it's like yeah why would he not <laughs> until the last movie mm-hmm. yeah I wonder I wonder I always wondered if Jennifer Tilly had a little bit to do with some of the writing with her character in this film too because I know Jennifer Tilly at this point in her real life she was more pursuing uh, poker and she came back into this film. She was doing smaller parts and things like that. But there's a lot of funny ass parts in this film where they actually make fun of her weight. You know, like oh, she, like when when Chucky and um, and well, like when they're pulling her onto the I guess the uh, satanic circle or whatever. And like, oh man, she's so heavy. She's so fat. 
mean, it's like her own voice, right? And I always wondered, like, if she had something to do with that or well, if she was just cool I, with I them making that, fun yeah, of her weight I, I and stuff. I would imagine – I would imagine so. I honestly truly think that, that she probably did. And I think that that's a reference to just how brutal Hollywood is about like, no, it is, you know, yeah. like if you put yeah. on fucking weight, then you suck. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I kind of get that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I like Jennifer Teeley a lot. You know, I just don't, I, I actually like her a little bit. I like her storyline a little bit more than anything else going on in the movie. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, this was always, this has always been very prevalent in Hollywood with, you know, actresses sleeping with directors to get ahead and stuff. And they just, they don't even try to hide that. <laughs> you know, it's just like straight up, man. They're just, they're jabbing in there and I'm loving it, man. Like, but I, I, I still think, yeah. like, I think. Iron Man's like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it totally is, man. It's just like straight up, man. It's just so brutal, man. But like, okay, what are your guys' thoughts? I, I, I think it's just so ridiculous, but. Um, where they come up with this idea where, like, we need to get Jennifer Tilly pregnant so you can have the baby. And so that, that'll that be the baby that Glenn goes into, you know, to, for the real body and stuff. <laughs> like, so Which we, also doesn't make any motherfucking sense that no. um, that she gets pregnant and, like, it's which, wrap it. No, yeah. it's, like, literally one day later. But this happens in Bride of Chucky, too, I mean, which, which we never met. We Chucky, never, but she's human. Well, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I guess if you put it in those terms, yeah, but in Bride of Chucky, like, she literally gets pregnant, next day she has Glenn. In this film, Jennifer Tilly gets pregnant, and she has fucking two babies, which is, which adds to the fuel and the ridiculousness in the film, because Glenn already doesn't know what he is, <laughs> so now he has to choose again? <laughs> oh, I got really. a boy and a girl? What are you talking about, man? Jennifer Tilly has a boy and a girl, and now it's up I to- know, but I'm saying at the end, he like, he's still a boy and a girl. Yeah, I'm just saying it, fucking... it, it, that's the joke in that part, right? But yeah. what but happens the ter- to the other baby? Which is obviously a reference to what an Ed Wood film. It is Glenn. Yeah, yeah it Glenn is. or Glenda. Yeah, it's totally yeah. Ed Wood, and which you know it's funny in itself. But the turkey baser. Because this movie oh. is a fucking Ed Wood movie. You know the turkey baser. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, this movie's like a totally abor- total yeah, abortion. Yeah, you guys see that when I posted? I was like, I was like, see, Chucky did it first. <laughs> picture that because because yeah. everybody that was like a hot topic like last year with don't breathe <laughs> the turkey baster nice yep. that's awesome that's totally awesome man but, but, uh oops. yeah i don't know man i, I did it man, again this... <laughs> kill britney spears man oh my god oh i hate that <laughs> it's, oh, so that's so fucking, cringy. it's so fucking stupid because they actually had britney spears do a cameo in the film it's actually her and i'm like um this is terrible. The, the thing is, like, like the Shoyers were kind of um, into it a little bit with me on this film, where they were saying, like, well, this one's better than Bride because Bride was trying to be a comedy, and but this one at least fully is that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but it's dumb. It's like not like you can like the satire doesn't work for me. It's like no, it's some of it is. There's funny moments. I will I will admit there are a few funny moments, but at the end of the day like it's still a movie with a plot you can't just put anything in a plot and say well it's a comedy it's Uh no that's not you can't do that like it still has to be a functioning story yeah and it's not true true that man true that you know one thing (laughs) that i always thought was kind of interesting you know the look of glenn slash glenda in this film and i don't know if it was intended to be like this or if it's just purely coincidence that, you know, Glenn ended up in England. But I've always thought that Glenn slash Glenda completely looks like David Bowie. 
don't know what it is, man. But he like Glenn Glenda looks like David Bowie. I don't know if that was intended like that to be if that's a joke or whatever, but I'm sticking to my story, man. Let me let me let me know out there. Who's listening? Does Glenn slash Glenda look uh, like can we get into fucking box office and stuff? Well, you don't think he does? I don't really know what David Bowie looks like, honestly. You don't know what David Bowie looks like? Really? No. I know he wow. died. What a I don't fucking really homo this it. guy is. So what do you think, Why? Jeremy? Do you think that, like, think he, uh, you probably never thought of it, but... Do you think no, I never he, thought of that. But it's the high cheekbones, the skinny-ass face. Like, it totally fucking looks like David Bowie. I don't know what To be completely honest, when I'm watching this movie, I'm not thinking about David Bowie. I'm wa- thinking about... When is this thing going to be over? Well, so. that, the best part of this movie is when it ends, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, you still have to sit through the fucking 90-plus bullshit minutes. So oh. you might as well think of comedic things like Glenn Glenda looks like David Bowie. That I'm sticking to it, man. <laughs> but anyways, get in. Uh, is, there, is there any cool facts about this film? Anything? Jeremy, do you have a uh, box office? Yeah, so this movie did absolutely horrendously horrible. Uh, see the Chucky <laughs> it got my fucking no $10. Fuck. Me too. Me and my grandma's. Uh, it was like Chucky, 650 back then. It was like f- yeah, five. Yeah, it was cheap. I, I would have to look at the stub. I still have it. No, nah, it, it was Chucky opened. See no. the Chucky open. For me, it was. See really? Chuck- it's you're cheaper than us, aren't you? No, man. Right now, what's your ticket price now? Uh, I don't know. Eleven, about eleven bucks. Eleven fifty. Okay, it's like twelve fifty. Oh, I mean, I I might be getting discounts from use. I don't know. I don't know. It's like eleven, twelve, something like. That. I don't. I don't even pay attention. But it's expensive, dude. Like we got a shit theater. One two thousand four. I, I still have some tickets. It was like five, six bucks back then for me. Yeah, me too. I, I have all my stubs. The Jeremy, let us know. Post on the Facebook group when this episode airs what it what it was for in Chicago. All right. So what did it make? So yeah. see the Chuck. See the Chucky opened at number four. With eight million seven hundred seventy-four thousand five hundred twenty dollars on November twelfth through the fourteenth, when the film closed on December twenty-third, so it was barely in the theaters for a month. The domestic gross was seventeen million eighty-three thousand seven hundred thirty-two dollars and twenty-four million eight hundred twenty-nine dollars six hundred forty-four dollars worldwide. And um, yeah. In Australia, it opened at number eight with two hundred sixty thousand. But yeah, so it made a lot of money. Uh, Roger so Ebert. What was the budget? Wait, um, twenty-four point. Oh no, twelve million. <laughs> and Roger Ebert gave the film two stars out of four, stating, "See to Chucky is actually two movies: one wrenched and the other funny." I don't get Ebert. <laughs> I don't get him, man. I don't get him. All right, trivia. Uh, <laughs> Jason Fleming said. This is actually funny. Jason Fleming has said that this is the only film he'd race from his filmography is Cedar Chucky. I was dressed as Santa getting killed by a doll in Romania thinking, where did I go? Where did it go wrong? <laughs> he, they shot uh, that the in team, Romania. He went all the ro- yeah. all the way to Romania to shoot that one fucking scene. I guess Ugh. so. Damn, dude. What the? F- Why did they have to shoot that in Romania? Well, I think a lot of this film was shot in Romania. Who is this? Are you serious? Yeah, I would assume that Jason they, Fleming. Oh yeah. Like the Hollywood shit. Like wow, crazy. 
All right, uh, the TV spot for this movie displays as an, an usual disclaimer. Britney Spears does not appear in this movie. This di- disclaimer was inserted into TV spots because Britney's management was concerned that people might be led to believe that Britney actually appears in this movie. Uh, it is not her in the movie, but a lookalike. Wow, that's a good fucking lookalike. I didn't know that. See, I don't read this shit. I thought it was her. <laughs> Fuck. You fell for it. Of course I did, man. Uh, when when the floor manager getting film shouts... Hey, Tiffany's left arm is loose again, and then the arm grabs its crotch. This is an in-joke uh, revealed by Tilly that on Bride of Chucky, uh, Chucky's left arm kept grabbing her breasts during shoots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they threw an inside joke it. into the fucking movie? Are you f- the, the wife of the man Tiffany calls to apologize is the widow of the cop that she killed at the beginning of Bride of Chucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Hmm. Um, this script was originally offered to Universal in 1998 who turned it down Focus Features a division of Universal finally picked it up in 2003 so this was he tried to make this right after Bride yeah um, Chris Sarandon was approached to reprise his role as Detective Mike Norris from the first film but turned it down due to scheduling conflicts there's your scheduling conflicts moods <laughs> well there you go um Yep, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, this is the second time Chucky tries to possess someone who is African American. <laughs> but unfortunately, Thanks for does, me. but unfortunately, he doesn't use the cool line like "I'm going to be a bro again." Yeah. <laughs> again, right. it doesn't even make sense. But yeah, ratings. Me first. No, nah, it's me first. Yeah. No, it's me. Um. Man, what can I say, man? This movie is... Fuck, I really, really hate this film. Like, There's a couple chuckles in this film, but I, I can't stand the whole story in this one. It just... It drives me nuts. I don't like that it's a satire. I think... Damn, man... I think Mancini completely missed... Just missed everything with this one. I don't know what he was thinking when he decided to do this shit, man. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they reference. There's a couple decent references. I like when they they reference. Actually, Chucky brings it. Was it Chucky? Yeah, I think Chucky was talking to um, Jennifer Tilly about their her famous lesbian scene. You know, with Gina Gershon and yeah. Hound. You know, I mean, that's kind of funny and stuff. But man, this movie fucking sucks they up the body count oddly enough this movie has the biggest body count doesn't really amount to anything some of the effects are really fucking piss poor i mean obviously they weren't trying to put mm-hmm. make sure that there was you know some uh, practical effects because it didn't matter at this point the script was so damn silly and retarded that having cg actually kind of probably made the film even funnier <laughs> which is fucking terrible um i don't get it I've always been confused by this. I don't understand why it went to this extreme levels of satire. I really don't fucking get it whatsoever. I think this movie sucks big time. I'm going with three and a half out of ten for a couple chuckles. I do. Chucky cracks me up in a few times in this mo- in this film, and that's about it. And Jennifer Tilly still jerk worthy, <laughs> still jerk worthy. So, you know, that's it. I think it's a fucking atrocious film. It's really really bad. Yeah, um, I really don't like this one. Um, I did laugh more now than I ever have, oddly enough. Um, I initially rated this film a 4.5 in 2013, but like watching it critically, like it is just 
it's horrible. so fucking dumb. Like the scene where Glenn does the Asian stuff, the battle Chucky. It's so the the like uh, martial arts. It's so fucking stupid. It makes no sense. Um, I'm coming in at the same as moods with three point five out of ten. <clears throat> mm. I guess I'm coming in the highest prize four out of ten for me. Well, I, I wow, I'm really really shocked. I thought you were coming in at like two, two and a half. <laughs> no, which actually not, does not make the Hall of Pain. Not even close, actually. It's so. not. It's not Dracula and Vegas bad or filing shit. How I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm having out. a hard time here, man. Is this worse than this? Is better than according to us? It's better than Resurrection. I don't Dude, know if I still feel that way. Are you it's better fu- than Jeepers Creepers well, three? That's for sure. Well, put it this way: Jeremy's the one that fucked this one up, man. We had a cool seven. If he had it been Jeremy and put in his three. Oh, it would have been ten. <laughs> it would have been fucking. Does, it that still wouldn't have made it. It has to be under it's ten. Nine point five and below. Fuck, I believe. man. Yeah. Wow, we were really, we really yeah. fucked up. We really fucked up on that one. <laughs> okay, so uh, that that's going to be a topic of discussion. I can tell right now that this movie did not make the Hall of Pain. How? It, what just happened? Okay, we need to re-record this. <laughs> huh. That's, I'm baffled, man. I don't understand how I, the movie's I so shitty. A, I can't believe Resurrect. I think I like Resurrection more than this shit. I'm not sure. I really hate Trick or Treat, motherfucker. Though that's like, that takes down. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't stand those. Are, they're shit. They're <laughs> shit. But anyway, all right. Let's get into the the two newest ones. I, I'm well, just I'm just thing. happy that's over. So that is gonna conclude. See to Chucky. Who's it from? It doesn't say. We found him. Chucky's my friend till the end. Hey, wanna play? Can't we sleep in with you tonight? It's only a storm. Good night, baby. Sweet dreams. Don't forget Chucky. It's a doll. What's the worst that can happen, huh? It's time to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving into 2013. Quite a long break in real time before Nine we years. got Curse of Chucky. <laughs> curse of Chucky. I repeat, Curse of Chucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. So almost 10 years. That's, a, that's quite a grip. Yeah, man. Nine years between films. Again, directed by Dan. I keep fucking calling him Dan. Why? Don Mancini. Holy. Because you're retarded? No, it's it's a fact. It's a fact. But um, I, I'm really, really bad with names. But Don Mancini. Um, but this time around, he kept it. You know, he went back a little dark. So let's get into a quick little synopsis here. After her mother's mysterious death, Nika begins to suspect that the talking red-haired doll her visiting niece has been playing with may be the key to recent bloodshed and chaos. <laughs> I don't know why I like... I love synopsis that aren't written by me. It's cool. Um, 
so yeah, uh, Curse of Chucky, man. This one, oh dude, I, when this when this one first got announced, I was a little bit weary on it. Mm-hmm. I think we all probably were a little bit after the abomination of Seed of Chucky, so I didn't really know what to expect. And having Dom Mancini attached to directing it again to you, I was like, fuck, what are we going to get here? What are we going to get? But, you know, to my Still amazement, holds up. to my amazement, we got a, a rendition of, you know, some original Chucky. We got, we got a dark film again, you know, and I think this is, I don't know if this is pl- kind of what, maybe he took the fans word. You know, I mean, I know there was a lot of backlash after Seed of Chucky and stuff. I don't know if, if this is what played into this. You guys know the story of why I went no. back to this. But, I mean, I think it's I think it was it was prevalent. This had I, to happen. This basically had to happen in the I, in the Child's Play series. I think even for himself, he like he was cool with doing it. Like he like I think he experimented with Seed of Chucky and made the film that he wanted to make. And yeah. I think that I, I don't think that even if there wasn't as much backlash, like I think he still would have probably tried to go dark again. Honestly. I think a lot of time it went past and I think it was kind of maybe due to go back to some, you know, semi-serious Chucky, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what we got with this one. Yeah. Well, see the Chucky jumped the shark and then curse the Chucky kind of like pulled it back a bit. It did, man. It, More it, than a bit. It saved is, it. This is a really interesting film. And, you know, I want to start off by saying that Curse of Chucky, I'm still amazed that they couldn't work out a theatrical um, deal with this one. When you watch this movie, it has the production value of being a theatrical film, and it still blows my mind. I never got one. It, it feels a little lower budget to me, like because it's it's really contained. There's there's not a ton of set pieces. You know, mm-hmm. it, I, it it feels like it. It feels a little lower budget to me. No, it definitely is low budget first, for sure. Yeah, but it's shot well. Like I mean, it's it's acted decently. I mean, the, I mean the, it probably has one of the best sequences in the entire franchise, in my opinion. Uh, and that is the, the dinner scene. I think that's one of the best setup sequences in the entire franchise. Yeah, Just in the like, way that it's shot, it's, it's like very tension. It's like it's very Hitchcockian. Very Hitchcockian. Like who? Who? What soup has the poison in it? You know, it's classic hitchcock but it, it's very effective it's fucking awesome yeah, so I, I really do love the scene so yeah it's I, so good i remember when this film first came out and i remember reading someone's kind of brief review on it and it said how the fuck did chucky get mailed to this house mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was well, like, like did, did he watch the movie the movie <laughs> and i was like well, I mean, it also kind of shows you, I think it, what is it at the end of, no, it's not the end of the seed, but no, but yeah. So someone said this and I was like, okay, I'm not fully understanding this. Um, <laughs> it's like in the fucking movie, but I'll just never kind of forget it. I was like, it's not one of those things like in part three where Chucky just mysteriously kind of, you know, shipped himself to, oh. to Kent, you know, kind of thing. Right. It always kind of made me laugh. And I was like. All right. Um, don't understand some people sometimes, but anyways, what are your guys' That's thoughts? That's pretty about- random. Well, I, I was getting somewhere, but I just decided to kind of cut it off. But anyways, what are your guys' thoughts on this setup here in this film? Well, I, I mean, I like it. Like it's um, at first, we have no idea why he's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just random. 
that's uh, interesting. It's like in the yeah, you're interested to find out. And I will tell you guys on this rewatch, I actually don't really like that backstory. Hmm. Why? Because it doesn't seem like Chucky. Doesn't seem like Chucky. How so? Yeah. We don't know that we haven't heard any of his backstory until now, though. So how could it seem because like he Chucky? actually he actually is crazy in that scene. Like he's a lunatic, like where he he's make make believing that he's like with this girl and yeah, like we gotta worry it, about the kid coming out. But why is like that he doesn't no- do that ever? I don't understand that though, man. Because you have to remember that that backstory is happening. I mean, that scene is leading into the original. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't so, make sense. No, but it does make sense. Though. But he's all we well, know. Chucky that, does not act crazy like that. He doesn't act insane. You mean he's Char- just, Charles? He's just, uh, well, I mean, this yeah, is, this is Charles. Like, you he, have to remember. Chucky has Char- Char- what? You have to remember. This is Charles E. Ray. So, as a human, who knows, man? His mentality it, it, he's might the be the same little, person. Yeah, but he, you know, he's in a different state of mind. He's he's in a different form. Also, who knows? I don't think there's anything wrong with the way they set that up whatsoever i mean who knows he was already a serial killer he was already killing people yeah but he but who's he, to say he, that he he's like that he doesn't what that he d- wouldn't react like that you know with the, he's with the like norman bates there like where he's like got like this fucking mental disorder there yeah, but, and he's like normal throughout all the rest of the films yeah but we never but he's not seen normal, any though. He's fuck, story but he's since killing, now but he's fucking killing people we don't know but he's in control he's like he's he like knows like he's he's not like like actually cuckoo you know what i mean but like he's not like that, though like mentally insane but we well, actually, he doesn't i'm saying he doesn't do anything that shows that he has a mental disorder as chuck, kills people and, as chuck in any of the films well, he's the same person, though. Well, it's, he's not a different person. He's I'm, the same I'm, I'm guy. Gonna use, I'm going to use the JP line, but is he? <laughs> in, yes, hum, in, he literally in, is in the same form. person. But I mean, I mean, when you look at Charles Lee Ray, man, we know him as a serial killer. He's a murderer. Who's to say that? I mean, this was the moment that you know kind of set him off. Like he was having this relationship with this girl, or at least you think he was. Well, anyways. it also doesn't make sense because he goes from her house straight to being chased by the cops to the toy store. Not in a robbery like he was with Eddie Caputo. Yeah, there's a little problem there with the robbery thing for sure, and I mean that's duly noted. But like he he in the original he's set up as a criminal who's like running from the cops because he's being chased for like some burglary or something. Yeah, after, but after, after the fact of killing. Chased. But after the fact of being a killer too, this was just one thing that he'd done. He was robbing something. Yeah, he's the Lakeshore Strangler. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he could, I, it, it's it, referenced that he killed Tiffany's mom too. Yes, and I don't under. I, I mean, I can still see the fact of you know this event happening, which leads into it going the way it was. I mean, so he's. I mean, the thing is, when you're you're in a relationship and you're involved with someone, or at least you think you are, sometimes it does make people a little fucking. I mean, even normal people act weird. I mean, in his case, he's obviously a little bit unstable that he's killing people already. This shit set him off but at a different like angle. He's pretending that she's like his his wife or something. Yeah, and so? it's like Love I just it. haven't seen him. He has not displayed that type. Well, of, because there hasn't been uh, any other persona scene. ever. But there hasn't been really any other moments it's for him to really me. kind of do that. I mean, this is the setup, right? It doesn't have to be shown after the fact. I mean, anything is plausible in a setup after the fact. I mean, I mean, why? I just, I just don't that, buy that you can flip a switch like that and be a, be a different, a completely different person. I, I completely, one hundred percent 
I think it is plausible because of the fact of what women do to some guys in general. I mean, people do insane things for people sometimes. Like, but he out doesn't of character. even seem like the type of guy that is like gives a fuck about love or anything. Like, you know I, what I mean? I, get, like, I understand like, that. He treats Tiffany and I understand that too. Even though he is a serial killer, who knows? Maybe he still has this stuff. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that he can't love a woman, even though he's probably a sociopath. I don't know. But I don't really have a lot of problem with that setup. I actually kind of enjoy that setup. Just seeing him. I liked it the cr- first time because it was cool to see like like that flashback and see him in like actual Charles Lee Ray and not mm-hmm. the doll. Like it was cool to see that and I and I give him kudos for, for trying that, but I yeah, just yeah. think that it comes off completely unlike Chucky. Like you gotta admit, he has not shown any characteristic of that, period in the movies besides that scene i will admit that but i don't think there's also been any chance otherwise even though we get it with bride of chucky and stuff but i mean this is an old fling that he had that he obviously didn't really fully care about i think what they're showing in this flashback scene is somebody that he actually dearly thought that he was in a relationship with so you know in his own mind he was consumed with the thought of maybe love or maybe just the thought of being yeah but even when he sees her for the first time he first meets her he's like he's like mentally like handicapped it's it's like weird he's like he's like he's like actually like a a dude like hearted love like a a sane asylum type of person i know but it's like i I understand what they're getting at though because sometimes when you fall for people like you do things and you act differently and people just you know like you have, have you ever had a friend that you've hung around with for so long then he gets a girlfriend that he just becomes like a different person i think we've all had friends like that well that's how but it's, I it's see not him. like he got a girlfriend like he he no, no, faked no. having a girlfriend oh i know but i'm just saying like it was in his mind i mean he's all we already know he's a little bit unstable as it is right he's not your normal guy so who knows how his mentality is going to go when he feels that he's in this relationship not together <laughs> you know alone kind of thing i don't know man i i really he don't just doesn't seem like the per like i'm fine with him being in a relationship and and going crazy over a girl mm-hmm. what i'm not cool with is the fact that he manifests this fake relationship because it doesn't seem like something he would do where he would create this false relationship and the only you know, reason this fake this falsity of it the only reason i i can put to defend that is the fact that there is one simple line in the film that says i was a close friend of the family so upon not elaborating on that you know we know that he was a close friend so who knows how close he was was he there every single day i mean it's happened you know like you have a friend that you know falls in love with your wife or whatever i mean i'm sure this has happened a million times if he's a close friend of the family he's been around he gets he's gotten to know her it's not like his relationship yeah, probably came overnight. Like, okay, I get that. Yeah, but like the look in his eye where he's like, but the like the the, the amount of faked shit that he's doing is like so beyond any any normal type of thing for that character that that's what bugs me. Okay. And I don't want to stay on it all day. I, obviously, we kind of see it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't hate it. I just think that it. It, it it's it hurts that because we don't see it anywhere else mm-hmm. um like not even an inkling of it okay so getting back to the you know the setup to this film chucky just basically gets delivered to this house uh where nika's living there and nika is you know played by fiona dorf obviously brad dorf's daughter uh she's confined to a wheelchair and you know upon receiving this doll um some 
people start dying and things like that. And it's kind of like that. That's kind of the story right there. Um, and then we learn some things along the way, which are actually pretty interesting. And uh, I actually really was taken back by this film when I first saw it, man. I, I remember because remember I was late to the boat on this one. You guys had yeah, saw this. Me film. and Jeremy had it in our top ten. Yeah, and I hadn't even saw it yet, and I was like, ah, oh, I need yeah. to see this because because I, I remember the famous line where I was like, I was like, I fucking hate the title, curse. What is curse? What's the curse? And you're like, I don't know. I haven't seen the film yet. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Because like, <laughs> still, um, that was like episode five. Yeah, I'm still not fond of the title, Curse of Chucky. That's why I said it like six times when I was doing the, <laughs> the intro for it. But um, mm-hmm. I like this. Honestly, I do like the mystery of this film, man, because really like, you know, two thirds of the way film, you're going, what the fuck? Like, why is Chucky here? You know, you're questioning things. It's very dark and atmospheric and, you know, but I like all those elements of this film. The things I, <laughs> I have, I have problems with in this film is just, and I know Jeremy will totally coast on me on this one, man. I do not understand why in the living fuck Mancini wrote in the lesbian relationship between I hate that the nanny that's my least favorite part of the scene I don't understand that at all it makes little to no sense to even have that in there I understand you know you know with the whole cam shit and like you know it's you know why it's there but why go that route though it's more believable than the fucking shit with charles lee ray like people cheat on each other all the time dude it's not believable though man she's literally rubbing well she's not actually rubbing her pussy but she's doing like some sex shit you know on a camera the the maid or whatever's in the other room and they're they're doing some skyping shit her husband her estranged husband they're not together but he's laying right next to her in fucking bed and their kids in the other room and they're doing it seems so ridiculous to me like that is just outrageous. It, it, it's a hundred percent possible, though. No, That's no, hundred percent, like, totally possible. But I mean, but logically, I mean, even if you are going to be like cheating or you know doing just, that type I just of read faux a shit, story, it seems. I just unlikable. read a story where where there where there where uh, a husband killed a wife because he rolled over and seen that she was sending nude Snapchats to somebody. Okay, given the I literally just read that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Um, but given the circumstance of the setup in the film, so Nika's mom falls victim to Chucky. And the family, you know, arrives at the house to console Nika, which is her sister, her, you know, estranged husband and, you know, Nika's uh, niece. Given the circumstances of this film or the setup, the lesbian shit seems even more ridiculous because it seems like in the story that her sister has not been around a long time kind of thing or like she hasn't been associating with them kind of thing so how in relationship terms is she hooking up with the fucking maid that's her maid that's not that's not Nika's maid that's her maid yeah that's her maid oh that's right she did bring her but anyways but, and you figure if they live together, they're probably hooking up all the time and doing all this stuff under the closed doors. The with, thing is, with, with not, the how does around. he not figure it out, though? He does figure it out. He knows. Well, that's but why he, has that, he knows. That's why he has his suspicions. Mm. He already knew. He just proved it. Yeah, well, that that's why he sets up the cameras, right? He just wanted to put it on fucking film to actually prove this shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... But that whole angle in the, in the in the film, though, it just seems ridiculous. I completely forgot that was her maid. But uh, 
that th- just the whole that whole subplot in the film. I don't think it's that bad, honestly. I just thought it was a little bit. I think a little, it's a, a little cop If it was like, it, but this I think is the that best most people think do. it's bad because it's a lesbian thing. No, no, no. no I has, just think it's a it little cop shit. It has nothing to do with being lesbian. I'm just, I'm just saying. I understand this is a low budget contained horror film where they're it, shooting pretty much the whole story inside this house. You need some type let, of let me rephrase in there to, not, you know, to fill in not the time. because she's not because she's a lesbian, but because it's more unlikely that a woman would be cheating with another woman that doesn't really happen that much in relationships it's no, no, more no. the guy it's it would the, make more sense if the guy was cheating with the nanny right well it would like but. i guarantee people would have less complaints about it they no. would be like that uh, it makes sense no i'm, <laughs> I'm talking I'm, no but coming back to the circumstances they're there to you know grieve with you know nika and then this shit's going mm-hmm. on. It, that's my point. It, it doesn't matter if it's the guy cheating with the with the girl or the girl cheating with the girl. It doesn't really matter. It's the fact of the situation given in the plot. I mean, we have. I mean, that's a fairer point. That's a f- more fair point. But I do know when ch- people cheat, they, you know, if they love somebody, they 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 just do it. <laughs> I mean, it was still her mom, kind of thing, right? So. I mean, I just, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. That would even be considered given the circumstances of why they're there. So, you know, yeah, that's, I, a, that's definitely a more fair point that I didn't really consider. Like the, but yeah, but the right. one problem I, or the plot hole I have with the film is that, so he puts the camera in the fucking doll and we never see the camera get taken out of the fucking doll. So why couldn't that bitch say, why don't you look at the footage that in the camera that's inside the doll when she's on trial? That's some bullshit right there. Does she know? Hmm. Yeah, does Nika ever find out? Like, Yeah, they, Nika wouldn't know that there's a camera in the doll. But no. don't you think they would find no, 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 the camera no, no, no. when they're looking at it? Well, I mean, let's face Not it. Necessarily. We, we proved <laughs> through the first six films that sometimes the police aren't the greatest with evidence <laughs> in films here. Um, no, but I, I don't think that she... <laughs> yeah, we have. I don't, I don't think that Nika actually even knew about it because remember the scene between her and her sister when the, they're arguing about something, but they're arguing about two different things? Mm-hmm. So I don't think she even knew. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Hey, I did something good for once. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know, man. Um, all in all, I actually, I actually really like this film, though. I think it's pretty good. I, I honestly, when I first watched this film, I always remembered it being... Like it, it seemed like there were so many endings to it, but watching this time around, I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, man. It just it kind of played out a little bit better for me. Um, but then I think you know, leading into the next film too, it kind of makes not more sense, but I mean, it it, it kind of adds to it, you know, it kind of adds to it and mm-hmm. stuff. But I don't know, man. Um, any more thoughts on the film? There's not really no, a whole lot, there's um, not really a whole lot yeah. more to say about it. It's so basic. I mean, we get some kills. And actually this film right here has such a low body count too. Like, I mean, of course it's going to. I mean, it's a contained film with just family members kind of thing. I think the body count's seven. Well the priest that's is good. Yeah, I, I mean I don't want to give everything the priest death is good. Actually the yeah, the priest death is really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, where all the budget went. Probably. Uh, so obviously, this, <laughs> Probably, the, what, yeah. this film—I don't know what this film's budget is, but uh, 
it didn't this is the first child's play film to be direct to video um we talked about this before i think it's kind of a good thing sometimes for a franchise to to go to video and a five million dollar um, budget okay five million that's not super high but i mean in today's time it's either higher it yeah in today's time it's 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 get out it's, only had 4.5 yeah, it's low for a child's play, but not in the current landscape of things. Yeah. Um, okay, so trivia. Uh, obviously, Nika, played by Fiona Doroff. Doroff is um, Brad Doroff's daughter. Uh, the knife Charles Lee Ray uses during the flashback sequence is the same knife Chucky uses throughout the first child's play film, which also doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> According to Brad Dourif, he had to wear a wig and a massive amounts of makeup to make him look like he did in the original film. Um, Brad Dourif recorded all of his lines in less than a day. Damn. Uh, the film was shot in 30 days. The makers made a practical joke, a bus stop to promote the film. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, yeah, that's Chucky funny. Chucky pop out of a billboard, yeah. First film in the series to be directed video. Um, Dom Mancini describes the film as his first real horror film. Uh, that he's ever directed. Obviously, Seed of Chucky was more of a comedy in his size. Um, the the wait, what is this? The longest time in the series before Brad Dourif speaks. Hmm, cool. Uh, yeah, it's like a half hour or something. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. First film to be shot digitally and not on film, obviously. Um, only four of eight Chucky's staples scars are unearthed in the attic scene that existed from Brad and Chucky. <laughs> I remember that was a good reveal though. Cause no, everybody thought that this was more of like a spinoff and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, Oh, it actually is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I have to admit though, man, like when you're, when you're seeing Chucky in this film, doesn't he look a little fucking funny? Yeah. It looks a little off. He looks a little off. Well, he, It's definitely a different design for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, but I understand that, like, you might not have the same artist, and to be able to, you might not have the same molds and stuff. You might have, they might have to create them from scratch. Well, you know see, the, I mean? the way I interpret it is that, like, Chucky looks that way until the reveal of kind of ripping off his skin and revealing that, you know, this is the Chucky from, you know, the last. Yeah, but films. even in the next one, he looks the same, the same too, though. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get all that. the good guy dolls, but you can tell. Like, um, in so the, yeah, like the makeup on the eyes, like they're all kind of puffy and like sunk in or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's like weird, and then yeah. it's weird because yeah. when he rips the skin off and it exposes who he is, not exposes who he, I mean the the other Chucky look. He all of a sudden looks different. Like it's crazy how they did that. I actually really respect that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right. So ratings. I believe I'm first this time. Um, I liked Curse of Chucky a lot when I seen it. I still think it was definitely a huge step in the right direction. Uh, however, I, I did come away with a little bit more problems than I had the first time. Uh, so I am going to lower my rating actually by a half point. I'm coming in at a seven point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. See, I was the opposite. I had an eight and a half. I mean, I had an eight and a half on this one when I first watched it. And I'm gonna come down half too. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten this time around. I have nothing to refer to. I never rated this film before. Um, I don't know what I thought about it when I first watched it or what I gave it mentally. Um, but uh, I think I think what I had I, I might have come down also a little bit to be honest because. Watching Cedar Chucky and then seeing this one, I think it was a step in the right direction. You just wanted to give it a bigger rating. 
I think that's kind of at the end of the day what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's. I feel like I felt that way too. Yeah, I was just so happy to get a serious Chucky. Yeah, man, and you know, I, I'm. I like this film a lot. Um, I've always said in past reviews and times and things, I've always had a problem with with protagonists in films in wheelchairs. When protagonists have to fight the antagonist, and you know, it's well, like, just like Baby Jane. Really, this is like the same setup. It it kind of is, but like I mean, it, it just it's so hard to believe that somebody in a wheelchair could get it, even from a doll. I mean, they're still a little bit more mobile. You you'd be able to do some shit. I don't know. I, I've it's always been kind of problematic for me, and I think it's a really hard thing to sell to an audience too when you're dealing with someone in a wheelchair, even though they're fighting a fucking walking, talking killer doll. I don't know. You know, I just. Those those little things, man. But I will give Mancini all the props in the world for doing a serious film and and bringing it back and and bringing this one full circle too. I, I love the flashbacks and stuff. Even though we have, we differed opinion on that, I thought that was really damn cool. Um, and you know the end sequence in this is pretty awesome too and shit like that. But I'm also going to come in at a seven and a half on this one. I think it's pretty good. Um, it's it's back to where it should be, you know, with this one. It's it's a step in the right direction, is what I'm saying. So, all right, let's let's get her done. Finish this bad boy up. Yeah. I was six. My babysitter was murdered. And they never caught him. Justice was done. Wanna play? The murders were real. Chucky never was. That's right. He was a fantasy. A delusion. Are you feeling better now? I don't blame you for being afraid. I was very ill. Chucky told me. He's coming for you. It's important that we all explore it together as a group. I think I have something that will help. Whoa! Hi! I'm Chucky. Wanna play? First, he'll kill each and every one of you in the most horrible ways you can imagine. And then he'll kill me, too. Come to mommy. Are you afraid of the truth? Terrified. You should be, too. Night-night. And they call me sick? Wait a minute, there's two of them? A true classic never goes out of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017, we get the brand new Child's Play film titled Cult of Chucky. I'm not gonna lie, man. When, when I first saw, when I first saw, when I first heard this title, I went, I scratched my head and said, "What the fuck?" But then, when you watch the film, it makes a little bit more makes sense. sense. <laughs> it makes a little more sense. So, I, I'll be honest. I had a fucking feeling. I swear to God, I had a feeling the ship that they were gonna go something like this. Honestly, um, so uh, <laughs> let's get into the synopsis real quick. Yeah, okay. Directed by Dam. I did it again. Don Mancini. <laughs> written, written by Don Mancini. Why the fuck do I get... Anyways, synopsis. Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim, Nika. Meanwhile, the killer doll has some scores to settle with some old enemies with the help of his former wife. 
<laughs> yeah, so I just so want to say, like, the... I just say what? something before we start talking about the movie. Yeah. Well, I have to give Don Mancini credit. At least he fucking writes every single film. That rarely happens. Like, I can't even think of another franchise where it's impressive. It's the probably same the dude has written there, every single movie. There is no other franchise. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty sure insane that's when you think about it. You know, yeah. at least you're gonna have some kind of continuity. At least there's nudity. Or, at least continuity. the same. So. Thanks. I'm gonna get made I fun of like, again. I know. Thanks. You said nudity. I, I feel like. <laughs> I know. I feel like they. Um, I feel like Don Mancini kind of right wrote himself into a corner at the end of the last child's play. Like, I feel like this, I feel like this film was not planned exactly like this. I feel like he wrote it around. I don't think he had this exact film intended before he made the ending to curse of Chucky. And I feel like he just wrote around the shit that he did at the end of Curse of Chucky. Well, I mean, he obviously intended to bring back the Andy character, hence the yeah, you know the end scene and stuff. So we, you know, I mean, that's kind of how this one starts. We get Andy right away, and actually, there's a really funny <clears> scene <throat> in the beginning of this film, man. Andy's <laughs> honestly, I, I actually fucking laughed pretty hard at this man, Andy. He's out on a date with some hot redhead, oh, yeah, yeah. and he's telling he's telling his story. He's telling his history of you know what's happened to him and stuff. He's like, you know, like you know, this killer doll, you know, killed thirty seven people, and she just kind of politely looks at him. and She said, "Yeah, I don't think this is really going to work out." <laughs> just kind of walks out of there. It just, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I was like, "That's why would you ever tell her that, man? Why would you ever say yeah. that shit like that?" Makes well, it's no dope to see Alex Vincent back, you know. But that's that's the thing that sold the film yeah i way. love that and honestly like know. seeing him at the end of curse of chucky i was really excited about that yeah but what i'm talking about is i think the two scenes that we see at the end of curse of chucky where one chucky transfers his soul into the girl yeah and uh-huh. then two he goes to alex vincent's and alex vincent shoots him i think don mancini wanted to have those two cool moments but i don't think he planned on how he was going to explain them in the sequel because I feel point. like that's where this whole cult thing came about was like, well, how can I have him kill Chucky, but him like, and this is the best we'll he be came up girl. with. I mean, he simply yeah. could have just ignored going into the girl because, you know, let's face it, man, Chucky putting his soul. But into they do girl, reference it. They do yeah, reference they do. it in cult. Of course they do. But it's it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's actually not that cool, man. I think that if they had to just had Chucky going to Alex Vincent place and being shot and stuff, that would have been just just well, fine with me I well mean, tiffany does say that she's dead so maybe he didn't go there until after she was dead well that's kind of the pro- it is a little yeah. bit problematic because mm-hmm. i was wondering the same thing of how the girl actually died i don't know i mean it's not really because the little girl so. died so maybe like well, he the little said, girl he said died because people can fight back against the little girl um so uh, apparently when he was being his chucky guy he probably as the as the little girl, he so, probably ended up getting killed so in I the guess process actually, and then transferred back to a good guy. Well, I guess it doesn't matter though, because I mean if he had if these events happened simultaneously where Charles Lee Ray transferred his body or I mean his soul into the little girl and also had transferred into another doll, I guess. I don't know. I mean yeah, you, well, you, you could kind you, of explain. You have to know if you have to know if when they found that thing out. Which, by the way, huge problem with this film. Huge fucking problem. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, I love the setup. I love the mystery. 
I love the the look, the feel, the the way it's shot. I, I love the asylum setting. Um, some of the supporting characters were a little weak, but I love the scene where they're like, "Very weak." I'm gonna burn you. his hand, or whatever. You know, like yeah. he's she's gonna burn the hand and and um, all that. And and I love like, oh shit! Like, so where did Chucky transfer back to that, or is, did he switch spots with that doll? Is like, oh, and then you finally see that there's two dolls, and you're like, okay, something's mm-hmm. up here. Is that Glenn? And then you're like, you're thinking about all this stuff, and then you're like, well, maybe she's actually crazy, like because they bring that up in the film. Mm-hmm. And then the reveal is that Chucky learned a new spell on voodoosfordummies.com. <laughs> and now he Which has is the comedic moment to... in the film. It's like yeah. <clears throat> the fuck. It's cringy. And a also bit, yep. Yep. also the the idea that he can do this breaks the film. It's it's Well yeah, breaking. I was like I said that <clears throat> to uh I posted on the Facebook page like I'm just watching this thinking in my head like imagine what happens if he knew this when fucking child's play two happened like we would have like eight million fucking chuckies running around <laughs> this, killing this is everybody. what i'm talking about the mythology changing like all of a sudden he does a, a voodoo for dummies and now he's able to do this shit i'm like oh my god and it's like a one word difference in what he's saying and he's able to split his soul into multiple things and be like the same person like control all of them and to me it's like okay one, you're saying that this exists online. So one, you're like you're also saying that. Yep, I was gonna uh, bring that pretty up. much anybody can. I was going to bring that this. up. Was- second, second, if the guy from the original film, who's supposedly hardcore into voodoo, didn't know about that little trick, not nah, stupid. Yeah, it just. It, I agree. It is so painfully Dude. hurtful. Like I was so mad. <laughs> I wrote this down. I said, so apparently. Um, you know, uh, sh- shifting your soul into multiple bodies is public knowledge since it's in Voodoo for Dummies. <laughs> I, I have that written down. It's funny you brought that up because I was like, what the fuck? That makes no fucking sense. And I'm not going to lie, man. And let's say, let's well, say Tiffany's for example, reading Voodoo for Dummies, though, and Bride of Chucky. Okay, that's... That makes that, it even that, worse. That makes it even worse. That that Okay, but at least it's a spell that is, like, that we know of. And maybe it only works, you know, if it, if, if somebody has already been in the doll or something. You could kind of explain that one away a little bit. Yeah. But the problem is, is that, that it's common knowledge on the internet. And even if Chucky says it as a joke, like, mm. Oh, I learned this from like, just as like, he's being sarcastic. They didn't really learn it like that. He's just lying to be a dickhead. Like then also it doesn't make sense that it, it just breaks the movie that it's this powerful. There's no, they, they like literally, fuck themselves for any type of sequels because it's just way too convoluted at this point yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah they took it way it's too fucking way far, too man. complex like the, the the idea that andy has one of chucky one of the chuckies and it's his head and and now there's this army of chuckies or I don't, there could be an army of chuckies and I don't now think, he's chuckies fiona dorif like it just is way too stupid i don't i don't i don't think the setup is even that great though i mean w- the way they're trying to tell this thing I mean, is it really that of a mystery that, you know, of who's crazy and who's not and to what's really going no, on no, in the no, narrative? No, 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 I'm saying that it could still be happening. Like, Chucky's still there, but she's so fucked up from all the shit she's been through that she's, like, sort of uh, psychotic as well. Like, Chucky could still be there doing all this, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, he's really there, but... She's fucking crazy as well, which which has never been done as far as I know, mm-hmm. where you have the protagonist actually crazy, but something's actually happening too. 
Yeah, I, I didn't even you actually know? really see even. I didn't even really see it like that too. I thought that the way I saw, it, you know, she was actually kind of getting better and stuff, and you know, it's just that she wasn't even crazy anymore until she starts to realize what the fuck is kind of going on around here. But I don't know, man. I just thought right from the beginning. Well, I, I was probably about a half an hour into the film, and I was like, man, call to Chucky. And the way they're alluding to, like, you know, the way they're presenting the story. You know, it's kind of jumping around from all these things and stuff. And I'm like, okay, is it going this this direction? And it fucking did. I was like, <laughs> no fucking way. Like, I was thinking to myself, and I'm not even going to joke, man. How hard. I told Jeremy. How fucking hard yeah. I laughed when <laughs> Alex Vincent, Andy, pulls out the fucking third Chucky doll with the short hair. I almost lost my shit. Why laughing. does it have short hair? Well, it's I mean, it has short it's hair. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed, it's so supposed you can to be tell able the to tell the difference, apart, right? That's exactly why. So he's able to find the one that has the gun in it. Yeah, so that's exactly why. So he makes it look different, right? So, but I I almost bursted out laughing. Wait, so wait, I, wait, wait. Let me ask you something though. Why did Tiffany tell Andy? Chucky said disembowel. You'll know what that means. Uh, Why does he say that? Grab the gun. No, Tiffany tells Andy that, right? On the phone. When do they talk on the phone? When Tiffany tells Andy that, what part is on it? On the phone. Tiffany's in the car and she calls Andy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, she, she tells she him, that. Chucky said, disembowel, you'll know what that means. So it, it almost seems like Tiffany was setting, setting Chucky Andy up. up. No. Oh. Well, unless unless Chucky, yeah, unless unless it was pre knowledge that Chucky knew that that gun was inside his body, and Tiff. In no, some, but because because Andy said it there. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what the fuck? So that means that. Why the fuck would she? I never even thought of it like that, dude. You just blew my fucking mind. I never <laughs> like, actually I'm, thought of it like I, that. Her I telling him, I, that. I thought of it when he disembowels Chucky and gets the gun out. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and I was like, but I didn't put much thought into it. I was like, oh, there's the disembowel. But then I was like, wait, why? Why does he? Why did she tell? I just thought of that like later. So that and means I was like, in what? the story, from a viewer point, that means that she almost set up Chucky. Yeah, or she helped Andy, or fucking Andy is like Cause, I, it cause just we doesn't, don't know because no we don't know idea. when she tells him. Well, obviously, he would have already done the gun, so that doesn't even make sense anyways. He would have put the gun in there before he was fucking driving there with the doll. Or that, if he didn't that, put the fucking gun in there, why would she be telling him about it anyway? Exactly. It makes no sense. I mean, it would have made more sense for her to call Andy if he was still in his apartment smoking bud with the head. <laughs> right? Disembowel. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, put it in his fucking gut, and then we'll bring the, we'll bring the doll into the insane asylum, and then I'll... And I'll use the gun later. That would have made more I'm sense real, within I, the narrative. I need to listen to the commentary, man. I have no fucking idea. But you know what I'm saying? Am you I missing something major in this no, movie that dude. Like, explains things? Dude, I think that's a that might be a fuck up or something like that. That's crazy. Because we're almost, the first ones to find it, out the it, fuck up. It almost comes too late in in the. But it's in, too in blatant story. to be just a fuck up, right? It's too blatant. It has to actually mean something. But the thing is, though, Andy was already halfway to the asylum with the doll packed inside the truck. No, I'm saying that it might mean that, like, Tiffany... Something's going to happen in the next sequel. Tiffany that, is, like, tipping off Andy or well, something. Well, that, that, that's what I meant. But, I mean, obviously Andy had already... Well, that's the thing. Maybe he hadn't put the gun in there yet. 
Yeah, but still, why is she telling him that? That's what I'm saying. I said Chucky or Tiffany just set up fucking uh, Chucky. But why? Because she, she went through all this problem. She, she went through all this. <laughs> she went through all this trouble to essentially get him out. <laughs> fucking okay, that, that's bizarre. What just happened? I have no idea, dude. What, and that, that's I, like, bizarre. Honestly, like, I, this movie has, <laughs> I, I literally hate that Chucky can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it completely ruined. And, and another I thing. I agree. I agree. How is he... How is he able to live as a head? If he's if like, are we completely throwing the human thing out? Like yeah. that he turns more human. And if you are throwing it out, why 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 can he live like without a head forever? Well, I think we've I think we've gone way past that. Him yeah. turning human, blah blah blah. It's not even a fucking factor. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, obviously the whole setup was it was a psychological setup. Are these characters is Andy fucking crazy as hell? Is Nikki who's crazy, crazy as hell? And it was it, it literally was a bad. It was it was the motion of who is the crazy one. <laughs> but then we turned. Doesn't up. mean the film's not fun. I no, no. I I liked. I mean, I mean, I liked most of it. Honestly, like I just I had major problems with what they do with the mythology. Like it's just it to me. It's really dumb. Yeah. It it breaks any type of what are you gonna get where are you gonna go from here? Like you can never go simple again because once Chucky knows this, then forever you you always just ask, Well, why doesn't he just put his soul in multiple things? You know, the problem is I mean, okay, so they well, get Tiffany away. does it too though now. They do And this. you really think that they're gonna let Fiona Dorf stay as Chucky? Like everybody nobody wants to see that. It's well, one that of those stupid means- endings like Halloween five or Friday five where the fucking it's like oh it, or like halloween six or like where the new the the person who went through all the stuff is now the killer or something like it it's fucking never works well, they always it, go dude. away from it let's face it man they're, they're never gonna leave that film if they make another one they're never gonna have that storyline be the main narrative in the next film because they're just gonna explain it away all fast they're gonna be it they're a, you know they're gonna be that couple. And it only lasts so long they're and- never gonna fucking put that into a main narrative there's no there's no way. There's n- absolutely no way. But we do know with the setup of you know the extra scene that we saw in this one, who we're going to get back, which is very very mm-hmm. fucking cool. So I actually yeah, thought because I was love a- Kyle, this movie could have been amazing. Instead, it's just like decent with a cool ending. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I agree though, man. I think I think Fiona Dorf does a she does a pretty good job in this film of acting, and mm-hmm. th- there's a couple characters. I like that she got fucked by that dude. <laughs> It was just funny to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> In the but, stairwell. Dude, I couldn't <laughs> fucking stand. Honestly, I could man, I was having major, major issues with the um the uh the girl with the postpartum disorder, you know, the one that killed her baby. Didn't and, it seem like everybody was fake crazy instead but, of real crazy? Like people like not 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 like the well, characters. Well they, they even played off it, as- but like a, a like a mocking of crazy. Oh, big time. And then, of course, um, what was it? Multiple Matthew or multiple. What was his name? Multiple. Yeah, whatever. But Mo- considering Brad Dwarf was like in like the best crazy Looney Bin movie ever made, you know, you think fucking he would know. Well, yeah, man. I know he has nothing to yeah, say. He's with not it. writing a fucking script. Though. I know. <laughs> I know. Just fucking. I couldn't fucking stand up. that character, though, man. The one with the doll. And shit. I was like, oh, I couldn't wait for her to fucking die. die. <laughs> What's that scene, man? <laughs> <laughs> fucking give me a break, man! Oh, she killed. Herself. I didn't like that scene that much. They either, actually, honestly. but they actually say this in the film. She killed herself and made it look like Chucky did it. 
Yeah, okay. Actually, I'm, dude, Here's no another shit, thing. No shit, dude. It's 2.30 in the morning last night. I'm watching this film, and I erupted. Like, I probably woke up the whole fucking house laughing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Give me a break. <laughs> this game off so Here's, an- me, Here's another thing. It was right? fucking stupid. I was like. Wait, and what was up with. I-, I never got this. What was up with dude jumping in the grave and then smiling at Fiona? Oh, because he, he was pretending to be possessed by. Chucky. Uh, Chucky. Why? Because he never acted like that before. I don't know. Because remember, like throughout the film, like I mean, they they try to tell you that this guy might be possessed by Chucky because he's he's doing all these personalities. He says he's Charles. He said he's Charles, and he's like acting like he's Charles, but then he gets caught. Uh, You know, you know, and I think that's kind of that's the start of where it was. Chucky calls him a poser, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh. Like I don't know, dude, dude. I got total seed vibes when all the Chuckies are standing there talking to each other, and and they're like, he's like, oh, look at my fucking hair, and they're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Like to me, it's don't just like, oh like, my god, this is so fucking hair? cheesy. <laughs> dude, I was fucking roaring. I was like, this is so fucking bad. I was laughing so hard at it, man. And it was kind of a shame too because like. You know, most of the film was pretty good. Like it was entertaining. You know yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah, and like, cool. and then the, you know, you get this stuff, and I knew you were going to bring that up too. It was so cheesy, dude. So Ooh. cheesy, so cheesy. I'm like, fuck. But I mean, and, and like Tiffany now is doing two things also, where she's like Tiffany and she's Tiffany the doll. Ah, uh, dude, this is so, voodoo, it's just too much. Yeah, it's that voodoo. <laughs> it's the voodoo for dummies, man. She's able to have, yeah. <sighs> Uh, it's uh, like, oh my god! Has like, anybody I was, ever I was told you how much you angry. look like Jennifer Tilly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! What the fuck? Oh. I, I don't know, dude. Like to me, it's just like they 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 did this shit that I didn't want them to do. Where they're like, they're like, okay, let's make a good movie. Now let's go back to this ridiculous shit again. It's like I knew they were fucking gonna do that shit, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, just put it this way, man. At least, at least, fucking, you know, Glenda wasn't. <clears throat> You know, in it. I in thought it. I thought he was gonna I, be at the end, man. I, I thought really he did. was gonna be the doll at the end. Uh, no, I thought he was gonna be the second doll. Oh, yeah. like you know how there was two. I thought one of them was like, oh, this is Chucky, and this is like they transferred Glenn's soul into a second good guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have bought that way more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I actually something I fucked up on, guys. I put my Blu-ray in, and it like gives you the option to skip everything. Mm-hmm. I watched the rated version by mistake. I didn't know that both versions were on it. Um, but then I looked up the post credit scene afterwards because it wasn't in the rated version. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what kind of gore I missed, but it still seemed pretty gory. So yeah, I, I think I honestly think where where Andy does a fucking number on the number three Chucky was pretty insane. Did, did they show <laughs> well, that? Here's here's yeah. another thing. All right, yeah, they, that was pretty gory. Um, yeah. Here's another thing. Well, well, and when he bashes weirdo crazy head guy's head in was pretty gnarly too. Yep. Here's yep. another thing. Why why does Chucky want to be in Fiona Dorf? Like cuz he sews her arm back up so she doesn't die and he like for the purpose of eventually becoming her. Why? I don't know, maybe Charles Lee Ray's I don't know, man. Maybe he's feeling like the inner lesbian in him. In him. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. Well, like I, I questioned it too. I like, questioned it too. Not, like, cause he has a connection to the family. But why does he want to be her? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has some. I mean, I, I kind of put it there. 
you know, maybe he, maybe it's I don't know. It's the stupid as it sounds. Maybe he actually feels which doesn't even play into his character because he's pretty much a sociopath. But he is responsible for her condition, right? This is this has been established in. in but why does stuff. he want to be her though? Maybe, <laughs> What's that maybe, fucking... maybe he feels bad. Maybe, you know, it's the but, physical but, presence. But, of the but rest what of does people. that have to do with being her? I don't know. I don't. I, there's no explanation for that. I just kind of looked at it like you know, maybe he felt like who knows. <laughs> maybe what that's right. it if he felt sense. bad, why doesn't he just leave her alone? Why does he want to be her? <laughs> well, maybe he's by possessing her with his soul, he's giving her the ability to walk again. I don't know. Hmm. Right? Why doesn't he just switch her soul into something else? Maybe he's... Why why does he have to be her? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think... One thing that people were... I saw Andy was fucking making a big deal out of this. He was saying, like, it would make no sense that she'd be able to walk. I'm like, dude, dolls can't walk. Yeah. Yep. That's right. (laughs) I would... If you told me, like... What has a better chance of walking? A doll? You can't put that logic. human. <laughs> you can't put that logic into the film because when people are possessed, they do shit that they can't do. Let's face it. Let's yeah. you know the Reagan in fucking The Exorcist when she's walking down the stairs backwards like a fucking spider, or when she spins her head around like exactly. you can't do that. You're fucking when people are possessed in that world, they do shit that humans can't do. Hence, in this film, right. they walk. Yep. So, all right. So, what was the budget on this one? Oh shit! One second. I fucking closed the page. <laughs> uh, budget on this one was no budget. It says. Oh, what the it. fuck? Really, no budget? Yeah, no I budget. mean, people love this movie or hate. It. I, mm-hmm. it's just different. Yeah, I like that it's different. I just hate where they went with it. It's, uh, a, it's so an epic. Trivia. Ooh. This is this is interesting. I'm reading this. It says in October 2017, Don Mancini confirmed that Billy Boyd would return as Seed of Chucky characters Glenn and Glenn in a future film, and that most references to the character has been cut from Cult of Chucky, with the sole remaining reference being a single line of dialogue referencing Tiffany having three in her car. Uh, and that no, was from three, October. Yeah, she's like, there's three of us. So is that, that was like, October 2017? Yeah, so that was pretty reference. That piece of shit was in the fucking trunk. What's, wasn't he? Well, she's saying she's saying to Andy that there's three of us now because he doesn't know that they had a baby. Oh, for fuck's sake! Well, he doesn't even know who the fuck she is either. I'm gonna so. post this post this article on the Facebook page so if anybody wants to read it, it's over there. But this is from a day uh, ago, so it's still pretty new. Uh, for, uh, so trivia, uh, not a ton of stuff. Jennifer shot all her scenes in a uh, couple six days. Um, filmed in Winnipeg. We knew that. Uh, this will be the first in the series where Tiffany and Andy Barkley ever actually meet. Uh, this will be the fourth appearance by Alex Vincent, if you don't count um, the other thing, uh, the the ending credits. Um, Yeah, I mean this film was leaked. It says that, and that's that's pretty that's pretty much it. So it's too um, new. It's too new. You guys want to get into ratings? Wait, can I just read this quickly? Can I read it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it says 
The answer to both questions is yes, and that is inevitably controversial. I can't speak. There was some dialogue in the movie written and shot where references to Glenn and Glenda are made, but it had to be cut. That was over my head. Partly, you cut things for time, and sometimes you have to make cuts for other reasons, but I love those characters, and I love Billy Boyd. I would love to bring those characters back into the fold. Somehow, I want to find a way to do it in such a way that it's going to please everybody. That's my goal, because it's a pretty controversial character. People have been speculating over the last couple of months whether or not those characters were coming back, and some people said, oh, great, but just as focal are the faction of fans that will always say, don't do that, you're ruining the franchise again. There's a just there's just a faction of fans that don't want it to be goofy. They just take it so seriously. I do appreciate that to a certain extent. I love the people that it means so much to. They just don't want it to get too silly or goofy or satirical. <laughs> While I get that, there's a part of me that's a little defiant. It's not that I just want to defy them. I want to find a way to make it work so that everyone goes, oh, yeah, that is actually cool. So hopefully one day we'll see Glenn and Glenda again. That's it. I mean, it's definitely possible. I just I don't want to hear anything about that right now. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> well, we said that two days ago. So, good lord, yeah. good uh, lord. Let's get into ratings here, Jeremy. Back to you. Okay. So, Cult of Chucky. You know, I had a fun time with it. Now that we talked about it a little more, you know, I'm a little bit stupid at point until we start talking about it. But <laughs> um, six out of ten. Yeah. Man, I th- wow, we are really on the same page, man. Um, I'm on the same level, man. Six out of ten on this one. I I really enjoyed how well this thing was shot, and I like the snowy atmosphere. It wasn't used as much as I was kind of hoping in it and stuff. But this idea, man, is it's. I'm, it's I'm sorry, the most adventurous film. It definitely there, there's cool things about it, but it's just it's yeah. it's, it's almost. In my opinion, it's almost a little bit too ambitious because of recovery. Where do you go from here? That's yeah. my question, and I think it does affect. It, the and way- don't get don't get ambitious confused with convoluted. Yes, and you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool things in here. I thought some of the kills are pretty cool. There, you know, the, the elements of you know this psychology of the film and stuff um the psychological aspect was pretty cool to watch it was different this is definitely a film that sticks out in the franchise you cannot deny that for any for any reason um you know it definitely has its moments but uh i think it's a little bit i don't know i think i was yeah yeah (laughs) i think i was laughing too hard at parts when i probably shouldn't be <laughs> so I I'm, didn't laugh much in this. One. I, honestly, like honestly, JP, I think they were yeah. they were almost pity laughs sometimes. I you yeah. I laugh a lot, and sometimes I laugh at things I probably shouldn't. But I'm with, I'm with yeah. Jeremy. Six out of ten, man. I think it's it has potential. Who knows? Uh-huh. It might get it better has for me. Potential. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, so this one for me, it, it had had potential. I was with the story for the most part, but at the end of the day, like to me, it's just too dumb. It just breaks the rules too much. It mm-hmm. it throws away what we know. I do like the subtle references to Kent and obviously um, the return three, of three, Kyle. Three, and, three. Um, what do you mean? You're like talking to like eight. Oh yeah, miles. dude. When fucking Andy goes into a safe there. The, the cover yeah, says the, Kent Military yeah. School. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that because it's like a reference that I love stuff that, that doesn't ignore things that happen. It's like there's a history with the character. It adds to it. But yeah, at cool. the end of the day, man, like they, they ignore so much stuff that it just annoys me at this point. And like I, I knew that – but literally the ending of Curse of Chucky – 
made you feel that it was going to go this way, and it literally did. So I'm coming in at a 6 out of 10 as well. It's still enjoyable, certain aspects, gore and stuff. It's a child's play of fic. Hell yeah, I'm going to check it out. I was excited to check it out, and I wasn't, I didn't hate it. I was just a little disappointed, you know? So um, that's it. You know, I have to say, man, um, seven films, I think I think this might be the first franchise that we only had one film rated under five. And not one Hall of Painter. It's crazy, man. So, so does no, this... No, ha- I mean, Tremors was all good. Right? I said one of the first ones. One of the first ones. Pretty much every oh, franchise okay. we've had, you know, there's always those shitters in there. But this is, this is actually one of the stronger, stronger franchises theoretically <laughs> you know yeah. it's crazy when you really think because i never really thought of the child's play franchise as being you know that kind of solid but comparatively to some of the other ones that we've done man there's there's a lot of misses in those franchises and this one with the exception of seed man does a pretty good job um i don't know man I, i'm really curious to see where they go with this this franchise to recovery man that's all i was literally out having the smoke last night after i watched the film it was like three in the morning i was thinking to myself going how do you recover like what what do you do with this and i feel honestly that it's gonna get stupid it's gonna get stupid so that is gonna conclude that is gonna conclude one episode 116 here on the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast I hope you guys enjoyed it. That is the Child's Play franchise. JP, Jeremy, take us the fuck out of here. (laughs) Thanks, Mooch. You still don't know who does the (laughs) outro. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to 100 episode 116 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast if you want to follow the man moods himself you could do so at youtube.com slash mood 616 if you want to follow jp the guy who wants to finish this podcast you could do so at youtube.com slash double shot j and as always you can follow me on my channel at youtube.com slash nes ruler 22 and as always please support the patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina patreon.com slash 22 shots podcast as always, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22shots podcast. Please join us on the Facebook page, facebook.com. Search by 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast, but please do not make any racy jokes or else your butthole will get destroyed. <laughs> and as always, you can leave us a voicemail, but we won't answer you. 724-426-6665. And as always, you can leave us any questions. We still won't answer you over there either at the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. That's the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. That should be it, everybody, for episode 115 or 16 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. We'll be back next week with a very interesting episode. We'll be digging into Skin Deep. Is that the name of it? Yes. Skin Deep. It's Skin a Patreon Deep. pick. It's a Patreon pick, Skin Deep, and we may pair it up with another Fangoria film, but we'll see. But as now, we are planning to do Skin Deep, so get your spinning plates ready, everybody. So that should be it for this week's episode. Talk to you next week. PC outie. Fuck you, Jerry. Yeah. Alright, let's hop into Child's Play Trey. Child's Play Trey from. Is that a fart? Yeah. Oh. And JP, you've been farting a lot lately. Did you fart during? <laughs> was it the first review or the second one? Like, I heard it too. I, I heard it too. Dude, I, I, um, I almost said it, but then I was like, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it too. That is funny. That's so funny. I was I, had, I I was like I was like cracking up here. <laughs> Nobody said anything. I was like, oh shit, because I was just gonna say it wasn't me. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. All right, let's go. Yo.